Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and Chris Kiefer. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah! Welcome, everybody! Monday, June 16th, 2014. The Volvo Mech Show presented by com. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Steve Mathis. We love having you listening. Always. Please listen. Show 176, Biatches. Raining Yellow! Yeah, baby, we're rolling the boat. Congratulations. Thank you. It's on now. It is on like Donkey Kong. Absolutely. I noticed you didn't get James for the uh, the podcast again. I know. I should have got him. I, I, I didn't text him. I, I, I should have got him. We'll get him. We'll get him. I'm, I'm, worried that, uh, I'm worried that he feels you've gone to the dark side. Raining Yellow? I wrote last yeah, week. He, I wrote last week that James Stewart is the most talented motocross racer ever. I know, I know, I know. I thought he was going to be on the show tonight. Well, he's not. Chad Reed, Grant Langston, Jeremy Albrecht, Jason Thomas, all on the show. It's going to be fantastic. Absolutely, no. It sounds like a good lineup. I just want to say though that uh, James, I uh, watched the Yoshimura behind the scenes video, and I think I think more riders need to do that because that is. Uh, it's really cool. You inside inside the truck and all that. So you think a video that James Stewart puts out after the races is the coolest thing ever, and more racers should do it? Uh, is that ironic or what? Uh, it's very strange. I can't figure it out. Absolutely. But uh, he he did say though that you know he, he I think he feels bad because he doesn't want to blame the bike. Obviously, the bike's good, but he said it wasn't where it needed to be, and I mean, let's face it, James Stewart knows that if he's going to push it. He pushes it hard, and he, he. I mean, when you've taken enough dirt samples, you say, you know what, I'm over that. And uh, he said it's good, and uh, and I think he, uh, I think he's gelling with that bike, and it showed. Well, congratulations on your win. I think it was great. Absolutely, was absolutely. Gr- so uh, it was a great ride. Uh, I think um, I think Kenny uh, something to worry about. I think so too. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for I calling. Say, though, Kenny did look good in the Oakley goggles. Yes, yes. Another sponsor of James that you think looks good. I got it. Uh, hey, I got a pair of those goggles, so you damn right. Those are some sexy uh, looking goggles. He rode fantastic. He rode great. Congratulations to him and the Suzuki crew. Maybe, just maybe, James Stewart is back. Hey, he's back, and, uh, and he's rowing the boat. And uh, life is good in the yellow rain. So it have is- a great show, and uh, we're going to soak this in. Thank you, Raining Yellow. See ya. Adios. Sports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X-Brand Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, Vortex Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Free Gun Underwear, Works Connection, Acherby's FMF Racing, Tech1Designs.com, 810Solutions.com, the number 8, 10Solutions.com, W Wheels, Black Ops Moto, Mafia Moto Crew, Optrix and Guts Racing all on board with us tonight. Thank you, everybody, for coming for listening. We appreciate it. Along with Reed, Langston, and Albrecht, 
my co-host tonight from Dirt Rider Magazine and DirtRider.com and KieferTested.com and, and <laughs> I race Canadian Nationals.com. Kiefer Tested, that's awesome. Is it Kiefer Tested? Hey, Steve. Hey, Pulp fans. What is it? What is it? Uh, Kiefer, Kiefer Inc. Kiefer Inc. I-N-C. No, you need to come up with something better. Well, I tried it. It all sounded pretty lame. Kiefer Testing. Kiefer. Kiefer Testing sounds so bleh. Uh, I, Kiefer. I did grow up with the nickname Queef, so I could call it Queefer Testing, but yeah, that's I, not. <laughs> no, I, uh, negative on that. Negative <laughs> on that. Uh, thanks for coming by. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, awesome to be back. Yeah, it's awesome. Good to have you on. Um, hey, folks, tonight we're going to give away three pairs of tickets to Muddy Creek, courtesy of Vortex. Vortex Racing, the official sprocket of uh, James Stewart. Went 1-1 one, one this weekend. Just crushing it. Um, also, too, last week we asked you to name the Scott McElroy, our in-studio uh, guest that was hanging out, fan of the show. We asked you to name his main event finishes, and Brad G won the fly gear. Brad was the last email to come in out of 238 emails with the correct answer. Jason Thomas picked it out on Twitter today, and Brad G uh, gets the uh, free set of gear from Fly Racing. And uh, like I said, if you want to win one of three pairs of tickets to Muddy Creek, contest at pulpamexshow.com. Contest at pulpamexshow.com. Three pairs of tickets to Muddy Creek. Got a week off this weekend, and then Muddy Creek. Thanks to Vortex Racing for that, vortexracing.com. You want 40% off Vortex? Email jake at vortexracing.com. Use the code PULP2014 when you email them. Or tell them you're a fan of the show. And uh, you'll get some 40% off. It's awesome. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Get the show on iTunes. Get it on Stitcher. Get it on the Pulp MX app. If you're going to buy something from Amazon, click on the Amazon banner on pulpmx.com. It takes you to Amazon. Place your order like you normally would. Kiefer, I know you're big into the bottles of lube. So you Ooh. can uh, uh, get the, your lube from Amazon, and I get a little cut of that. Ooh. So fantastic. Cut of the lube or cut of the money? Astroglide, yeah, that's the best cut, stuff. Cut of the uh, money. Uh, I get to see what everybody ordered, but I don't get to see who ordered it. <laughs> so I can see the creepy things that have been ordered. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, but thank you, thank you for that person who uh, bought the deluxe sex swing uh, last month. Got a little bit of money from that. So uh, was that you? No, okay. we don't do that. All right. Um, Thanks, uh, thanks, thanks for thanks, yeah, Tony. A little, little bit of a weird drop there. Um, thanks to everybody for listening. We appreciate it. Got a great show lined up for you. We got your emails, your voicemails. The BTOSports.com, Gabba Gibbs, X brand goggle tear offs, the NFAB question of the day, and the race tech emails. Speaking of Gibbs, producing the show, handling the calls, dealing with everything behind the scenes, making sure this ship runs smoothly. The Devin Gibbs. What's going on, guys? Killing it? Always. Always killing it. Uh, thanks for coming in tonight. Not a problem. No show next week. Uh, I'll be in Oregon. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Good, good talk. Thanks, man. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll catch you guys later. Did you hear about my story about a story, everybody? I did. Where Goonies are? Goonies rules. And like we were talking about, Goonies 2 is coming out. Yeah. Also in studio tonight, Heather Kiefer. Hi. Hello. Thanks for coming by. No problem. Thanks for having us. Yeah, that's approved. It's co-driver. Yeah. Back to Vegas. Yeah, back, take back a nap on the way home. Through. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> thanks for playing the Real Housewives of Moto last show you were in. We might do it again if oh. we have enough time. I got a few questions. Yeah. Oh, you already got it backed up? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. yeah. Things surprise, got a little, surprise. Things got a little weird last time. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> we can hasty. do it again. Uh, all right, everybody. Um, coming up with uh, our, our first guest uh, at 630 is J-Bone, Jeremy Albrecht of the JGR Yamaha team, the manager. Uh, big news in Moto today. Thought we'd see a press release before the show, but we did not. We will see it tomorrow. Kiefer, someone 
in Supercross. Dun, 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 dun. Tested positive uh, for the WADA, something in their urine. It could be, could be performance enhancing, could be some sort of you know, testosterone or uh, estrogen or some sort of masking thing, could be recreational drugs. Could be a number of things. I'm thinking it's just a supplement or whatever, but uh, we'll hear it tomorrow, I think. I hear the news will come out tomorrow. And this is just for Supercross testing, right, which is, I mean, that ended six weeks ago, so it's very strange why it takes this long. Right. But from what I hear, whoever, whatever rider this is, and keep in mind this is probably going to be a top guy because they usually just test the top three, he is going to be fine for the motocross series from what I hear because there's a lot of different sanctioning bodies going Find. on. Fine. Not banned? No, I think he'll he'll be fine for motocross. Nothing will happen to him okay. in motocross. Right. And he may lose his points from the Supercross series. He may lose his purse money. It may be a bigger ban than that. Who knows? I'm sure they, they had to test the B sample as well. So there's lots going on with that. That's the big news in our sport. I was hoping – I heard this morning about it. I, well, I was kind of going through the pits at High Point, and then this morning I, I, I got confirmation of it, and I was really hoping the press release would drop before showtime. But it's not. You know, that's, it's going to cause a shitstorm with everyone. But what I don't understand is if they're doing it, which I think it's great they're doing it, I think they should be coming up with something a little bit more quicker. Um, because purse money or however they, you know, find the guy, yeah. what about the guy before or after him with, that already has the money? How do they figure all that out? You know, you already got yeah, paid yeah. out. You got the point. Well, maybe, maybe – yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. It's a good point. And it's, also, too – like, doesn't it feel like uh, whoever gets busted should be – penalty should be applied for motocross, the series that he's currently racing in? I, I think but so. But there's FIM and WADA doing Supercross and AMA. Then Outdoors is, isn't really AMA at all, but it's an AMA title. But it's MX Sports and DMG. And they – there's no AMA people at the races. Right. But they hand out an AMA. It's very confusing. And here, here's another thing. So he gets fined or whatever. Next year's Supercross series is he get – Couple race ban is. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I gotta think because that's how football is. I know, I know. I gotta think this isn't like I'm thinking. This is probably. I mean, I don't know. I'm right. totally spitballing here. I'm thinking it's just you know some sort of testosterone. A guy was taking over the counter supplement, wasn't paying attention, and it's probably going to be a fine. Well, you can't say testosterone and over the counter. Those are two separate things. There. No, you can't. You take t- testosterone over the counter. No. Oh, you can't get it over no. the counter? Oh. I mean, no. Oh, okay. You only can get tea from... Unhook your cord there. You got your cord all jacked. No, got to go the other way. There you go. Uh, you can get tea from your doctor. Yeah. Which oh, tea. Your... Is that the... Is that the... That's, cool... Yeah, it's okay. a street name. All right, street name. Yeah, Yeah, street name tea. So if you get the, the tea from your doctor, you can, you know, however you want to take it. There's creams. There's arm deodorants. There's... You right. can shoot it up. But, wow. And, but there's powders you can take that ups your natural testosterone levels well that's what i was thinking more. Oh, okay. okay well i don't know i'm, I'm not you know well jason thomas yes sir welcome to the show thanks man um your your presence on our show brought to you by fly racing flyracing.com the official gear trey canard jimmy albertson uh seems like half the field out there is wearing fly racing and uh, trey canard killing it this weekend in fly racing 2015 stuff coming out soon flyracing.com all right, so the PED thing, big news. Yep. What do you think? Thoughts on it? Do you have a name yet? We don't got a name. I know people who know the. <laughs> I know people who know the name. Yeah, I do too. But they are not telling. They are not telling me the name, probably because they know yeah. I have this radio show. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely happening. Um, I heard uh, I heard it was Adderall. 
Oh, okay. So inhaler. But I don't. I don't know that for sure. I'm. I'm strictly. I shouldn't even be spreading a rumor, but I'm just repeating <laughs> what I was told. Uh, yeah, Adderall is something. Um, well. Adderall is actually the drug that all the NFL guys say they're taking, right. even though it right. could be HGH or anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Adderall, so don't don't right. don't take that as gospel or anything. I was, right. I just heard that, so it's, Do you, we're strictly speculating, which I know Watson would be very fond of. <laughs> jab jab. Um, I feel like um, I feel like we're making a big deal out of this, and it's big news, sort of in the moto community, community, obviously. But I really feel like this is just going to be a slap on the wrist for whatever, whatever rider gets caught. I yeah. don't think so. No. I, I mean, if they're not going to enforce the rules, then, I mean, right. why even do the test? I guess it depends on what it is, right? But Yeah, but, I mean, it's the same as the NFL. Like, Dude, we don't enforce, they, we don't enforce really any care. rules. If you break the rules, you break the rules. We don't enforce any rules in our sport. We don't enforce I, I know. I, I understand yeah. where your skepticism is coming from. Right. I just don't, I don't understand the point. I know. Why spend the money? Why do it? Why waste your time? Why cause drama? Why hurt the brand of the sport, which, you know, that's been a long reason why nobody wanted testing because all it could do is damage the brand. Yeah. If you're not going to do anything about it, you know, that's my only thing. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm with you on that. I just feel like somebody will lose their points and their prize money from that race that they tested positive. Which is nothing. Right. That is, that's that's nothing, nothing. Right. Yeah. They would happily, they'll pay them. They would probably pay double just if that was like yeah. what they were going to say, you know. Right. I mean, I'm, you know what? In a way, I'm pumped that they caught somebody. Right. I'm not pumped, but, you know, like, hey, it's working. It's working. It's working. And the, and, well, well, at least it shows they're doing something. Well, that's what we're thinking, too, is like, okay, say he gets a slap on the, the wrist. I think putting it on blast, so to speak, in front of everyone is more of a shock to that person versus the actual fine, you know? But look, even like we'll never find out what it was. I doubt they'll announce it. They'll just say he tested positive and then that person will come out and say Adderall. What is Adderall? What is it? Yeah, that's what the NFL does. Right. It's yeah. an attention deficit drug. That, no, it, yeah, yeah, it, it helps mental focus like baseball players. Basically, base, baseball players used to use uh, methamphetamines like big time. They use it not methamphetamines, amphetamines. Amphetamines, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it improves your focus big time. Like you can it's exactly like Steve was saying, like an ADHD drug. But if you don't have ADHD, it, it hyper uh, makes you hypersensitive to focusing on everything. So huh. it's like you, a, it's can like a... hit, you can focus on the baseball. You can focus on you know a football coming at you if you're playing football, whatever the the sport is on your start or whatever. So it's like a legal form of speed. Right. Um, you know, yes and no. Yeah. Yes and no. It's it's nothing anywhere near as as strong as that but no it, but same sort of effects where you're hyper- like saying caffeine is a is yeah. like cocaine i mean they're not they're not really the same just because they have the similar you know like effect on you it's it's way 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 less anyways uh yeah so we'll see and, and another thing that's really jacked up obviously uh and it's mx sports and it's uh usada for the nationals and it's no ama and no fim and no wada so this is this this rider from what we hear Nothing's going to affect the motocross series. It's not from the motocross series. But what a disaster that's going to be. If, so basically for outdoors, it's so water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what do you do? positive in so water. Yeah, so water. Um, I, feel like, so, I feel like the other teams, whatever rider this is, and make no mistake about it, it's going to be a top rider. Because like, like I told Keith for JT, these are top three guys that get tested. So this is yeah, a, and this I've been getting some pretty gnarly texts, too. Yeah. Th- like, oh. yeah, it's. It's definitely somebody that's a heavy hitter, no doubt. Right. About that. So, so this heavy hitter is going to be penalized, while the managers are going to be running around outdoors, going, MX Sports, do something, do something." 
He's right. a cheater. He's a cheater or whatever. You know how these guys are looking for an advantage. And also, I just, have they tested this year yet in the outdoors? Yes, Lakewood. Lakewood. Yeah, Lakewood, yeah. Okay. So those tests won't be known for a little while. Yeah, after, but, the, after the Nationals. Yeah, really, right? <laughs> JC, doesn't it strike you as weird how these tests took so long? I don't. Yeah, I was, a kid, I was uh, corrected today. I, th- I thought it was from Lakewood, which it wasn't. Um, and I was corrected today on that. So apparently it takes, what, six weeks or something they were saying to, yeah. to get test results back, which is well, very strange. I, I don't understand why, but yeah. I'm, not a, I'm not a scientist either. So Guaranteed it's probably cheaper. Yeah, so it's it has cheaper. to be a money thing. It's cheaper. They're like, you know what, we'll just take the six-week one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like using USPS to ship something. <laughs> right. I'm right. doing a ground. Right. So, uh, yeah, this is a big deal in our sport, no doubt. It kind of overshadows High Point a little bit. Uh, the first... The first known sort of drug uh, bust in our sport. Obviously, they used to test uh, for years for recreational drugs. And, you know, everybody knows the Jeff Willow story where he got pulled to, to do a urine test at Steel City years ago. Just bailed out. And just bailed. Just said, <laughs> I'm not racing. Um, so he wasn't actually tested. But that, as far as I know, the only guy that's ever been tested positive, huh, JT? And he wasn't even positive. We, we don't know for sure, although obviously he looks pretty guilty. And what I don't know what JT's going to talk about. What I think, too, is like I said, you know, if the riders in the Nationals, I don't know who it is either, but let's just say it's not the guy who's racing Nationals or whatever, and you come back, the fan base is going to go crazy. This is the first guy who got busted, so everyone's going to go ape shit over this, and I think that guy is going to have a black cloud over him for a little while, no matter what team he's on or who he is. So depends on what it is, and we won't find out. I but don't let's think. just say it's Adderall. I mean, still it doesn't. Yeah. It it, does. I think if it's Adderall, everybody just moves on, and just goes, "Yeah, whatever, don't do that again." And the rider goes, "No matter what it is, the rider goes, I'm very sorry to take this. I wasn't aware. I blame my trainer slash nutritionist." Does he come out with a PR? You think afterwards? Yeah, maybe. Mm. What do you think, JT? I don't know. I'm still. I'm still. Uh, I think it's funny that a, a uh, at high point do we have a, a drug scandal. It's pretty comedic to me. But uh, there's like the ring inside of MX Sports. <laughs> no, I, I mean was, it, it obviously just sucks because he was right. I, Tony was right <laughs> all along. No, I just think uh, I think it's just going to give it's going to give the sport a black eye. And if it's something like Adderall, which I mean, everybody has their own opinion, but I don't consider that a very serious offense. I mean, every every college kid I know takes out all the study for finals and all kinds of stuff. So, yeah. Um, well, we're, we're, if, if it if it really does like damage somebody's career, I, I think it's a little bit of a bummer. And, and I understand it's against the rules and whatever, but it would just suck to see somebody's career ruined over something that's that's trivial. If that is the case, I'm telling you, no matter what it is, though, the WADA's going to say this guy tested positive. This is his fine. Loss of points slash loss of money, whatever. That, that's another thing I was asking. So is it up to – WADA gives the – WADA gives the, the punishment, and, and I understand there's a lot of different forms of punishment they, they give, yeah, okay. for depending on the, depending on the, on the deal. So um, I feel like they'll say that. They won't give us specifics of what the drug was. The rider will come out and say it's Adderall. Or it's some, up to him. Yeah, or some bullshit thing. Right. And then we'll just all move on. Well, I Remember, th- Josh Coppins got caught cheating, too, with a cold medicine. And lost some GP, but that was over the counter stuff. Yeah, but I mean that's all we ever knew, right? I I mean, there's a lot of things. There's there's like nasal inhalers, like there's all kinds of things you can test positive, especially outdoors with the the USADA stuff. I think it depends on what it is. Like you said, if it's over the counter, I don't think it's going to be a big deal. But if it's something you have to be prescribed, then I think it's another headache. 
So yeah, I don't, I don't. I mean, I, I like to see that somebody got caught, and I like to see that it's working, and all this. But I just feel like we're not gonna really. This is not gonna be major. This is not gonna be. Uh, Rider X tested positive. Rider X is banned from Supercross for a year. Right. That's not gonna happen. No, I don't think it's gonna be banned for a year. But it would be to set a precedent. It would be nice to say, hey, he's banned for the first two races or whatever. But it sucks that we're such a clown show of a sport. <laughs> yeah. That. That MX Sports and the Supercross people and the WADA and the USADA and the AMA and the FIM and, and all this, we can't all get together and do something for our motocross. Like, it sucks that we're, like, two different series, different rules, everything. Yeah. And it's you all know? the same shit. It's dirt bikes. It's all the same guys, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and I feel like, like we're going to, you know, cart and IRL. It's not that kind of split, but that didn't help. Right, it doesn't help at all. And I don't feel like this helps either, where people are like, but... But he just got caught cheating, and he's still racing uh, Muddy Creek, you know? Right. I don't know. What do you think, JT, on that? Do you, do you care? I don't know. I mean, the, real, the really bad thing is I just think that, and I know this is a little bit off topic, but I just keep going back to the fact that we struggle in this sport to get mainstream press for anything. And... So what I'm scared is going to happen is we're going to come out with some somebody's going to get busted for something that may not even be, be a big deal, and that's what we're going to get mainstream press for. Yeah, that's going to suck. No, that's good. I don't know. Any, I mean, any, just, bad press that's, is that's good what press. I'm scared of is like we, you know, guys like Denny Hardwick bust their ass to get you know play in these major publications, and then you know that the media is going to jump all over something like this just well, because it's such a hot topic. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe I, it, it could just, but I just think in the end it's not going to be anything. I really don't think. I hope so. I, I mean, that I know how hard these guys work. Right. Whether anybody takes anything or not, it, it's like Lance yeah. Armstrong. Like, yes, yeah, obviously he's horrible. Like he cheated and he ruined people's lives and all that. But that doesn't like he he didn't just take drugs and he was just amazing. Like these guys bust their ass regardless. You know, and, and I think that just gets overshadowed when stuff like this happens. And and the thing is, uh, this guy got caught. That doesn't mean, you know, another guy wasn't on the same stuff. He just happened to get caught. So, yeah. well, we'll uh, we'll see. I, like I said, we know people who know the names, the name of the person who it was. They are not talking, probably for a good idea, because I have this show. But uh, we'll find out tomorrow. So your show ruins lives. It does. It does. <laughs> it's ruining mine. <laughs> you raped her. Why is it ruining yours? I don't know. It just sounded good at the time. Okay. All right, JT. Hey, we're going to get you back on. Uh, you're going to come on for your buddy, Chad Reed. All right. And then uh, we'll get you back on. For Maybe he'll tell us. Yeah, yeah. You know what? He just might. It's Chad Reed. He just might. If he knows, he would tell us. If you look up the definition of no fucks given, Chad Reed is probably in the dictionary right there. <laughs> that is probably he's, he's right there. He may, at least there's like a, like a footnote to him anyway. Absolutely. Um, so thanks for coming on, and yeah, uh, we'll, right. we'll talk soon. Um, so Jason Thomas will be back on the show here. Shortly, um, uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll move on to that and, and, and talk more about that as we go on and uh, get some people's opinion on it, definitely. Uh, for 40 years, Cherubies USA have been there and make some of the best plastic around, well, not some of the best, the plastic around, the best plastic around, uh, good fitting, uh, quality stuff. Kiefer, you've probably used the Cherubies. You used to use their gear. Gear, plastic, shit. I went and got the damn track markers to build my kid a track, so they have all kinds of cool shit. Kiefer believes in the Cherubies, and uh, go, go on their website, uh, acherubies.com, and uh, they have their bike builder feature where you can uh, pick your model of your bike, pick your plastic, and, uh, and do all that, and uh, acherubies.com, we thank them for coming on the show, and uh, check them on social media, Instagram, Twitter, 
uh, Facebook, all that kind of stuff. The Cherubies USA. So, uh, Mike, you're angry about this drug thing? No, I'm not angry. I'm just angry, Michael, on Twitter. Okay. But I do, I do disagree with JT as usual. I'd like to point out, there's no such thing as bad publicity. This is going to draw attention to the sport. That's more people going, "Whoa, there's interesting shit going on here." Let's all tune in and see the doped up awesome dude and see how he does against the rest of the field. It's all good. More people, all publicity, all good. Yeah, maybe I may be uh, the same way as you. I don't, I don't, I don't think this. I don't think this thing gets us that mainstream press. I don't, but maybe. Um, yeah, well, I don't. I don't want to see like we have a young generation too coming up, and I don't want to give the wrong idea. You know, there's a lot of young. No, kids. I disagree. So give them the idea that if you use it, you get caught. Well, give them that idea right. because we know now in the amateur world who God knows what kind of voodoo shit those right. those moms and dads are doing to yeah, their kids. Potion and shit. Yes. Right. So I think it's good. It shows the kids, hey, you'll get caught if you're a pro. We need to do it. Too long for too long. We've been kind of knowing what's going on and just being like, ah, whatever. That's why they need to enforce it. So let's hope they do. Yeah, let's hope they do. Thanks, Michael. You bet. Thank you. 702-586-7857. You can call in uh, anytime if you've got something on your mind. And uh, again, again. There's a drug ring inside of MX Sports. We should cold call Tony. <laughs> I don't talk to Tony anymore. Really? I don't. No, I don't. After he did We well, had Mike on the show. Yep, I'm good with Mike. I'm good with Mike Genova. But after Tony, when he pulled it while Shugal with me. Right. Which is fine. He was heated. I get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, never a word to me, apologize, never, you know. So I'm like, okay. Does he head nod you at the race at nope. all? Nope. No head nope, nod? Nope, never speaks to me. And as a matter of fact, his mother fucked me to some people, mutual friends, hmm. still, still to this day. Right. So I go on in my life without dealing with Tony Lessie. Okay. I like Mike. Yep, Mike's a good dude. I like Mike. By the way, Dave Dye got fired. No. Did you hear that? No, let's talk about that. I don't know. I just know he got fired. And from, I know, and from, I know, from, they start, they, didn't they wipe the slate clean too over there? Like new mechanics everywhere? Uh, I don't know. I know Freeze's guy got fired after the opening round, and right. Dave Dye got fired for the second round. So there are two rounds, two mechanics. I have a feeling Dave probably said something, knowing Dave. Knowing Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, definitely. So, uh, anyways, yeah, like I said, uh, we had Mike on the show here a couple weeks ago. Were you on there? No, but I listened. Yeah. And, and, yeah. yeah. Mike's was, a good guy. Like I said, he's different when he's not around Tony, and he's just he's a friendly dude. Yeah, nothing wrong with Mike. Good, good dude. And, uh, man, he sounded like he kicked ass this weekend in Canada. We got, we're going to talk a little bit more about Canadian motocross coming up later. We may even have the Noof on the show at some point. Um, let's get to Dustin. He, wants, he does want to talk about Canada. What's up, Dustin? Hey, yeah, it's five-time Alberta. I was at the uh, Calgary round yesterday. Yeah. And I uh, thought I'd give you a, a little report. No, no performance-enhancing drug testing in the CMRC Nationals. Shocking. I will say that. <laughs> Shocking. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I heard the first two rounds of the, the media reports uh, sounded like Colton was was like on Mike's pace, but not yesterday. It was well, wow. The second moto, he got Mike got stuck in the gate somehow, yes. and then uh, man, he went through the entire pack uh, by about the midway point, and yeah. Colton well, kind of almost let him by. That's well, nothing for him. When you say entire pack, you mean about thirty guys and about twenty guys that aren't even in the same league as Mike. Right. Okay. But still. <laughs> yeah, still, he, he was yeah. up to uh, I think he was up to eight after the first lap. Yeah. So. Yeah. The, the depth is not there. But still, no matter what, it's still a good ride by, by Mike. And in qualifying, I looked at the qualifying times. He was three seconds faster than Colton or whoever yeah. second was in yeah. the qualifying. So he had a dial from the beginning. And I I heard from Mike himself, I mean maybe he's making an excuse, maybe he's lying. That his shock was blown in the second moto at Kamloops, and and that's when let's talk about Kamloops room. when Colton got him, and so and really like I kind of believe I lean towards believing Mike 
Because if you look at his lap times, I was watching the lap times. Yeah. He dropped four to five seconds. And look, you can say a lot of things about Michael Essie. He's in shape. Right. The dude's in shape. Right. So, you know, dropping four to five seconds a lap makes me think that there was something wrong with the shock. Did you watch his video of him cutting the track? Yes. Okay. What do you think? <laughs> I mean, you can't do that. You got to. What was he thinking? Why did he turn around and just go back know. on the fucking track? It's Michael Essie. I don't know. I'm like, he's waiting there for 20 <laughs> seconds. I'm like, why don't you just turn the fucking bike around and get back on the track? I don't know. Mike, what do you, and like, how do you overjump that tabletop, like, by what he, he did? Yeah. Like, and then, know. like, he could have just, it would have, he would have probably went in eighth place, went it, back on the track. No, he would have been sooner than that. He would have been, <sighs> yeah, he would have been sooner, just got the brakes, pull, spin around and go. And then he decided to get on in front of Colt. And I could see why Colt was pissed. I was like, what is this idiot doing? Yeah, you know? I, I, just, I don't know. But Dustin, uh, yeah, so it was cool. Everything was good. The semi didn't get egged or anything. Uh, no, actually, um, I thought it was really interesting. Uh, really long autograph lineups for Michael Essie. You know, I mean, long by Canadian standards. Yeah. Usually, you can walk right up. There's like one guy in front of you. There was lots of people. Where, so he got a you know I don't know a, a warm reception. I thought. Well, like him or not, he's an A class rider. I mean, as far as you know, he's an A lister up in Canada. As far oh, as it's, it's, it's a good deal for them, no doubt. Absolutely. Thanks, Dustin. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, uh, going to come up. We may have the new fun later. Uh, we, and we also, too, JT, an angry email for JT from a Canadian Moto fan and an angry voicemail for JT from a Canadian Moto fan. A disagreement? Yes, apparently. I don't remember, but JT was saying some things uh, uh, about the Canadian Nationals or something. Oh. I, I don't really know. Wow. But there's some people that are very angry, and JT is going to take them to task later on in the show. I like angry voicemails um, for JT. We haven't even talked about High Point. Blake Baggett won one. James yeah. Stewart won one. Maybe we're going to see some different stuff after all. Well, I, I got a little beef with you, though. What? What's the beef? Remember this pre-outdoor talk about how Dungey was going to wipe the floor of Roxon, and I said, yeah, Roxon's yeah. going to do it. DV said Roxon, too, and he's been letting me know that. Okay, I'm just letting you know that. Roxon. Have you seen my results in the Pulpamex Fantasy League? No. It's clear that I'm an idiot, that I don't know what I'm talking about. I basically am last place out of all the guys that have... Uh, um, are you taking the time? Or you just clicking shit. Uh, I'm sort of yeah. I'm taking thirty seconds. <laughs> okay, but like still, that. my wife is doing it without even looking at the practice times. Right. And she's beating me. She's on Adderall. She's on Adderall. <laughs> she's she's on a PED. <laughs> There's no doubt. Um, all right, everybody. Let's uh, let's get to our next guest here on the on the phone. Um, he is brought to you by uh, Vortex Vortex Racing, official sprocket of James Stewart, official bar and sprocket of Tyler Bowers, and uh, Rock. Robbie Renner. Robbie Renner? Robbie Renner. Renner. Oh, Rob, that's right. Robbie okay. Renner. Uh, <laughs> VortexRacing.com. You can uh, uh, save 40% off by using uh, Pulp2014. Email Jake at VortexRacing.com. And we have, don't forget, three pairs of tickets to Muddy Creek. Email at contest at com if you want to be randomly drawn to win one of three pairs of tickets to Muddy Creek. Courtesy of Vortex Racing. And that uh, they brought to you our next guest, uh, our next guest right here, folks. This this man. Uh... Okay. Yeah. What? Don't even tell me you're changing the plans. Yeah, brother. Slight detour. <laughs> we gotta go talk to some advertising marketing coup. Could it just take a second? What? We? What are you talking about? We? I ain't going to the wall chase. I'm going straight to Fresno, find a bar, sit down, and drink some fat ass Jack and Cokes, and be hitting on some filthy white trash hookers. <laughs> Period. And so are you. J Bone, welcome to the show. Yes. <laughs> I haven't heard that in a while. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, just terrific stuff. Yes. Terrific. Yeah. Thanks for coming on the show. 
Yeah, no problem. Thanks maybe, for having me. Maybe you'll need a maybe you'll need a job tomorrow. <laughs> with, with yeah, Paul, thanks with, a lot. Appreciate with, that. Paul Max. <laughs> Uh, Jeremy Albrecht, everybody, JGR, a Yamaha team manager, JGR Toyota, NFAB uh, team manager, J- Jeremy Albrecht. All right, J-Bone, we're, we're four races in. Uh, Grant's won a moto. Grant's a little consistent. Phil Nicoletti's shown some flash here and there. What's your take on your team after four rounds? Yeah, I'm happy. You know, definitely uh, Glenn Helen was awesome. Wish there were some more of those, but Grant's riding really good. And like you say, I was real happy how Phil rode last week. He uh, he should have been uh, definitely did better, but he had some rear brake trouble, which was our fault. But he he rode awesome, so I was pumped to see that. Yeah, yeah, his starts have been good. He's been on point. Yeah, starts. Yeah, both guys have been getting good starts. It's a bummer because Grant actually had bad starts on the weekend, but right. that was the first time, so can't complain. There's plenty of people that have worse starts than we did, but yeah, I know yeah, he needed them last weekend. I know he and his wife are a big fans of mine. Um, we know that. Yeah, yeah. They like zebra cakes. So. Yeah, yeah. But uh, look, straight up, he's been riding good. He's been doing well. He's consistent, which, I mean, speed and talent and all that from Grant yeah, is not a surprise. Been, yeah. Right. Yeah. So he's been yeah, consistent. Yeah, the speed and talent's yeah. been there. And, you know, I, I think he's definitely working, you know, working hard, and it's, it's showing. Because mm-hmm. I think, you know, in the past, maybe that's why he wasn't consistent. But he's definitely, you know, he's definitely consistent, you know. And it, it is hard when you're injured a lot to, to get into shape. Mm-hmm. It's tough. So. He's, uh, yeah, impressive. We like it. 702-586-7857. You got a question for six-time AMA championship winning mechanic, J-Bone? Uh, it just depends on what ones you count. Do we count, do we count lights titles? Hell yeah. Light, light titles? supercross titles? Yeah. No. Supercross, outdoor. Yeah, we count outdoor. Two world titles. Two world titles add up to 11. Oh, shit. Okay, 11 time. Wow. I got none. I got no time. I'm no time. No time. No. I remember going to Greg Garnett's house, and I was hoping to get a golden wrench. I thought that was pretty awesome. <laughs> right, right, right. And uh, they don't really do golden wrenches, but they call it the same thing. So it was, it was cool. I finally won those, so that was awesome. Are you talking about the Mini O's golden wrench? No. Back in the day, oh. they, they give you a plaque at the AMA banquet. If you win a championship, you get this plaque, okay. which I only have three of them. <laughs> but now you're bragging. Uh, it was cool to get, and it's an right. engraved tool. I'll take a picture for you. Oh, it used to be a golden wrench they put on a plaque. Oh. now it actually is a. It's a micrometer that they took a picture of. Oh, yeah. I never. And I don't think I was ever in the, in the wood. I don't think I was ever in the running for one of those ever at all at any point. So, um, yeah. Hey, uh, so Phil, Phil Nicoletti uh, is on one of those uh, performance ride deals that Coy, your your boss Coy Gibbs likes to do. He was given the first yeah. first three rounds. Now he's been extended for three more. Uh, and Brayton is supposed to be back at Muddy Creek, right? Correct, yeah. So we should have three guys at Muddy Creek. I'm excited. What does Phil got to do to get three more? I don't know. I mean, how he was riding last week, you know, it was obviously impressive. But, you know, the hardest part is it's just uh, cost. Well, Phil, he goes through a lot of parts, which is good. <laughs> he's, he's testing stuff, but. Right. It's cheaper for us to take him to the races, I think. <laughs> right, right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Instead of leaving him at home to wreck things. Yeah, he, right. he ha- I mean, he's, he rides a lot, man. He definitely puts the work in. So yeah. it's, not, it's not from lack of trying, that's right. for sure. Yeah, it'd, it'd be nice to give him three more races. He's more of an East Coast guy anyways. So Yeah, you know. yeah that was cool. It's not up to me. I'd like to say it's up to me, but it's right. not. Uh, it's Coy- up to old Coy if he, needs, if he wants to spend the money. Coy called me today. Did he? Yeah, I, I, text, what he him. I text him for a number. 
And then he called okay. me and said, how come you only call me when you want to, when you need something from me? You never call me to just to say, hey, what's up? And then he made fun of Maybe y- tomorrow I'll call him and just say, what's up? <laughs> yeah, then he made fun of Wygant for 20 minutes. Oh, yeah, because Wygant came by today, yeah. Right. He, he likes, well, that's his fun. He likes to make fun of everybody, as you know. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. That's uh, why we have a team, so you can make fun of us all day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> really, right? He pays all his money so he can make fun of us. <laughs> so he can be the smartest guy in the room. Um, that's right. Hey, uh, uh, what'd you think of, uh, of High Point, the event itself? Uh, perfect weather, man. The track was maybe the nicest it's ever been. It wasn't perfect as far as it was a little slippery and everything else, but what a day. What a fabulous day at High Point. Yeah, for how I was looking on right. Friday, we were, you know, a lot of rain and mm. thought our tent was going to blow away there for a few minutes. And right. then, yeah, the Saturday was perfect. Couldn't have been better. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, no doubt about it. Have you? Not uh, as rough and gnarly as usual, though. I think because they didn't till it up because yeah. of the rain, which yeah, you know that was different. But yeah, great, great for us. I'm not complaining. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, and Brayton, like you said, be back at Muddy Creek. So Brayton, uh, Brayton will be back, and he'll be behind the eight ball again as usual. But uh, you know, I mean, hey, he's Justin Brayton. He'll be he'll be good. But it, it sucks to come into series four races down. Yeah, that's one of those things. You know, there's yeah. no. Yeah, unless you've been healthy the whole time, which is tough in our sport, mm-hmm. it's hard. But he definitely, you know, he got, he had time. He's been riding, and uh, mm-hmm. hey, he should come in better than he would if he raced last weekend. He he could have raced last week, but he wasn't ready, so yeah. he yeah. wanted to wait till after the break and come right. back when he's strong. Right, and uh, man, Josh at first moto Glen Helen, fantastic ride. Yeah, he. I rewatched that all the time. It was <laughs> very impressive. That's the one I want to remember. I know, right? Yeah, he, he rode. He rode so calm, so confident. Mm-hmm. Like, just looked like how yeah. Stewart looked last weekend. That's how Grant looked at the first one. Yeah. So then, just you, ride. Looked like they're just riding around. Like it's amazing when the, when you're riding well and things are clicking. How how easy it looks. So when you see that, you go, "Why? What do you?" Okay. So you see that, and as a manager, do you think? Wow, that's awesome! Or, or wow, why can't he do that again? What, what, what do you think of? Well, I mean, it, it's cool, honestly, to see that he's capable of that. And then, you know, once you do it, you know you can. So yeah. they're just as frustrated as we are if they don't do it again. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm happy to see it. it. It definitely makes it so people don't look at me like you idiot. Why'd you hire him? At least now everybody <laughs> go. Well, that's why they hired him. Right. So for me, I like it. I wish, you know. And then he drops his bike. Do it a little more often, but you know, it's good for us to be able to say we we knew you could do it. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's why we hired the guy. It's great. Kiefer, what were you gonna say? Oh, I'm just saying. Then he throws his bike down after he wins. I was like, damn, it's not over yet. Yeah, buddy. you can do that after you win. I, I don't. I don't like that move. <laughs> I don't like that move at all. As a as a former mechanic, I don't like it when guys hey. when guys bikes break and they don't push it off, and I don't like yeah. dropping your bike. First moto. Well, it was a, it was a, it was a, a throwdown, like a cool, like I did it throwdown, and we were fine with it. Yeah, there's no problem there. Okay, all right. Well, until something yeah. breaks, and then uh, and Ben misses it, and then he can't. Something happens in the second moto. Yeah, that that could be a problem. Right, right. Hey, J Bone, what's less stressful for you, being a mechanic, you think, or your current job right now? Uh, I would say the current job now. It's a different stress, though. It's a stress that you take on. For the whole team, not just before. I'd only stress about the bike. Now, like I stress about everything, but in a good way. Like I try to to be calm and think about it. But you know, a lot of stuff's not in control. You know, you're picking sponsors, you're picking riders, you're working on sponsors. 
there's just a lot more that goes into it than I ever thought. I definitely would be a better uh, employee mechanic next time if I ever have to do it. <laughs> are you like me? Are you like I appreciate it more? Are you like me where, like, the only thing that's getting me back to turning wrenches is some sort of life-altering move where I have to, you know, su- support my family, or I'm losing my house, or what about a fat check? You know, like. I don't think I could get a fat check than what I'm making now. You know what I mean? Like, right. the pay isn't incredible for mechanics. I mean, obviously for guys like Goose or, you know, what do guys mechanics like that. make average? Do you know, dude? I think it goes anywhere from twenty grand to a hundred grand. Oh wow! Don't you? Don't you, J Bone? I mean, anywhere in there, like. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a wide range. It's yeah. really hard to uh, to say, but right. I mean, Kawasaki pays well. They're a good good company to work for. I had no problems with. Hey there. And then your bonuses, of um, course, from, from M. Egan. Who was better, bonus or Fro or Stu? Uh, Stuart, but not, you know, all of them, it's similar. Yeah. Not, yeah. You're not doing it for the bonuses, honestly. I mean, there's some people you hear, oh, they make 10%, and that's, yeah. That's plenty. Uh, most guys don't pay that. So, you know, in right. the end, I just always try to do a good job and not worry about the bonus money and, if it comes, like obviously, the only time I ever got excited about the bonus money was when they'd say, "Hey, yeah, we're going, we're gonna, we're killing it. I'm gonna hook you up." And then when it's not really hooking you up, <laughs> it's like, why did you say you're hooking me up? Who's saying that? I I never ever asked for bonus money. Uh, I just, I think I asked Ferry one time, like, "Hey, are you gonna bonus me out? And if you are, just just tell me you are. I don't care when, but just do we have like, are you gonna hook me up at the beginning of the year?" And he was like, yeah, I'll hook you up. And then that was it. But I've never been like, hey, can I get some? Or where is it? Or how much? Or anything. You never you know? do. You never preempted them. No, right. no. I never even. Nick Way and I had a deal where I got 10% of his purse money and Yamaha money. And his mom wrote me a check like every two weeks. It was awesome. Oh, that's cool. That was just yeah. a deal. Yeah, not, not all of them are like that. But, you know, no. in the end, you know, back then, when I worked at Kawasaki, it wasn't bad. But before that, when you don't make much money, that's where the percentage thing really came from. Yeah, because your salary was low. But once yeah. you get a good salary, you know it's just an extra extra deal. And I was always okay with it. But you know, I always tried to be thinking about it. But uh, Did, you know, Emig had me a little caught up there because we were buddies and it was awkward. <laughs> oh yeah, but, because uh, right. You know, and also did, too, he did help me buy my first house, so that was cool. He also got you the job at Cowie, so he could always he sort got, of hold that over you. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like there's, you know, and then it was funny. And then when I was working for Stewart, he's like, "Oh man, he's he should be hooking you up." I'm like, "Why?" You think you hooked me up? <laughs> and then and it was like kind of funny, awkward, like quiet, like whoa. And I'm like, no, I mean you were good, but not right. You know, in the end, a percentage is a percentage that you guys all complain about. Well, I mean, if you but, think about it, like ten percent of a rider's winnings, and James won a lot. Like to truly yeah, to truly give you ten percent of his winnings yeah. would have been you would have been. Oh, I would have, I would still be doing it, bro. <laughs> Right, right. I'd be living. I'd be living by the beach. Did you ever have a rider? On the beach. Did you ever have a rider who won the uh, U.S. Open? And did you get ten grand? Uh, I never got ten grand for that. Paggio did. Paggio did. Yeah, I was going to say Paggio got yeah. it when when Huffman. That's won. the only guy I know yeah. that that happened to. But uh, I did win a Toyota truck, which was better than the ten grand. Yeah, two of Toyota. Them. Two of them you won. Well, I won two, but one it was it was back then the U.S. Open when it was at the MGM. Yeah. And I didn't even know I won it. The funny part was I, I thought you had to do, because Stewart won, but I thought you had to get all three hole shots. Yeah. I thought you had to win every main. Like, I thought there was no way it was going to happen. Then when they said I won it, it was pretty cool because I didn't expect it. Right. 
So, yeah. Uh, is your brother still working at Two Brothers? How's he doing? Yeah, he's doing good. He's still there. And then he has that, he's part of that company, Rock Form, that does the uh, phone cases. Steve actually sells them. Yeah, so, Rock Form. Yeah, he's doing great. Pulpamax shop. Click the, click the shop tab. Look at these cool, sweet Rock Form iPhone 5 cases, aluminum cases. Sweet. They're big. They sell more than iPhone. Not everybody knows that. They do sell yeah. Samsung yeah. Galaxy yeah. Oh, yeah. cases, too. Uh, back right. to mechanics uh, bonusing you yeah. right, though. Back to that. Um, Bonus uh, me out. <laughs> yeah, no. What was, I, forgot, I forgot my question. But anyways. Um, well, back to bonuses. We don't care about those. You do the job for doing the job. But you, okay, wait. You, you get it, it's great. It did cause, Obviously, your, right. one, your one truck did cause problems for you at Cowie. Yeah. Yeah, they thought I should sell it and share it. Which I'm not for. I do not agree with that. I think that's dumb. You know, like like I had to sit down with my friends there. I'm not going to get into who says what, but yeah. you know, the hardest part for me, I mean, I was a mechanic for like probably 17 years before I won anything. <laughs> right. uh, I went a truck, which should be awesome. Goose already won two. Yeah, and like I'm like, why are you mad at your friend for winning a truck? Goose won two, and I never heard you guys complain about anything. Yeah. Now your buddy should be high fiving me, right. all happy that I won it. You're mad at me and jealous. Think I should sell it and share it? Like I think it's stupid. I, I that's unbelievable. Logic. I should have said worth yeah. tax money for it, fellas. Yeah, you know. But anyway, yeah, that's when I was deciding I I want to do something different. You're like I got. That's go. what showed me. That's yeah. what showed me I needed to change. I agree. It was that's dumb. I mean, I don't care. I, like obviously, uh, one year at Yamaha, everybody got paid modus money from Chad, except for me, because we didn't get along. And I didn't say to yep. the guys, I didn't say, "Hey guys, you owe me some money." Or like I. You know, like whatever. It is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. I'm not gonna like say, hey, I need a part of that. So he, you, you want a truck because a mechanic at a race or something or what? No, the supercar. Yeah, the US yeah. Open. If James won, I got a truck. Oh, then sure. the best part is, so I was quitting the next year, but the weekend before the Las Vegas Supercross, I was going to quit after Vegas, but no one, no one really knew it, and the winner of that series got another truck. So after they were already mad about the first truck, I want another truck. So it was pretty cool to get that <laughs> little feeling. Then go to the banquet, and then they give you a yeah. uh, another check for I don't know what it was twenty five hundred dollars or whatever. Yeah. So just it was pretty cool to kind of rub it in a little bit. Not that I'm usually like that, but yeah. At that point, I was like, okay, All right. I'm gonna be yeah. jerky about it. Here's number two. <laughs> I'm not selling this one either. Yeah. Suck on this. Um, hey, so obviously uh, we know. We think we know who you've got next year on the on for your riding for your team. When do you think any of that gets announced? A long time? I don't know. We're still we're still working stuff out. So we're you know, we're still uh working on next year. We're not really close uh, okay, enough, but fine. Be like we that. won't announce right. anything till after the season. Okay, over, yeah, that's that's kind of what I mean. So after the year. Okay. Yeah. That's a, well, yeah, we're focused it, on finishing out where we're at. Well, then again with Yamaha, it could be maybe February. Because every year it seems like the Yamaha guys are delayed waiting for PRs to be approved and this and that. So it could be maybe February. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, we could just do it at Anaheim. Hey, the uh, the new bike looks good. You guys uh, went back to uh, KYB stuff. And uh, obviously with Josh's results and Phil's, Phil's starts and everything else, uh, uh, bike looks good, man. you got to be pumped. Yeah, we are. You know, it's been a lot of... A lot of uh, people looking at it for a while, and it's it's been uh, definitely tough on our our team. Really more than tough on Yamaha, but we're happy to. Uh, it's cool to watch. Even the lights bikes, awesome. They're doing good, and so it's cool to see when 
Those guys are doing good. We're doing good. It makes yeah. uh, a lot better for yeah. us to get guys in the future. And yeah, it's definitely been tough because we've never felt like it was fair. But that's that's yeah. how it is. You know, that's our that's our industry. We all jump on the bandwagon. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. And yeah, the lights. It cast- happens. You know, every five years, it seems like one of the manuf- It's a different manufacturer. <laughs> and you know. A long time ago, it was Suzuki. It was terrible. No one would ride it. Ricky went and won on it. Now people think Suzuki's awesome. Right. Now they're, you know, whatever the next bike is. There's always, you know, everyone's changing. Sometimes the guys don't change quick enough. Right. You know, get behind a little bit, but they're all capable. I think, you know, the only one I ever was questioning is when Dungey went to KTM, and he proved that that's good, too. So, yeah, I think all the bikes yeah. are good, and you just have to pick the one you like. and Yeah. Um, go for it. Yeah, when people forget when RC went to Suzuki, it, the talk in the pitch was like, he's done. He's done. Yeah. That thing's a pile of crap. There's no way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you definitely, you know, you have a bike you like, and, you know, the, the different years, the different bikes are good. So I'm mm-hmm. definitely excited. The new Yamaha has proven to be good, and we've had definitely better results, and the guys, you know, when we were testing, it was a lot easier to set up. I don't know if it's just because the guys were – happier because they're big enough changes or if it's really right. better it's hard to say well, but it's definitely s- been easier for us even the new yamahas the 15s that are coming out you can see some changes and maybe that's directly from you know you guys too testing with them so you know there's some things that they, they changed that the bike needed and, and i'm sure you guys are already running that kind of stuff on your on your race bike so it's how many years are you guys in with yamaha five how many years have we been on Yamahas? You got you guys got a deal with Yamaha for five years to be with Yamaha, or how long of a contract? No, we're renewing right now. It was uh, yeah at the beginning we just did year year to year, okay. and then we did a three year deal that's ending end of this year, and we're getting ready to renew. We're working on a renewal right now. So there you go. Breaking we, we aren't we don't have a right. deal done for next year yet. So you're not going to gas gas like I heard. No, I doubt it. I doubt it. I'll try to think of a comeback on that one. Oh, okay. I, I don't think All right. that's it. All right. <laughs> do you ever see yourself, guys, do you ever see yourself uh, doing a, a 250 team or doing a 250 guy or anything? I mean, we would like to. You know, the whole the whole thing, you know, if it's the right sponsor and the right guy. and mm-hmm. um, You know, we've kicked it around a few times, but, you know, the hard part is we started this team in a, right when the economy went down. So yeah, yeah. it's been, you know, it's been tough, but it's, you know, it seems like stuff's opening up now, so right. there's always a chance. We we always uh, we talk about it, mm-hmm. but until the till it really, we have the funding and we can do it right. We won't do it just halfway. That's toys toys rule. He doesn't want to do it if we can't do it right. But we can't so- compete against Pro Circuit and Fetch Connection. What's the point? You know, and even you know Bobby, he's been working on the bikes forever, and he's he's. Uh, you know, battle with these guys now, but you want to do it to where you can be with the top teams, or it's not worth it. Well, the, Amart's pulling good starts, and that your guys' motor in the 250 there, right? Yeah, that one's yeah. Yeah, yeah we're doing the retail suspension motors and stuff, so it's you know it's been fun and yeah. You know, we'll be, we would be able to do it a lot easier now that we're doing all the brands and working on 250s and not just 450s. So right, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. It's it's fun. Um, what about NFAB? Uh, brand new on your team this year, Thomas from NFAB. Uh, uh, sponsors of our show, sponsors of the Fly Race and Moto 60 show on Thursdays at noon. Uh, great company, great guy, and uh, he's, he's he's been a big part of your team this year. Yeah, for sure. He's uh, awesome. 
awesome guy. Loves the sport. Definitely, you know, helps a lot of different people out. It's, you know, sponsors you guys. He sponsors us. Jessica Patterson does some quad team, off-road team. He's everywhere. Yeah. And uh, it's cool because he keeps selling more stuff. So I I would like to say we're all helping. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt about it. It's uh, he's a good guy, and yeah, passionate. And if you need anything uh, for your uh, truck or Jeep or SUV, not Ridgeline though. He's not does not have Ridgeline parts yet. Uh, N-Fab.com. Jaybone, what do you make of this? Uh, have you heard about this PED thing and and somebody from Supercross testing uh, getting caught? The PR coming out tomorrow and all that. No, I have not heard that anyone get caught. That's yeah, pretty amazing. From Hopefully, s- it's not. Not my guys, right? <laughs> I think you probably would have. I would know this, right? I, yeah, yeah, I think you would know by now. Uh, it's supposed to come out tomorrow, so uh, it was from Supercross. Wow. I don't think it'll affect from the Supercross. Nationals. Yeah, Did yeah. I know this. It's not going to affect the Supercross uh, or the Motocross series, sorry. So. Wow. Yeah. I'll be looking at my computer. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Wow. I mean, honestly, this, this testing, I feel it, it is needed. Not that I ever thought anyone was doing it, but mm-hmm. it's just. Yeah. You know, if you know they're testing. You know, and and they're testing the top guys, and the other guys that are, you know, maybe tenth through fifth, realize they don't have to do it to win because that's not what's happening. Right. If they yep. do, they're, yep. they're going to get caught. But that's the hard part because you always wonder, oh, that guy's beating me because he's cheating. But that's what rules are for. Yeah, how, how Help many times the guys so you don't? How many times have you heard you that? You don't have yeah. to feel like you do it. How many times have you heard that from other guys? Like, uh, he's on, he's on the juice or whatever. Or that trainer. You know, from other guys that get beat, you know, and you're like, come on, dude. Oh, you hear it all the time. Right. Yeah, you know, and it, it's, it, you know, that's the hardest thing. It, it's, you know, what is it? It's the bike. It's your trainer. It's your. Yeah. Right. It's always someone somebody else. else. It's always hard to not be you. So, you know, if you just got beat straight yeah. up, it's it's probably an easy thing to say. And, and if there's no one testing for it, very outdoors is when it's really, you know, an yeah. advantage. I don't necessarily think Supercross is as big of an advantage. Right. But outdoor for sure. So I'm glad they're testing for the first year in outdoor. And, you know, we all voted for it. The, yeah. You know, the only hard part is if you get caught, it's uh, not not good. It's going to be a two-year suspension. So that's, that's well, the part in, that everyone yeah. had a hard time voting on. Well, outdoors, indoors, this testing will not be a two-year suspension. There's different rule, different penalties for different infractions. So this is uh, – Yeah, and I guess, you know, yeah. it depends on what it really was. Yeah. And that's kind of the way outdoor is too if it's like – you know, you took something for cold medicine, it's different than right. if you're really doing, yeah. you know, the blood transfusion or whatever they do. I don't even know how all that stuff works, but it's pretty pretty amazing. I think Coy's on something myself. Yeah, I'm sure Coy knows all about that stuff, but I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Albrecht. You know, I'd like to say, I'd like to say we were, we were uh, winning everything and then we could learn more about it, but we well, don't. Yeah. You know, cheating cheating's not really what we're all about. No. No, it's not. That's why I'm glad they're testing. I would test your suspension guy, though, heavily. He's on something. I don't know what, yeah, but think? something, yes. How can you tell? Is he running around? <laughs> I, I don't energy? know. What, what he are just, we looking at He here? just seems really shady and shifty. <laughs> just just on something. I don't know what. <laughs> He's on something. Well, that, yeah, that could be other other things. I know. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Is he running the mustache uh, still? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. God, yeah, he's yeah. dirty. He is. Um, Jeremy Arbrecht, thank you for coming on the show. Appreciate it. You got it, guys. Uh, yeah. Thanks, uh, thanks again. Night, yeah. Congratulations on the outdoors. I think it's going well for you guys, and uh, we will see you at Muddy Creek, man. Cool. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we're happy. The guys are riding awesome. So hopefully Muddy Creek will get some wins. I know Josh rode great there last year, too, and yeah. so did Phil, I remember. He wasn't even on our team, but I remember watching Phil. So Yeah. Yep. 
We'll, we'll run hard, man. Sweet. Thanks, J-Bone. Good luck, J-Bone. See you. Yep, talk to you guys. Thank you, Chris. Talk to you guys later. Yeah. Right. See ya. Uh, Chris, what's going on, man? No, Matt. Matt, what's going on? Hey, I don't know if you saw, but Jimmy Albertson's new video on motorsport about the outdoors thing. I haven't seen it, no, but him and his brother are filming each other doing some weirdo things, I'm sure. Haven't Did seen you it. hear about his, his comment towards you? No. He said that his windshield, was, which was all dirty, was cleaning it, looks like what Mathis does to his goggles before the race because he can't see it. <laughs> I like it. I like it. It's funny. He's fired. He's immediately fired. Clipped. Yeah, clipped. <laughs> no, Jimmy's a good guy. That's funny. I'll check it out. All right. Thanks, buddy. Yep. All right. See ya. For 30 years, Racetech has been supplying riders, racers, and tuners with the industry's best products. Suspension-wise, the creators of the do-it-yourself gold valve kit. Uh, check out Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information that they have. Lee, Freeze, Blows, Gilmore, just a few of the guys that use uh, Racetech, the choice of privateers everywhere. Privateer proven, Racetech.com. And if you want to save it, Racetech, uh, 20% off Pulp MX 2014. Racetech, smart guys. Cool dudes. Smart guys. Check out my um, podcast I did, too, with uh, the head of their R&D. Really Paul. interesting stuff. Oh, I thought, yeah. Okay, uh, and Paul. I did one with Paul, too. These are the emails we got. Ben says, uh, G'day, Steve. Just thought I would let you know I came across your podcast three weeks ago, and now I am hooked on it. I spend six days a week driving a truck all over Aussie and spend most of my day downloading archive shows. I really enjoy listening to JTDV and the cold call Kenny. That dude is loose. Keep up the good work and tell the haters to fuck off. Also, do fly racing post to Australia. I want to get in that gear. They do have an Australian distributor, uh, Ben. I don't know who it is, but check it out on their Kenny website. Kenny was on the broadcast. I heard. Yeah, he was pretty chill. Was he? Yeah, yeah, he was pretty good. Yeah, he's been pretty pretty good lately. I meant to ask J-Bone about Watson. I heard his funny story about those two. Um, RC sent this in. I don't know if it's, think it's Carmichael. Nah. Probably not. Maybe, though. Hey. What? You interviewed Dungey? After uh, is that the, is that a first? No. Oh, okay. No. I just never seen him with yeah, you. Yeah, we're not. We don't bro down. Okay. But uh, I was walking back from Lakewood uh, at the end of the day, walking back to the media tent, and I walked right by the KTM. He was there signing things for kids and everything, which I thought was cool because basically everybody was gone. Right. And he was still there doing photos and everything else, and I was walking right by him, and I saw him, and I asked him. So he will talk to you. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah yeah. I don't think he's a fan, but he gave a professional interview, and I asked him decent questions. And, and you've asked him to be on the show, and he said no? He said he doesn't have a problem with me. He's all good. And then uh, I've asked him to come on the show twice, and he's never replied. Huh. So, uh, But, yeah, good. I have no problem with him. Right. We're, we're fine. Yeah. Um, it's a shame, Steve, that you had no staying power with your preseason pick. Then you projected number seven would only win total of four or five motos on the year. And we haven't even mentioned the whole ride through the bike setup issue. Great shows. Looking forward to hearing JT feed you some humble pie. Originally, you had, you had it right, and you end up wrong, uh, RC. Berlue and I picked the number of moto wins for James last year or this year, and we said uh, four more wins, and he won two. So he's cut, cutting our prediction in half Motos. already. Motos, yeah. Got it. Uh, after Lakewood. Right. So uh, I stand by my comment about the James Stewart, Jace, Jason Thomas uh, fight. Um, you know, I stand by that comment that we had. I'll talk about We'll talk about it later. Okay. We'll get JT on the line. Oh, this one's for JT, the Canadian guy that's going to really be angry at him. Luke, hey, Steve, I was watching the Thunder Valley race on TV, and after hearing Stewart's second motor interview about going the wrong way on his setup, it got me thinking. I know some companies make adjustable compression clicker adjustment knobs that go on top of the forks. You know those Yep, like things? KTMs. KTMs come stock with them? Yep. 
You can adjust on the fly if you Why want. Why do none of the teams use these if during the race the rider felt they went the wrong way with clickers? They could easily adjust the compression clickers on the fly like they do with tear-offs. <laughs> Love the show, Luke. What do you think? I don't think that's what they're talking about when they say they're making adjustments. I don't think they're making... No, this guy's wondering uh, if, if riders can do that. Well, the KTM guys, if, if, if the, the privateers are running the standard fork, like the WP fork, Could yeah. you, Kiefer, look, you're a pro rider. Can you adjust the compression? I think you can, but as you're racing, I don't think you're going to physically go down there and, and jack with it because you're in the moment. You're racing. You're not going to go, well, my forks are a little harsh, so I need to soften them up while I'm racing in 15-minute mode. I'm getting hounded from behind. I think you're just going to be like, this couldn't is my you, setup. I'm running with couldn't it. Couldn't you Let's just go. tear like a tear-off just make a couple clicks? No tear-offs. Nick Way would do that. Nick Way would make a couple clicks. Two tear-offs and two clicks? You go, shh, shh, or shh, shh, click, click, oh, click, so click. You put them on the throttle side. That's cool. Well, my hand, that was free. <laughs> I, I, do, I do do that. I put them on, I put them on the uh, – You're goggle, out of your mind, Our dude. goggle guy in Canada did that our first year with KTM. We got our goggles really? on the starting line. Oh, come on. And I go to put them on, and I go to swipe one off, and there's nothing there. I'm like, what the fuck? And they're on the other side. Oh, wow. Andy White hooked me up with some cool goggle guy. <laughs> what kind of goggles were they? Our nets. Oh, wow. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Even I know better than that. Right. Yeah. Um, no doubt about it. Um, all right, let's get to our next guest. Uh, can't keep him waiting too long. Uh, he's multi-time champion. Had a great high point ride. Kiefer, maybe you can tell him again about testing bikes. No, I'm backing off 20 seconds. I'm out. <laughs> Chad Reed, what's up, man? What's going on, guys? Thanks for coming on the show. Hey, no problem. Big, uh, big news with this upcoming PED suspension. I'm sure you heard all about this. <laughs> I've got strict instructions from the boss. Do not answer questions about it. So I'm, I'm out, guys. <laughs> Damn it! So he That's does. That's pretty know. funny. I was, I just had a conversation with Ellie about it, and she's like. But don't talk about it. They're going to ask you. And I'm like, I don't think they're going to talk about it. It's pretty hush-hush. But it's the first thing you ask me is that. How did you... <laughs> uh, no, look, we know the PR is coming out, and it's going to be somebody, and it doesn't affect the motocross series. And it's from Supercross, which is really weird because that's like six weeks ago. So I didn't really want you to it's like – Somebody that doesn't affect the motocross series? No, like it, I don't think the penalty is going to happen in motocross, or it's not from Lakewood. You know what I mean? It's not from a motocross series test. It's from a supercross series. So that's a little different. So, so what? You, yeah, I mean, so what you're saying is you don't know what the penalty is going to be because it's from supercross. Yeah, yeah, because you know how how jacked up we are as a as a sport where we have. Uh, USADA in motocross and MX Sports, and then we have FIM and WADA in Supercross. So who really knows mm-hmm. if, if the penalties transfer over, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, the, the drug meeting that we went to in, uh, at Glen Helen, uh, USADA made it very clear, oh, actually, should I say AMA made it very clear that they pretty much handed over their whole rights to USADA. So basically... You know, if there is a failed test, then uh, mm-hmm. USADA makes up the makes up the penalty. Mm-hmm. And uh, from Supercross, I don't know. I don't know how that works. Yeah, yeah, I don't know either. But I do know that this positive test came from Supercross, so it wasn't you because you were hurt. 
I didn't get. I haven't been. Te- I haven't been tested. Right. This year. Right. So, anyways, it should Actually, be. I couldn't even tell. I'm trying to think the last time I was tested. All right, you want to go in. I think 2011 was the last time I was tested, actually. You want to go from one controversial thing to another that I want to ask you about? Oh, what's next? On the TV show, you said our current champion's life is miserable. (laughs) (laughs) You said. Well. (laughs) In our world, it is. Yeah, like. You just came right out. I didn't say. It was miserable. I said he seems miserable. He seems miserable. <laughs> I mean, does, does he not? Yeah, I think he does. But it's just funny that you put it out there. That's just, that's just you. I like it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I was asked a question about <laughs> my kids and the passion. And, right. And, and, you know, what the, what the TV doesn't show is, the, the question how it was thrown at me and mm-hmm. obviously the question involved uh, you know it actually was somewhat aimed at him um, and and was 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 basically a loaded question for me on how to you know what kids brung to my life and, yeah. and the race team and stuff like that and I answered it you know I, I answered it how I thought it was and he also said on that. I've been, I mean, I've been there. I mean, I, I right. honestly, I've been there. Um, yeah. Like I said, like I said on the TV, I, I have been there. I've, I've earned those yeah. dollars, and you know, and, and being in that position, and it, you know, it's, it's it sucks to look back and think that you know, at a, at a point of your life that is so easy, and you're most miserable, you know, and I just. Yeah. It's tough. I had this conversation with you know Mitch Payton, and it's just it's hard, you know, as as sixteen year old kids coming in, and you know, mom and dad, and and suddenly you transition from getting rid of mom and dad to girlfriend and girlfriend to wife, and mm-hmm. just the, the transition through that whole thing, and light spike to big bike, and it's just a it's an ongoing an ongoing thing, and it's it's something sadly that is uh, very consistent with Moto. Yeah, and you didn't even have your mom and dad to deal with, like these other guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I was, I've been off the nipple for a long time. So. <laughs> um, I can't say that about a lot of people in, over here in the U.S. But, no, yeah. no, exactly. Uh, hey, JT, welcome back to the show. Chad confirmed it wasn't him who tested positive. So. Oh, okay, I was, I was, I've been stressing all day. <laughs> I know you have. I know you have. I got tested in O2, and I'm, I think they might have finally caught up to me. <laughs> they're going to take your 11th away from Houston, O2. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Lance. They're going back and, te- and te- retesting all the old samples. Right, right. They're going to strip you of yeah. your German Supercross titles. I, maybe overdose on pancakes. Like Bud Creek, Bud Creek 04 or something like that. Like Maybe they're taking that away. Yeah, Bud Creek 05. 06. 06. 06. 06, yeah. It was a magical day. It was a ma- Who could forget? Probably everyone. Oh, I have. <laughs> um, hey, so, Chad, high point. Uh, good starts. Ran up front. We got a little stew. Chad, one, two, just like the old days going. Eighth overall. Not where you want to be yet, but your best race of the season so far. So something to build on. Yeah, not even not even remotely close where I want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it just, it's just – it's great to obviously go from struggling on starts to getting two hole shots, uh, running up up front for the first motor. Um, 
I mean, yeah, I mean, it validated a lot of things that I thought and have been, you know, believing in my own head. Um, I don't think the pace is gnarly. It's not something that's unobtainable. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just not ready. I'm not there yet. Um, just, yeah, it sucks. I mean, it's it's uh, part of the process of, you know, getting getting back to where I need to be to be able to lay it down and do, you know, do what those guys can do right now. Is it is it frustrating for you? Or are you are you a veteran enough to know like I don't got it today, or is it still like grit your teeth? I'm pissed off that I can't hang with these guys right now, or is it sort of like hey I'll be there but not today? Yeah, I mean it's kind of all of them to be honest. I mean I you know you're you're human first and athlete second. I always think and you know first and foremost you always want to be you always want to win you always want to compete to win. Um, you know, so, you know, my natural instinct is to want to be there. Um, but then reality sets in real quick and I'm just not ready. I'm not, I'm mm-hmm. not strong enough. I'm not fit enough. Um, we made, I think we made a lot of headways with the bike this week. Um, I was, I was so far off in practice, um, that basically we, uh, you know, we have a weekend off. So I have all the guys come to Florida, um, today and uh, we're going to test this week um and a lot of things that we you know you know you, you obviously you've been around a long enough, enough time that you kind of know the direction that you need to go mm-hmm. um or at least you pre- you know you predict a predict you know a direction and we had a lot of those things kind of pre-made um and ready to plug in for this week's test and i just i just basically said look let's just let's throw it at the bike and and see what it does in race conditions i'm so far off today and, and not really <laughs> You know, I didn't. I didn't have a good feeling in practice. Um, so then, yeah, let's just throw throw it at it and see what it does. And yeah, I mean, a whole shot of the bike was was actually considerably, uh, you know, a lot more comfortable for me to ride and um, got a little. Actually, I wouldn't say I got greedy, but you know, just I tried to go another step for the second moto, and it wasn't. Uh, yeah, it just wasn't wasn't the right direction. So we we found out that there's a limit of going that direction. Yeah. So now we kind of just need to back up a little bit and find out that happy medium, you know? So um, all in all, it was a real positive weekend. Uh, but again, you know, the pace and the result wasn't, wasn't what we, you know, right. exactly. Steve, uh, Steve, what do you think about him saying that they changed the bike? Like, I know you're a big, big proponent of that. The bike doesn't matter. Uh, no, I, I, absolutely, yeah, right. I absolutely agree with changing the bike. It's, it's, it's a good thing, JT, to be always testing and trying to find the right comfort level. Oh, but it, I, I just keep hearing you say and tweeting and everything that it really doesn't change much. Like, there's no real difference. Or... I, I never said yeah, that. Yeah, I, I heard that. Uh, I heard that you can't win a race and then back it up and be thirty seconds off. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm I think. A fucking idiot. I think if you if you win a moto and then you don't win the second one and you're thirty seconds back, I don't think you're going to make any change in between motos. That's thirty seconds at the end of the race worse. I think you just didn't ride as well, and I understand You're making. Ch- I understand. Well, yeah, making- but they go hand in. They go hand in hand. I mean, I don't even like the person that we're talking about, but um, mm. I, I'm siding with him in the fact that you know when you're not comfortable, the track's rough at the second motor. Yeah, and, you know it's all on the line. Um, you know, a third. He could get a third with you know with being thirty seconds back. So basically, he just milked it and did what he had to do. Right. Yeah. No, keep in, it, keep it, in it, mind, you're talking about Stu, obviously, and keep in mind with 
with uh, three and a half laps to go or almost four laps to go, he was only 16 seconds down. The last four laps he rode, like, he dropped like four or five seconds a lap. So right. you're kind of skewed on your well, number I mean, a little whatever. bit. F- so if you're, seconds, if you're talking right. about 16 seconds, that's only like a second a lap, which is, is very manageable if your bike's off. I mean, that's that's nothing. Yeah. A second sure. a lap. Especially there, because that track's so fast. And, um, you know, it seems like any any little... Anything that you're off, it's magnifying there. Someone in the yeah. ch- someone in the chat room, JT. Oh, go ahead. Is wrong. Uh, someone in the chat room, JT, says that you test positive for ex- for expensive jeans. So, <laughs> oh, I've been testing positive that for years. <laughs> yeah, Chad. Hey, what is it with Lakewood? And certainly, JT and I were discussing Wygan as well. Uh, it's not a good place for you. Do you not like the track? Do you not like what? Obviously, this year you crashed. Big time in practice, and that sets you back. But what what is it about Lakewood? Maybe hate it more. Yeah, yeah, really, right? <laughs> what is it about Lakewood? You yeah, start... you know what's funny? I mean, I actually really like the track. Um, I think it's a neat track. I, I, I actually enjoy it. Um, I, I mean, if I had to really be honest, I mean, the only thing that I could think of is I struggle. I struggle with less power. Um, mm, yeah. I mean, look at me. I, I, I'm a guy that's never really. You know, I, up until the U.S., I've never raced in the lights class. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I've never really succeeded on a lights class. So, therefore, you know, put me on a 450 and take a, you know, 30, 40% of my power away, and suddenly I feel like I'm on a lights bike. And I don't know, I just, I, I feel like I'm better with power. And there I, I, I don't have the power that I normally am used to, and therefore I'm just like I don't know. I have to ride the bike and adjust yeah. to it, and for whatever reason, I just I struggled. Um, 2011 was probably actually was my best ever performance there. I think I went three three. Yeah. But uh, other than that, yeah, I mean it's been a difficult place for me. But yeah, I mean it's not because I don't like it or I hate going there. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. actually enjoy the track. Um, it's the track's really fast. Um, like this year, it wasn't very rough. It was really fast. And, mm-hmm. um, for whatever reason, I, you know, I struggle a little bit when it's fast like that. But um, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. That, the only thing I can think of is just the fact that we we have less power, and you know, just, right. I'm not a guy that's good with less power. I guess. Yeah. Going back to high point, you said you you know you threw, the, you threw the sink at your bike and you changed some things. Was it more motor changes, or was it chassis changes, or was it everything? No, yeah, we didn't change engine at all, actually. Um, other than other than Denver for the altitude, we haven't we haven't messed with the engine. Um, but yeah, I mean, basically just linkages, uh, you know, different ideas of linkage curves, shock setting. Um, Were you trying you know, to achieve more uh, stability or trying to make it quarter a little bit better? Just like I feel like I've been a little bit off on on corner entry. Um, and then while I'm in the rut, I've been struggling a little bit with, uh, you know, getting on, on the throttle and in acceleration bumps. Um, so yeah, kind of, so a combination of obviously shock and, and linkage, um, things, you know, we, we Mm -hmm. have several different options. Um, you know, you can go stiffer with the setting on the shock, go lighter with the linkage or go heavier with the linkage and go lighter with the shock. And we're just being we've been trying to find that combination and what, you know, what really helps us in the area that we're struggling and then uh, moving clamps and races around a little bit to help me get into the turn a little bit better. So, 
um, yeah, I think that we, you know, we 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 learn a lot from the weekend and. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was positive, positive weekend all, all around. 702-586-7857. we got a couple lines open. If you have a question for uh, the great Chad Reed, give us a call. We don't have him, have him on the line for uh, for too much longer. Hey, so, Chad, we, we had Nicoletti on the show last week, and he told us that you and him got into it after the moto at Lakewood. Uh, did you want to tell us what your side of it was? He he really couldn't understand it. He He gave you a thumbs up, and then you started yelling at him. So, um, I don't know. Yeah, I just shook my head. I just okay. shook my head in it. Um, <laughs> he, he, yeah, I mean, I, he said you guys came together a couple times, you know, kind of uh, before the big jump and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, we came together. And okay. Well, I just I want to give you I want to give you a chance. For me, I do. Yeah. I was a little bummed in the second moto that I passed him so easy. I wanted to clean his ass out, to be honest. But. Um, It'll come around. I'll get my shot at him, that's for sure. I mean, actually, actually, to be honest with you, I hope I don't get a shot at him because I don't want to be in the back with him. So. Right. Okay. Uh, well, I just – Yeah. Just, yeah. You live and learn. I didn't want to have him on – have you on and then not ask you, and then people say, hey, you didn't you didn't ask him about that. So, um, Muddy yeah, Creek? Probably you, just me more, more than anything, being frustrated, but yeah. whatever. You're not a fan of Muddy Creek coming up? At least you weren't last year. Uh, what do you think going forward? Uh, you going to – Try to try to like the place a little better. Try to. <laughs> Are you gonna try to yeah. like it? Uh, well, you know, mindset, dude. Mindset. You're gonna try great, to get great journalism. Journalism. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely not my favorite track, but yeah. I mean, it's obviously a track on the calendar, and I gotta <laughs> gotta go there. So, um, yeah, I mean, last year I had my struggles. Uh, hopefully, this year will be will be a little better, um, a lot better. Um, I think starts at that place is going to be important. And, yeah, yeah. And for me, like, I actually shouldn't say I don't not necessarily not like it. I mean, it's I just from practice to the race, it was just such a gnarly change. Um, yeah. It was like we were riding in the, you know, in a massive mud hole in practice, and then in the race, it was dry and dusty. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, there's a better happy medium this year. You said uh, you said on Twitter that uh, your trainer's coming down, so it's it's basically a couple week of boot camp for you. Your team is there, some guys from your team, and then your trainer, and so it's it's on now for this week off. Yeah, my days are long right now for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, no yeah. doubt. But hey, maybe yeah, pay pay off when it comes comes back I mean, around. Stop. I mean, what what a lot of people don't understand is, uh, you know, like I've been trying to think, you know, like I, I did felt like I did some good training and, and things like that, but I just didn't get enough high intensity, you know? Like, basically, the day I got told that I can do some strength training was the day I got told I could ride. Um, so just, yeah, everything happened too fast for me, and I just wasn't ready, and, mm-hmm. you know, like, I'm bummed about it. I wanted to be <laughs> in yeah. contention for this championship, but it's just, yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm just not where I need to be. I'm... I'm unfit. <laughs> I'm not strong enough. It, it sucks. I mean, you know, like when you come back in and you're, you know, you're frustrated and it's, you know, I'm not really fighting the bike. I mean, this weekend I fought the bike a little bit, but mm-hmm. uh, we made we made huge gains for practice um, to the race and the bike was fine. I mean, yeah. you know, like I could, you know, if I'm strong enough, I can win on that bike no problem. It's just a matter of you know, being being where I need to be. So 
it just sucks that when it when you know that it it all falls on you. <laughs> all right, going back to training, you're saying you're training. I know in the past you've had some illnesses. You know, we don't really know what they are, and that's fine. I just how is that doing? How is your illnesses? Are they popping up, or is everything good to go? No, it seems pretty good. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of the calf stomach issues I've had on out, you know, outdoor seasons, it seems seems under control. And yeah, I mean, I I, I feel fine, you know, physically as far as that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and even my shoulder. I mean, it's not like I'm out there kind of limping around and and protecting my shoulder. I mean, my shoulder is is healed and it's fine. It's just a matter of getting a little bit more strength in it and, uh, you know, and then just my, my race fitness. Uh, I'm going to go off topic for a second. Okay. Contracts, riders' contracts. Yeah. A big thing, um, you know, football, baseball, we all know what they make. Do you think, you know, our sport could do that? Do you think, is it cool to know what a rider make, what a rider makes out of their factory mm-hmm. contract? Do you, would you be okay with doing that? I mean, I'm fine with, you know, I'm fine with people knowing what I earn or what I don't earn. Um, you know, I know in my book um, that if it ever gets released, <laughs> I talk a little bit about, uh, you know, my earnings and, and things like that. Um, I think it's cool. I think it's, enough, like, you know, just going from, you know, living in the U.S., being from Australia, um, one of the main things that makes headlines in Australia is is the fact that I make X amount of money when I was making that money, um, you know, and I don't think that we would make that impact here in the U.S. because we're up against, you know, NBA, baseball, NFL, NASCAR, um, you know, but if you look at, you know, our, our Villa Poto or, you know, a Roxon that just got re-signed to a, you know, to a good solid deal. Um, those guys are making, you know, money that's on par with, you know, with NASCAR guys. I mean, yeah. you got Jimmy, you know, you got Jimmy, you got the elite guys, you know, like they're totally mm-hmm. JJ and, you know, Junior and it's probably maybe three to four guys in NASCAR that are making, you know, a, a good, good money. Um, but below those four guys, I, I would, Money that that uh you know that RV and Roxon's contracts are better than better than those guys. Um, so yeah, I think that it's a, just another it's another avenue for our sport to um, make it justifiable. And I think the media likes to talk about something, and money's always an easy thing to talk about. Um, so I think yeah, it would be a good yeah. topic for us to have out there that that you know that the mainstream media could take a hold of and go, wow, these guys are not just you know, hoonigans on motorcycles riding in stadiums or whatever. Right. Yeah. Like these guys good money, you know, money to athletes. Um, so, yeah, I, to answer your question, I think it would be would be good. Um, unfortunately, our sport is very immature in the fact that, you know, we're still dealing with manufacturers that don't want to outbid or bid up too much. So then they call each other and say, all right, this is our uh, you know, this is our max. Let's not try to get past that. Yeah. Um, you know, so yeah. I mean, it's it's the industry to blame. I don't really think it's a rider choice. You know, I don't think that we necessarily care. Of, you know, who knows what we earn. 
Ch- Chad, life was easier for you when you were just a rider dealing with contracts and then just, you know, put, giving people you were up for bid for, uh, you know, for your clothes and your contract and everything, as opposed to now when you know what's going on as far as promoting the sport, you know what's going on as far as signing riders, trying to get the OEMs on board, uh, yourself trying to make money now with your own team. You have probably – you're a lot smarter now that you, than you were when you were just a rider, but you're probably wishing you didn't know all the things that you now know. <laughs> you're probably – Yeah, like, I mean, there's yeah. definitely – you know, yeah, like with age you get a little smarter, and then obviously I've taken on quite a few mm-hmm. you know, responsibilities since uh, just being a rider. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's certain aspects of the sport that, you know, you kind of – you know, you get a little bummed on, but, you know, there's also certain aspects of the sport that I have seen and respect, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I used to be a hater on our commentary and, you know, and be real critical on why they said things and how they said things. And right. now I've been in a position and I've seen it. And those guys do a great job with what they got to work with. And, you know, so there's ins and outs of everything that you yeah. learn and, you know, you don't like it, but then... Some of it you really respect for it as well. There's no secret that guys like yourself and Ricky uh, were sort of around when the money in the sport was maybe at its all time. Do you think RV, Roxon are making what you guys made back in the day or more? Do you... Yeah, I don't, I don't think they're making what we made back then. Yeah, those things are still depressed a little bit. Relatively speaking, of course, these guys are making a ton of money. But like you said, they're not. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. They're... They're making good money, but they're not making what we made in yeah. you know, 03, 04, 05, 06. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, 03 to 2008 for me. Actually, 2009. Yeah, when when, when Lights Guys were making half a million to a million, actually, do- million dollars. Lights guys. Yeah, all the way yeah. to 2010 until I started my own team. I, I think the, <laughs> right. you know, the, 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 the contracts were definitely a little nicer. Not a coincidence. Are you any there. closer to uh, signing anyone next year? Uh, yeah, just really waiting on uh, waiting on answers from from upper management. Really, yeah, like usual. Uh, Chad, thanks for coming on Pulp Mech Show. Uh, appreciate it. Always good to hear from you. Always love the interviews. And um, yeah, thanks again, man. Good, good luck with everything. Like I said, High Point was a step and. Hopefully, with the week off, you'll get another step, and we'll see uh, even better results at, uh, at Muddy Creek. So, thank you. Yeah, I need more than a step, but yeah. we'll uh, work away. <laughs> hey, did you get my did you get my package? But, uh, yet? Did you get my box yet? My package. I did get your package. Thank you. I'm, 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 I might have to run a pulp and make sticker on my helmet. Oh, done, done. He done. Everybody heard it. What, it's is, done. It? what is this going on? Something it's you want done. to talk about or no? <laughs> uh, thanks, thanks, Chad. Thanks for coming on. That's a no. <laughs> <laughs> See ya, thanks. See ya. JT, thanks. We'll get you back on later uh, after commercial break. We've got to do the uh, BTO Sports Gabbit Gibbs segment. All right. All right. All right, everybody. First commercial break of the night. BTOsports.com present, presents the Purple Mech Show. Chris Kiefer, the great Chris Kiefer in studio. By the way, uh, yeah. you, you hyped up that Yamaha two-stroke thing way too much. We can talk about that later, too. We I got will. in trouble. You did? Oh, yeah. All right. We'll get to that, and we'll get much more. Jason Thomas will be back on the line. The great Grant Langston will be on. Uh, more Devin Gibbs, maybe more Pookie, for sure more me, for sure more Kiefer. Thanks for listening. See you in a bit. Mafia Moto Crew is an apparel brand based on the behind-the-scenes grit it takes to be a motocrosser. 
There is a long line of MX racers since the late 70s dubbed the Mafia. They were the baddest of the bad. Mafia riders had no problem riding and racing in the worst of weather conditions. Most of the time, they rode on worn-out equipment without receiving the exposure or respect they deserved nationwide. When it came down to it, Mafia riders were some of the strongest riders and many reached the top level of the sport. This no-quit attitude and determination has made the Mafia a crew of respected standouts. Mafia riders were notorious for undermining authority and they always stuck together. That is what the Mafia Moto Crew strives to uphold today. Rep your crew by placing your order at MafiaMotoCrew.com today and enter discount code PULPCREW at checkout. Rep your crew. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX. When placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Check, check. Mic check. Privateer proven. When riders choose, they choose Race Tech. Supporting the world's fastest racers. Providing factory level products, support, and service to the everyday rider. Supporting riders like Michael Lieb, Vince Freeze, Chris Blows, Cody Gilmore, and the Motosport.com Spine Chillers Arena Cross team of Nathan Skaggs, Mike McDade, Willie Browning, and more. Join the Racetech team by applying for rider support at Racetech.com. Use the Pulp MX code to save 20% at Racetech.com. Racetech. MFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out MFAB Off-Road Accessories. From nerve steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB nerve steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people.
What makes an Atlas brace unlike anything else? It could be that the unique design sits around your spine and sternum. It might be the carefully engineered flexibility. Or because of the adaptive response to natural body movement. Or it's that they are easily adjustable in both height and length. Or maybe it's because they're available for people of any age, size, and height. Perhaps it's because they are the choice of champions like Jake Weimer and Ryan Villapoto. But maybe it's simply because when you ride, you like to dress for the occasion. Whatever the reason is, there's Atlas, and then there's everything else. For 2014, X-Brand has taken a definitive step forward. With our new Volcano, Phantom, and Limited line, our style now mirrors our unmatched performance in terms of comfort and clarity in all conditions. We've added to our crop of top athletes including Mafia Moto Cruise Enforcer, Nick Way. Also, Crossland Racing's top Jimmy Albertson. Why spend more for a name when you can save money, look great, and enjoy elite optical performance? We offer a complete line of laminates, lenses, nose guards, and zip-offs, so head to your dealer today and demand X-Brand. You can also order direct at eksbrand.com, and Pulp MX Show listeners can enter Pulp Show 14 to save 30% today. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connection's proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at www www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PULPMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2013. For 2013, Tech One Designs is back and better than ever with a new and improved website, new products, prices, and more. At Tech One Designs, we are now offering helmet wraps, GoPro wraps, smartphone wraps, and neck brace decal kits. Either pick from one of our present designs and add your colors, logos, name, and more, or design your own. You dream it, we'll make it. As a devoted supporter of the Pulpamex Show and its listeners, we want to show our support by offering a 20% discount on your next order. So go to techonedesigns.com now and enter the discount code PULPMX20 at checkout to save money today. Hey, 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 hey. W-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-
Internet, Peters, Partridge, Freeberg, they all use and trust W for all the wheel needs. If they trust W, why don't you? Don't buy a, a set of cheap wheels. Just because you paid $500 for a set of wheels, you're not going to put those on your bike. They're not that good. Really, seriously. WUSA.com. Anything you need. Cool colors. Better strength. They've got it. And they've been proud supporters of the Pulp Mech Show for many years now. And we thank those guys. WUSA.com. Do it. In 1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000 square foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where, proudly, everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF than winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us. So thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track. bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Essie in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners a 15% discount off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement for your bike. Listeners, it's time we talk about your underwear. Free Gun Underwear. Based down the road from Pulp Studios, Free Gun is the underwear for racers. Free Gun is worn by Michael Lisi, Ashley Fiolek, Albertson, Blows, and a host of other action sports athletes. Why Free Gun? It's made of 92% polyester and 8% elastine, which means unlike your old school Homer Simpson cotton underwear, Free Gun wicks away any moisture to stay dry throughout the day. Comfort. From cross-training to racing, Free Gun becomes part of your program the first time you put them on. And style. Construction, prints, and a wide band to let you show your true colors. If you ride, if you train, if you sweat, upgrade to Free Gun. Don't be a homer. Wear Free Gun underwear. Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you, enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. 
All sprockets are cut from 70-75 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know, you know these, these bars, bars can take the abuse you'll give them. them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pop MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Jake at VortexRacing.com with the promo code PULP2014 or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. Back, everybody. You're in the jungle. <laughs> Eight ten solutions. Check them out. The official Southeast distributor for Rhino Global products. The number eight ten solutions.com. Brat bar, Rhino Global stuff. Tomac, Roxon, Reed, just some of the guys that use it. Check it out. And, of course, Black Ops Moto. Better starting, better throttle response. More power on your four-stroke. BlackOpsMoto.com. Use the code PulpMX to save yourself money there. Guts Racing, the official seat foam of Monster Pro Circuit. They got their ultralight stuff going on. Guts Racing. Thanks to Guts, guys, for hooking up my Project 90. Kiefer. Yep. W Wheels. John Anderson. W wheels. That's right. I would assume that uh, if you don't have W wheels on your bike, you're missing something. If you want the exact same wheels, Ken Roxon, Ryan Dungey, 
Jason Anderson plus three quarters of the privateers in the pits run. Check out WUSA. You don't want to be busting hubs on a jump. No. That's, I've no, done that. You it's need a bad deal. these people. You need W wheels. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, coming up uh, with uh, Jason Thomas and uh, Devin Gibbs. What's going on, guys? Killing it. Always. Always killing it. What does killing it mean? What does it even mean? It's just a phrase. You I know, just, but what is You just it? kill it. Okay. I don't know. I'm old, dude. I don't know what that means. Hold on. <laughs> go, Speak. Slash. Go. What about Optrix? Oh, speaking of killing it, they're killing it. Optrix is killing it. It's summertime. And if you want to go swimming, which I know that's all what we all want to do, or if you want to take selfies underneath water. Yes. Yes, I do. Whoa. Selfies (laughs) underwater. I need selfies underwater. (laughs) Yes. Makes Makes you look good. Takes away that whiteness. But, yeah, no, save uh, 15% off. Use a Pulp Mex code. Get yourself an Optrix case. You're missing out if you don't have it. I've dropped my phone five times today, and it's fine. And it's fine. I'm raw dogging over here. Oh, that is, that's, it was iPhone 5? No, I'm old school 4. Oh, okay, well, that's all right. I was going to say, that's ballsy if you have a 5 <laughs> with no case. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Paul Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com. Kiefer. Yes, sir. Last time you were uh, on the show, you talked about the Yamaha two-strokes. Yes. And you really pumped them up, dude. <laughs> I didn't pump yes, them up. Yes, you did. Bullshit. Yes, you did. Gibbs, you remember that? I was stoked. <laughs> Why? It's, All right. it's new plastic, bro. Check the tape, bro. New uh, plastic. Here's what I said. Exactly what I said. All you two-stroke lovers are going to be stoked. Okay? And the reason is, if a fucking bike hasn't changed in 10 years, it could be one thing. You should be pumped. So... The whole bike. Heather, Heather, does he often pump things up and then only let you down? <laughs> like, he often, Don't answer that. <laughs> does he often does he often build things up and then the actual say experience isn't as good as? Uh, oh, I build it. I build it up, and it's I mean, not as good as the, the right. build up. Oh come on! Are you? Are it's you, not a letdown. Are you used to that thing with Chris? Maybe getting a little, <laughs> you know, not fulfilling. Sort of what he spoke about, how do- he promised. <sighs> The doctor cut me way too close when I was born, dude. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> you, you, you let the fans down, bro. No, okay. So it's been ten years since they changed the bike. It's all it's updated. Dude, it's, they put new plastic on the damn lost two strokes, and Kiefer's going triple clamps. Kiefer's going. Oh, you people, just you people, wait. It, it's a hey. It's a step in the right direction. At least they're no. Doing it is. Something. It is. But you got well. You, anyway, I got I got kind of a phone call that next week says, "Hey, you you gave out too much," and I'm like, "Dude." I didn't give out shit, and for me, like you guys should be pumped that I'm pumping up your brand without even telling you exactly what it is. So did you say that? Did you say the internet was going to melt down or something over it? I think you did. No. Yeah, I think no, you did. I did not say that. I think you tweeted something. Tweeted some about that, dude. They got new plastic. <laughs> Who put JT on the phone so quick? He's always what on the, the show. Happened? He's always on the show. This is JT. <laughs> Kiefer, I just hey. feel like I just feel like you built this up to be. I didn't build it up too much. They changed it. It's new plastic. Looks sick. You don't have to worry about buying that stupid, you know, updated plastic look for your two-stroke. So it's come stock now. There I you mean, go. No, I'm all about it, but you Usually got... when it's BNGs or BNPs, whatever you want to call it, I wouldn't say anything. But it hasn't done shit in 10 years, all so right. I'm stoked. 
And I guarantee you the Yamaha guy who told you that never listened to the show. He just took the word on No, he so probably we... went to Vital and just went straight to Vital. So. Well, good job. Steve was like, what the F, dude? Yeah. All right. BTOsports.com, Gabby Gibbs. BTOsports.com, Gabby Gibbs. 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 Guy in the chat who said, screw you, Kiefer. BTOsports.com, the nation's leading retailer. For anything for your bike or body, use the code PulpMX to save yourself money. Brand new website, killer tire prices, free shipping over $99 or something, express shipping. They have uh, great overseas pro- uh, specials as well for you guys in Australia or or in Europe. And uh, uh, use the code PulpMX again to save yourself money at btosports.com. Proud sponsors of this show since, uh, well, since forever. Just after... Uh, Paul Lindsay quit. BTO came on board, and uh, they've really helped us out. So he still has that motor show, though. He does. If he wants it. He does, does he really? Paul, when Paul and I split up, you know, we had a lot. Of, we, had, we had money invested in all this equipment and everything else. Paul said to me, "The only thing I want from you, Mathis, is I want the name the Moto Show." And uh. I'm like, "Yeah, you can have it. Like, I want to call." He, Paul. Took, he took Red Bull with him. He took Red Bull and Moto Show with him, and I told him I want Paul Mech Show. Like, it goes on my. You website. know that. The Moto Show was taken already back in the day. But it was. Bodner I know. Bodner gave us permission to to use the name. Okay. And then he ended up taking – Paul took the name, and I'm like, but okay, all right. right. So anyways, uh, thousands of questions submitted uh, to at uh, Devin Gibbs 27 on Twitter, and uh, Devin combed through them and picked the best ones, and here we go. All right. Uh, this is for everybody. Uh, Travis Williams wants to know, what are you three most looking forward to when visiting the new Indiana round? Food? New track, new soil. New track for me, just a new place to go. Like when you've been doing this for so long, you just any new place is cool. Scenery. Except for, I'm looking forward to it. Too. I'm looking forward to it being the second to last race. Except for Lake Elsinore, <laughs> I was not looking forward to Lake Elsinore ever at all at any point. I'll be at Millville. You'll be at Millville. Yeah. Okay. Will you be breaking people? I don't think I've. Too? I don't think I've ever been over a dirt bike race more than Elsinore last year. <laughs> hey, Roxon said it was high. It was high on the list. I was at a milestone the other day, and he was claiming that that's the, one of the best tracks he's ridden in a while because he was at Elsinore, and it was prepped so good. Wow. I had nothing to do with track prep or anything. I was just completely over it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, next question. All right, this is from uh, Chandler341. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wants to get a complete Silly Season update because he has no clue what's going on. JT riding the Vet Nationals. There you go. Mm. JT coming back for German Supercross Series against Kiefer. Kiefer. No, I think I'm out. I think I'm out. Really? Really? Yeah, because I'm I'm going to uh, I'm going to Italy with Chad for two weeks, and we're going riding at uh, Valentino Rossi's house and stuff. Look um, at you, baller! It's tragic. Yeah. So that's gonna. And then I'm going to Motocross the Nations uh, like three or four days early, and I'm going to Russia for like five days for work. So that's like gonna be almost a month away from home and training and riding. So the comeback has not, stopped. Not gonna happen. Comeback yeah, I think I think it's quit. I kind of had to pick one or the other with vacation time and right. basically time in general for training, and that that kind of deals like a once in a lifetime trip. And I've done Germany like eight million times, so um, it's complete silly season. Rocks into RCH, Barsha to JGR, <clears throat> Wilson to Red Bull KTM. Uh, There's a link on your website, bro. There is Davalos. Yeah. Probably bailing out a pro circuit. I heard. heard that, but I don't. I can't get confirm on oh, that. The, the two the two fifty list will be done. Uh, it will be my hammerhead column this week on Pulp and X. Oh, there we go. Uh, feel free to check it out. Tonus signed with pro circuit. Yeah, that's done. Tonus going to pro circuit. Uh, TLD going to KTM. I don't know which riders. Well, Jesse Nelson for sure. 
but they're going to ride KTMs. Really? I don't know. Hmm. What else? Uh, Let you know on Wednesday or Thursday. There you go. Yeah. Barsha. We shouldn't forget about Barsha. Yeah, yeah Barsha. JGR. Uh, I think Will Hahn and Brayton, one of them will go to BTO Sports. One of them will go to, to JGR as a second guy. I think Pike and Tickle are up for the second guy at RCH. I know a lot of guys over in the KTM area are pulling for Brayton to get that BTO deal. So. Oh, yeah? yeah. Okay. There we go. Hmm. Just read Pulp MX uh, to whoever that guy is. All right, Chandler. Yeah. Read it. All right, this is uh, Adam Arnberger. Uh, will, where do you think Durham will be next year? That's like Kenny Watson's. Uh, that should be Kenny Watson's name, Adam Arnberger. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where Durham's going to go. Someone told me Durham was going to start a team with Tyler Berryman. Oh, I heard that. No. <laughs> Free riding across the country. I don't know. Oh, boy. Like I don't think that even classifies as a team. But Berryman and Durham together. That sucks it. too because Durham's fun to watch ride, man. Yeah, Durham's a bad dude. I feel horrible for that guy. Yeah. yeah. Such a nice guy, so talented, and just cannot buy a break. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely a really good guy. I've always liked Durham's attitude. Absolutely, man. yeah. He, Super friendly. I mean, dude. it's hard not to root for the guy. Yep. Um, Kiefer, this is for you. At uh, PJJ205, uh, he wants to know what you think about the new Kawasaki's and the way they handle. Which new, like 14s? Or I haven't ridden the 15s yet, so... Uh... Yeah, you guys already know about my feeling about a Kawasaki. <laughs> what about a 90? He says uh, he knows you aren't a fan, but he wants you to elaborate. Uh, they're just a big bike. I'm six foot tall. They feel long. They feel big. Uh, I'm long, f- long and big. That's how you like it. Uh, well, that's how Heather likes it, but she got screwed. So anyway, back to the Cowie. Uh, it's not a front-end steering bike, Chad, for me. And to elaborate on Chad stuff is like, you know, when you test a dirt bike, it's for 95% of the people that buy it are are not like him, you know. The other 5% are fast and set up different. So I think that's why you see more people, you know, riding Hondas and stuff because it's easier to ride, more of a front-end steering bike. But, yeah, it's just a big-feeling bike. The motor's great. It has an air fork I don't really care for. I just wish it would corner better, plain and simple. Hmm. All right. Uh, Elite KTM, uh, he wants to know if you had to buy a bike – what would you buy? This for you, Kiefer. Oh, God, what me. would you put your hard-earned cash out for? Gonna get me in trouble. One bike, one model. Yamaha two-stroke, probably. Ugh. <laughs> All new. No two-stroke. All new two-strokes. Hey, it did change. I think he used the word revolutionary. No, I think he I did. Here's what's going on with JT. I said a shitstorm is going to start on Twitter because I knew people were going to freak out on me, and be like. Kiefer didn't tell me it's going to be all direct inject and all this bullshit when I didn't say that. So right when You it, let our listeners down, bro. I know. So, no two-stroke. I would think I would buy a YZ250F or, or a CRF 450. That's my two choices. Hmm. All right. Uh, Notice we, he said one. The question was one, and he gave us two. I gave you one of each 250 so, and a 450. Like I he said, did. You waffle, 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 waffle. Right. Um, David Gonzalez wants to know, with uh, Barsha being hurt, does Honda seek a replacement rider? Yes, they will have a replacement rider, I've been told. Nick Schmidt. Uh, It will not be Nick Schmidt. It It could be Nick Schmidt. It could be Nick Schmidt, I've been told. That that would be a good PR move for Honda. But there's some other guys they're working on. I would think Ben Townley would be a guy. Oh, God. Yep. He's back. I I think Ben Townley's high on the list. Really? He's back, yeah. bro. He's racing back again. What? He's, He's racing in doing... Australia. Oh my! He got eight. What did JT say? He got eighth or ninth or some shit. 
Doesn't matter. They have a relationship with him. They like him. It's an easy bring in. He's already racing. He's I guarantee you he's selling himself on him. Is this going back to a week and work with speed? <laughs> I don't know. If you ever if you ever listen to a Ben Townley interview, he will sell you on the fact that he is a bad dude. And it's hard to argue it. Well, I'm not saying he's not a bad dude. I'm just saying they can't pick for something something else. I've been told that Schmidt's on the list, but there's guys ahead of him. So I don't know when they're gonna do this either, by the way. So we'll see. All right, next All right. question. Uh Ryan P. wants to know if uh, you had to choose right now, what would your donations team be for everybody? Ooh. Uh, well, Dungy. the word on the street is Dungy's not going. Hmm. He's getting married. Hmm. Been there a lot. It's right. 30 days after the last national. He's been on the last two losing teams, and he's caught some criticism. The word is that he wants that he's going to just bow out gracefully. Maybe get hurt. Perhaps twist an ankle. Um, if Dungy's there, if he's going, it's Dungy, Stu, Baggett. Right? I think it's going to be either either Tomac or Stu for MX1, uh, Kennard for MX3, and Baggett for MX2. That's my projected team, and I, I feel like I'm pretty educated on it. Tomac? I don't I don't feel like Stu goes. I don't feel like Roger Roger and Stu, you know. Stu. I, I, I get it. That's why I put Tomac in there. So I could see Tomac, Kennard, uh, Baggett going. I could also see Team USA not even going. Really? You can't get Yeah, Bar- I can't wait to. I can't wait to you have to pay me on that one. You can't get Barsha. You're not going to get Dungey. Roger doesn't like Stu. Why send a quote-unquote B plenty, team? There's plenty of people that want to go. Oh, I Kennard, know. Kennard would be better than JT, Tomac. it's not like the Team USA hasn't bowed out before. Never mind 9-11. They've bowed out. They've just yeah, it was 10 years ago. Well, whatever. They've just said we're not going to go. So it's happened. We're going. Who's going to be in the, on the other American team, the little island? Puerto Rico? Puerto Rico? I don't know. Jimmy's talking to him. I know that. Albertson's talking to Nicoletti. him. Nicoletti. Nicoletti. Yeah. Albertson. It's going to be Pitbull. J-Lo, <laughs> and Nicoletti. Pitbull. Pitbull's Puerto Rican? Pitbull still rose Cavaricis, too, by the way. I don't know. Uh, I don't understand. He speaks Spanish. He's always talking about Calle Ocho. What so happened? He, he, he can, I mean, he, he can pass for Puerto Rican, I promise How did Pitbull become popular? I see Pitbull in commercials. Who knows? They keep pushing it so hard. I, I'm fighting it with every inch of my being. Kind of like Townley. <laughs> have you ever seen the, the Dr. Pepper Pitbull commercials? Yeah. He pulls up under an overpass with a case of Dr. Pepper, and it turns into a block party. Yes. Never in the history of the world has this happened. <laughs> no one goes to an under. No one goes, uh, you know, under an overpass. No one drinks Dr. Pepper, and people people just go buck wild under this overpass drinking Dr. Pepper. Yeah, no, I it's the most get... ludicrous thing I've ever seen. Uh, I, I, I get you. I hear you. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, my music tastes are. They're not up to date. I'll I'll, I'll say uh, that. Pitbull sucks. But I, mean, I think Pitbull sucks. Yeah. It sucks bad. Yeah. yeah. That's the kind of crap I have to listen to in the car sometimes. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. yeah. All right, next question. Uh, last question. Uh, this is from Skip Supercross. Uh, Skip Norfolk? Hopefully. Uh, he wants to ask about the Huskies. Uh, dude, he wants to know if he if anybody thinks they're going to be in competition with the other five manufacturers. It's a case, yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. The marks are going to be good. Yeah, bikes will be good. Um, team will be good. Jason Anderson will be on a big bike. Maybe Zach Osborne. Maybe Davalos or something I heard over there. Mm-hmm. They'll be good. Mm. All right, that's been the BTOsports.com. Gabba Gibbs. Gabba Gibbs, Gabba Gibbs, Gabba Gibbs, Gabba Gibbs, Gabba Gibbs. Um, <laughs> let's do the expert tear-off segment. Let's do that, and then we'll come up with, we'll do Grant Langston. Come All right. Grant Langston. Let's do it. 
It's the X-Brand Tear-Off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Just added to the show, by the way, probably going to have Nick Way on later. The NYK. Did you already talk to him about his bike? The situation uh, Yeah, got last it week we did. Oh, yeah, okay, I missed that part. Yeah, you got to listen to it. It's really good. It's a good story. Uh, X-Brand goggles, the choice of champions everywhere. X-Brand goggles sweeping the Canadian National this weekend. Vince Freeze, Michael Lessie. Going 1-1 up in Canada. I'm surprised. If Clearly, the champions of Canada use X-Brand to dominate. Did you build them? EKSBrand.com. Save 30%. X, use a Pulp 2014 code. Uh, choice of champions everywhere. Canadian, Canadian National Sweep. X-Brand goggles. Sweeping Canada. Everyone's going to hate you for not saying that Colton is the best up there. Oh, we're going to get to you here in a little sec- in a second after, after Langston. You have some angry... Canadian fans, and we will get to this. Bring it. Um, hold on. John knows where Durham's going. John, you know where Durham's going? Yeah, I, um, I overheard him. And, yeah, I don't think it's any big secret, but uh, it was a guy asking him about what he was up to next year, and he said, well, PC's kind of you know looking for riders, but if, if he doesn't uh, re-sign with PC, he's going to be a Chorley Honda. He seemed to think that he had an offer from Chorley Honda. That's well, they're going to be on a KTM probably. So yeah, yeah be on a KTM. Either way, good um, program though. So I was I was asked my opinion of between if who would I hire? It was Durham, J Canada, or uh, maybe Cunningham. Durham. Someone asked me those three guys. Durham. Who? who would oh, I you got to you got to take Durham. Yeah. Well, but this guy was also concerned about the injury. Yeah, yeah, but so. Canada really hasn't put in results like he did that one year. You know, yeah, it's been really hit and miss. And he's yeah. not even racing. I, guys. I like I like Cunningham too, but he hasn't really shown you know right. a lot from what you know. I felt like he was capable of at one time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he's got hey, a weird Durham, record, though. Durham's more marketable, and what do you say? I mean, you know, he can I'm going for Durham. Just, I'm giving it to Durham just because I feel so damn bad for the guy. Right, John. Thanks for the call, man. Thanks for the info. Hey, you're welcome. Great show. Thank you. Um, Hold on. Sinjin. What's going on? How are you? Good, how are you? Good, are you still in the hospital? No, I got out. Oh. Dude, you got hurt again? Yeah, I lacerated my spleen and broke my pelvic bone. After I Dude, talked you, you, you need to stop riding. I'm, do- I'm done riding. I'm- I have to sell my bike. I, I don't want to stop, but I know if I don't, something bad's going to happen. Shit. Yeah. yeah, compared to what? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, breaking your pelvis and lacerating your spleen? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be in a chair or something is what I'm saying. Yeah, seriously, bro. It's, yeah, time to, take time, it for me. It's not worth it. Time to hang it up, yeah, bro. No. It's it's yeah, too exactly. sad. It's too bad because you were, still, you, were, you were really going to be great, Ryder. I could sense it, but it's too bad. <laughs> um, my question for you is, uh, yeah. Oh, how much do you think, I'm just curious, I have no idea, Like, how much do you think a, a Colton Fasciotti, a Tyler Medaglia, where do those guys make a year? I mean, they're only racing, what, 10 rounds, 9 rounds? 10 like, rounds. Uh, if, if they win the title, Fasciotti's probably in for like 150. Really, you know? What, what does like a Medaglia, a Medaglia make? Well, Tyler barely got a ride this year. I'm, I'm guessing Tyler's probably like thirty grand. You got to win races. Those guys, like especially like Medaglia, he's got to win races to make money or, yeah. or finish on the podium. And then, yeah. And then what about a two fifty guy like a, a Polatelli this year? Who's you know who's yeah. defending the? I mean, thirty grand, forty grand plus. Those guys get paid yeah. per race. Yeah. So wow, I know that's how Honda does it, um, and I'm assuming the rest of the teams follow suit. Uh, yeah, I mean. This has been forever ago now, but I know like Blair Morgan was getting ten thousand a race or something. Uh, so yeah, it was like you know yeah. ninety hundred. 
salary, but he was a defending champion. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Those that money. Yeah, you yeah, figure yeah. you figure guys like Paul Telly are getting two or three thousand a race. So yeah, twenty five, thirty thousand, thirty five thousand, something like that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Thanks. Thanks, th- Injun. See ya. Expound goggles sweeping Canadian nationals this weekend. All right, let's go. These questions are submitted by a Corey Moser. Still trying to figure out who this guy is. And wait, did you do the intro? Yeah, long time ago. You did? Yeah, you want to do it again? Yeah. Okay. It's the X Brand Tear Off segment. 15 second rapid fire QA. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. We're going to get some pop. Some pop with some rapid fire questions. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I need to video you. Put that on Instagram. Me deep throwing the microphone. Oh, my God. All right, let's do this. Question submitted by Corey Moser. We still not figured out who the fuck he is. But uh, here we go. All right. Uh, Steve, besides Ricky Carmichael, who else will not give you an interview? Nobody. Dirt Shark. D- J-Mart, done. Dunge, Dirt. done. Dirt Shart. Dirt Shart. He follows us. Uh, Kiefer. Yo. Who would you give the RCH spot to next year, Weston or Tickle? Fuck. Um, Here he goes hyping something up again, <laughs> letting us down. Tickle. Weston's going to beat the shit out of you next time he sees you. I'm so glad I don't have to make that decision. <laughs> That's a tough decision. but uh, Holy hell. Yeah. God. Man. He did get six over the weekend, did he? He finally got a start, dude, and got fifth in a moto. Yeah, ten five. Yeah, let that. There, there, if he gets a start, I mean, fifth place, and he rode good. He rode well. So, all right, all right. Uh, this is for JT. Uh, you've been critical uh, of the Honda 450, but how specifically do you feel? Uh, how specifically do you feel it comes up short? Cums comes up short. Right. Yeah, Moser. Um. I just think they're really temperamental in their handling. They 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 put a lot of weight on the front to make the, the bike steer really well, which I think is a a great move for selling motorcycles because it the you know the average person wants to go to turn and they the bike's really small, which is I, you know I like that about it. But I just feel that a short wheelbase and a really small front heavy motorcycle gets really unstable, and and that's a feeling I don't enjoy at all. So that's that would be it. I think their I think their production motor, like the stock motor, is is lacking compared to the Yamaha and KTM quite a bit as well. Yeah. Why are you upset, Kiefer? I'm not upset. I'm just You're agreeing happy? with his his oh. statement as far as selling bikes because most people need that front end feeling. Right. Most people. Yeah. So. Okay. You yeah. want to call Chad up and motherfuck him again? Yeah, or? I would like, motherfuck okay, him. All right. Like I, I know you're very bitter, but the last time we had Chad <laughs> on the phone. All right. Next question. All right, Steve. What rider do you see getting off Privateer Island next? Island. Um, There's a fine line, dude. Nobody. I'm not, I mean, Wesson's off it. Wesson will stay off it. Uh, you know, I don't think, like, Norrin is killing it. Killy Rusk is doing well. But that's not enough to get, a you know, a salaried ride. No. Um, and I Supercross Schmidt did great, but not enough to get a salaried ride. Which anyway, sucks. You know? And they should get something, but, yeah, it ain't. There's a fine line. Even and, and also, too, everybody's up. Like, a guy like Jake Weimer is up. Right. And what have you heard about Jake Weimer right now? Nothing. Right. And he's hurt again. Yeah. God, did you see his Twitter? To, to, get, oh. to get off Privateer Island, you've got you've to really turn heads. I mean, you've got to get, like, fourth, fifth overall like Weston did. You can't just be 11th, you know, 12th. Like, that's not going to do it. Right. Maybe, not gonna, hold not on. Not going to do it. Maybe LeMoyne gets off. 
Maybe he go, he made a podium last year. He maybe he paddles like crazy, gets past the sharks and the rapids, uh, makes a raft out of some bamboo sticks, and gets off there. He had some he's had some solid rides though, so it'd kind of be a return. Yeah, but no, but he got banished to Privateer Island, and then so it was almost like a sabbatical. Yeah, if he got if he got back fourteen right. fourteen last week. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Next question. Uh, all right, Kiefer, what is the worst bike test review you've ever read? Oh, God. <sighs> ever read. We talked about this in our podcast a little bit. Maybe you could fiddle with that microphone a little more. Yeah, sorry. I'm okay. doing a Kenny Watson on you. Hold on me. It should be the 2009 Honda 450. <sighs> yeah. And MXA, you've, you've dropped hints that MXA is out of their mind sometimes. Sometimes, but I do respect their, the fact that they actually test their dirt bikes. They ride yeah, them. But you've um, said they've been out of their mind sometimes. Yes. With some of the things that you feel on a bike. I believe some things that Jody says is out of his mind because I don't think he can actually feel those things. I think he rides the bike and has someone else write the stuff. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I couldn't pick just one. I just There's some other people out there that I'm not going to mention that I read their stuff, and it's a joke to me. So I'm not getting myself in hot water. Waffle. All right. Uh, JT, when you guys uh, eat out on the weekends, who picks up the tab most frequently? Uh, me. Baller. I don't even know what you're talking about. When I eat out, I usually eat by myself. Oh, all right. You guys don't eat together? Not friends? Who, me and JT? Uh, Moser's no. concerned. I mean, no. I usually get in late no. or, I don't know. I don't there's see... No, there's no one really just, like, buying every time or anything. That's for sure. I know that when we went with Chad, he did not pay. Which yeah, yeah, no, I don't. I don't want him to pay. He's my friend. I don't. I wanted him to, to pay in Toronto. Let's go. I wanted him to pay in Toronto when he ordered all those appetizers and everything, and then didn't do nothing. Is there is there one go to you guys look forward to when you go somewhere it's like for a restaurant? Like Ruth Chris. Ruth Chris. JT's a Ruth Chris guy. I'm eh? not. I'm not. It's really? good. I'm not. You know, I'm not getting mad at it, but I don't think it's all that. Like, sorry, they don't have poutine there. Dude, they give you the steak. It is 6,000 degrees and sizzling. It's like, come on, man. But it's so soft. I so know. good. I'm, I, I, Ruth Chris isn't bad. Um, there's one. Is there something like you look like when you're going to Tennessee, what are you going to eat? What do you want to look forward to? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, there's nothing I really think. I guess. Uh, no, I don't know. Okay. I, I can't think Cabo of Wabo. Oh, Cabo Wabo down here on the strip. Some good food there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, all right, Steve. Do you think unless he races the U.S. Nationals next year or goes back up to Canada? Dude, he's in Canada, and that's it. He's never coming back. Alessi? Yes. This is the master plan. They're dominating. Oh, God. This is it. Supercross? He'll race Supercross, but na- can- U.S. Next step Nationals. is uh, a Canadian Arena Cross Series. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Ryan Lockhart and Mike Alessi, everybody, <laughs> going at it. beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Newf Beginnings Part 800. <laughs> All right, next question. All right, for Kiefer. Uh, with bikes now having air forks and EFI, uh, what is the next big step for bikes? I'm not going to get on the two-stroke thing again, but I think direct inject- injection is coming for two-strokes. I don't All you two-stroke guys, get ready. No, I'm not going to say I, anything. I, I'm just saying it's why out would, there. Why would they invest the money into it? These, these, these two short. Why would Yamaha KTM invest? In because as, as weird as it sounds, he, there's huge market for two-stroke guys out there, and they will buy two-strokes all day. And even with a direct injection, it's still going to be cheaper than four-strokes. 
it can't be that big of a market. Otherwise, the other OEMs will start selling their two-strokes. Maybe someone's going to start it, and it's like the four-stroke revolution. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. But they, I understand they sell a lot. I do. I, Yamaha has told me they sold out, but they don't tell me how many they make. So you don't really – They make know, a – I don't know, you know the number, but they do make quite a bit. And look how many KTM makes. Money is the bottom line in driving these companies' decisions. Right. If they see Yamaha making a shit ton of money by selling two-strokes, they'll start selling them again. So you're telling me if, let's say, Yamaha makes a direct inject two-stroke, yeah. it won't sell. No, it will sell. Right. Yeah. But I'm saying Yamaha, if they sell out now of what they make now of their 2005 two-stroke mm-hmm. with updated plastics, right. why bother if they sell out now to invest I don't, money? I don't, I don't know that it will matter that much. Like, there, is there a lot of people that won't buy a two-stroke because it has a carburetor? I don't hear that all the time. No, no I don't Not either. a two-stroke, no. But as far as just things that I've – readers that I go through and just not our publication but other publications – so many people like on the East Coast, not just West Coast, because there's not a lot of guys like that here, but Midwest to East Coast guys, two-stroke lovers, they want direct inject. So I'm sure they do. I just, I'm just saying what would really make a dent in the market. I, I don't know that. I think the same people that buy two-strokes will buy one again. They, they want, they'll be pumped. They want, they want direct injection. I want a chocolate river, and I want my house to be made out of gummy drops. I mean, what, what made I, out of basset hounds? You're what, on the right track. What I want and what I'm getting is, you know, big deal. They want direct injection. It's not going to happen. You don't think so? Do you hear our new dog down there? Yeah. Just crying? Is yeah. that what you're going to put up with tonight? Are people hearing that on the air, I wonder? <laughs> oh, they are, because I hear stuff. I heard it. Really? I hear your phone vibrating when I listen to the show. No, that was Chad's vibrating. Was it? Yeah, that was yeah. Chad's. I think he was in the bathroom. So. Um, it was Echo. Oh, it was kind of Echo. Echo! Maybe, maybe he was pooping. It's a Goonies reference, everyone. Um. Yeah, may, you know what? Maybe he's in pain because he had the dog had surgery today. Whatever it is, he's yelling. It's just dental he's, surgery, though. Yeah, but he's still gonna be in pain. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Is that it? Yeah. No. Let's get this on. That was on longer track. than thirty seconds. Yeah. Let's not even worry about the tear off sound anymore. Uh, hey, you don't do the tear off sound, bro. I do it when in time limit. Okay. Hey, by the way, the 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 message board's going off saying they'll buy the two shit the other two strokes. So. Oh suck well, it. tell Yamaha to check out Pulpamex show chat room on Mondays. Right. And there you go. Yeah. Sell right. bikes. Those guys will buy it. I still think the two strokes look the best. But, JT, there are a lot of crazy stories about Porcel. What's the weirdest one you've heard? Uh, I, I think, I don't know, I really honestly haven't heard that many weird stories. Uh, I would say that he intentionally dropped back at Millville so he didn't have to go to the press conference and he can make an earlier flight, that would be the weirdest one. How's how's Team Porcel doing, JT? With How's everything going with the comeback? As far as I know, as far as I know, it's going pretty well. No, but I mean, you're on the team because you're a big supporter. I'm a supporter. Are you happy with this so far? I think I think he's showing steady improvement, mm-hmm. and he's getting closer and closer. Okay. Very uh, peculiar one good moto, one bad moto. Three straight races of that. Isn't it funny how his yeah. better motos are in second motos? Though? Yes, yeah. Absolutely. Is it really peculiar, though? That's like what he's always done. One great one, one okay yeah. one. Well, it used to be his second motos weren't so great. Yeah, but we haven't had a hot race either. Yeah. Anderson was telling me in my posters interviews that he's so gnarly to try to pass. He's He knows exactly where you're going to oh, go. he's so smart. He shuts you, you down. Anderson's like, man, I love watching him ride, but I hate trying to pass right. him. <laughs> he like, knows where you're going before you do. I get excited on at home watching him. Like you can ask my wife. It's like I don't know the dude, but I just like watching him ride. I just love it. Okay. 
Sorry. It's, cre- it's creepy. I know. Yeah. I just like it. All right. Next question. That has been. X Brown goggle tear offs the sweeping the Canadian Nationals this weekend. Did I mention that? With Vince Freeze. I'm surprised Freeze is winning right now. Right. Freeze has won uh, three out of the four motos last two races. I, I, Politelli, Wentland, I thought they were on his level a little bit. Maybe not. Well, like I thought Medaglia would be better. Yeah, Jeremy, he had a late team switch, though. That bike's good, though. Benoit? Yeah. Yeah. Benoit's going to get good East Coast watch. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. A little surprised by that. Plus, he'll be on a two-stroke, too, by the way. Will he really? Yeah. Okay. He'll switch. Politelli got screwed this weekend. Why? I think his bike broke, right? Yeah, his bike broke. Is that what you mean? He won the first moto, and then he was all over freeze for the lead in the second moto, and his bike broke. Oh, that's what happened. Okay. JT, bigger surprise this weekend. Stewie 1-1 or Baggett 1-1? Stewie, for sure. Yeah? Yep. He was good, man. Like uh, I called I call Baggett doing well this weekend. Uh, at one point, Stu lost a 2-3 second uh, lead. He did like a two two oh nine, and then the next lap, he did a 207. He was like, oh, shit, got to go. And, like, this was halfway I, through the race. I never felt at any point was Stu in danger of losing the race. No. They were on him. Never they caught did. him. Yeah, they caught him a few yeah, times. But but yeah, but I never felt like – I just never got that feeling. Like, I, I totally agree with you. They were right there. But I just was never like, uh-oh, like, Stu's in trouble here. Yeah. Nope, never. Nope. Dude, he was good. He was good. And he doesn't look like he's trying. Yeah. He looks that was, That was part of it. That was part of it. Yeah. yeah. So it's all bike, JT. So they got his bike working, and, and, and that's it. Did you watch the race yet? Yeah. I watched some of it. Sorry. Did you not all of it. his interviews or not anything? Not all of it. Not all of it. Yeah, I, I read his interview on Racer X. I, I saw nothing that said he just said he, he he's getting better, and he's feeling good, and, you know? You're not, you Oh, so you didn't listen to his post, the, the interview on the mic at the track, <clears throat> where he said the bike was incredible. <clears throat> and then on his TV interview... Uh, he says he kept telling the team that if they get the bike right, that he would win, and that's what happened. Mm, okay, all right. Well, so I would I, invite you to listen to him. Then and I look. Not me. I look and forward to. It. I look forward to him winning every oh. race from here on out because we all agree he's the most talented racer in the class. Yes, he, we all agree on that. I think so. Therefore, his bike is right. We've seen his bike is right now. He went one one. I now look forward to the next eight nationals winning every one. Well, bike settings vary from track to track, Steve. Oh, not okay. sure if you're aware. Oh, of okay. So, all right. So, so, so I, I, it's, it's totally bike. I guess I don't. Quite, I didn't say it was totally bike. I guess I don't quite understand you're, that either, because I kind of I take both of your guys' sides because I can see like both sides of it. But how much? And me as being a tester, I kind of know what they change. But how much exactly do you change? You win the first moto. Granted, the next moto is going to be rougher. You gotta change a little bit, but how much do you freaking change? If if it feels good, you won. Why do you go too far off? You don't. You don't go too far off. You make a few changes, and then you don't ride as well, so you don't win. Okay, go tell Sue, please. Right, because you just you just tried to tell Chad Reed, and he told you that you were wrong. Well, okay. But I invite you to go tell. I invite you to go tell Stu. Let me please go tell the best riders in the okay. history of the sport. Please go tell them okay. they don't know what they're talking about. Let me I go, would really, really let, like you to do that. Let me go talk to some of the best technicians in the sport. Let me call Ross Maeda. Let me call Rob Hendrickson. Let me get them on the line because these are the who best. Have, who are, have none of those guys have ever won a dirt bike race these are the, ever? These are the best technicians in the sport. They make the suspension changes. Uh, they make uh, the handling of the bike. They see these dyno charts. They see what riders have done. They've seen the oh, greatest. Oh, I know how big of a fan you are of dyno charts. They've seen the greatest dyno charts when it comes to suspension. 
They've seen the greatest riders ride all time, and they've seen riders go out and win races on stuff that was no good, stuff that was great, either one. They've seen it. I just want you to go tell the best riders in the sport that okay. the bike changes don't matter. That's all, that's all, okay. I, want. Well, that's again, all I want you to do. Just like you said that, that you never said the bike uh, is all that matters, I never said the bike doesn't matter. I never said that either. Uh, I want you to go tell Ross Maeda that his suspension settings cost riders races. No, because, because that's not that's because not a fair statement that's because the, the other, riders give them input. That's the other extreme of what you're saying. That's the other. No, it's not. That's the other no, it's extreme. not because the riders the riders input is what steers the technicians on where to go with the settings. So right. it's not it's not the technician's fault. Right. Oh, but wait a minute. But how I've never seen Stu say. You know what? I gave them bad settings. My bike doesn't work good at Glen Helen well, that's because the, that's the it's rider. my testing. Of well, course not. They're never going to say that. Right. These riders have a hard time looking in the mirror. It's yeah. I've seen it. That's what I'm having time and time again. That's why guys, you're both right. Like we are kind of both right. right. I absolutely agree with that. Yes. He and JT is right. You, it, it, what it boils down to is if you're comfortable. Let's say they do change a little bit, and he's immediately second lap. I, I feel like shit. It doesn't feel right. He's not going to go go ape shit and pin it. So that's why he's 16 seconds back, and then cruises. You know. So it's all about comfort. I, I've seen it in my day where they don't change anything, and they said they did, and the guy's like, oh, it's way better. I'm like, well, there you go. You take a winning motorcycle. You held off Ryan Dungey, Henroxon to win the moto at Lakewood. Oh, absolutely. Okay? And clearly the bike was working great, mm-hmm. and Stu was on his game. They make a couple of changes. I mean, like I said, what do you think they did between motos? Ten turns on high speed, 14 clicks out on rebound? Of course not. Right. They made small changes. Right for an expected rougher track. And you're telling me those small changes, a few clicks, they didn't change spring rate, I'm sure. They maybe put some air, maybe they put a little bit of air in the fork. You're telling me those small changes, just those minute changes, oh, fuck, I'm out. I can't win. You, okay, no. I want to tell you something right now. Yes. Yes. Because, I don't know if you've been around, but that air fork and those, when you... You can change minute changes, and it's a huge difference. It's totally different than the old school spring fork. You go, I'm going to go two to three clicks, and you're like, oh, I can barely feel it. But now, do with you, the sensitivity of the air fork, you literally can do minute changes, and it's a huge difference. Do you think that the suspension guys don't know that? Of course they do. Right. They, they dyno test this stuff, and they race test this stuff. They know that. Right. But do you, let's like JT said, maybe it's the rider say, I want this to go this direction. Or do you yeah. think the guy comes back and it's like literally, okay, do what you feel that you think you need to do for the next moto? No. I had a few people at the races this weekend tell me they heard our podcast, JT and I arguing, calling each other names. <laughs> and two of the people independently brought up Ricky Carmichael. They were like, look at Carmichael. That you guy could win on anything. Yeah, you don't give a shit. That guy could win on anything. You could give him, his bike looked like shit many, many times. And look How at did the, the second half of the 03 Supercross season go? Is that, uh, is that the Honda day? Yeah, that was Honda Days. Yeah. Because he looked spectacular in the loops from what I saw. I mean, legendary. <laughs> He's, yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I don't think it worked very good. But there's a guy, there's an, there's an example. And I think there you couldn't do shit because that was the frame. So uh, I think it was a little bit of a setup. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think it's the technician's fault. That was never my point. That it's you know everyone always says that a that a suspension setting is only as good as the guy setting it up or, or you know factory suspension is only as good as the guy setting it up, but I would go a step further and say that it's only as good as the input that the rider is giving the technician to set it up. Yep. So, 
Well, certainly, you know, it, yeah. it all goes hand in hand. Certainly, I agree with that. Yes, the rider is going to help set up the bike and and see how it goes. And you know, the suspension guys are there to like. You know, I've said many times if I have a rider and they're like, "Hey, I can only win today if you paint the bike pink," I'm painting it pink, even though it makes no difference. Whatever. Yeah, well, and you know, I've, I've had this fight because you know I was short and I couldn't ride the same setup that like Burner could, and they wanted guys wanted me to run. A, a full shock shaft length and all kinds of stuff. I couldn't ride that way. And they're like, well, this works better. And I'm like, I don't care what works better. I can't ride it. Right. It doesn't matter who can go fast on it. I can't. So we got to do something different. So it's all it's all in the rider and, and comfort level, like Kiefer was saying, and what you feel works the best for you, and that's how you're going to go the fastest. So talent, talent overcomes. Talent overcomes a bike that's not set up perfectly. That's my bottom line. Here's rider the, talent overcomes that. And as you become, let's say, an amateur kid coming out of the amateur ranks, you become a factory rider. You gotta have, you have to go test. You have to go learn your bike. You have to do these things. And then what that kind of does, it obviously helps your setup, but then it also teaches you what you like, and then you get picky. And then when you feel like something's just off, you don't ride as good. You want your shit to work how you like it. So it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's argue about that later. JT, we'll pick it up where we left it off. Uh, yep, text you in like two hours. Yep, Atlas Brace, born and fueled from a racer's perspective, designed by a racer, and we find over a three-year period a team of engineers and experts. AtlasBrace.com. If you're having a problem out there with a, a, a bulky neck brace and you feel like you're, you're stuck in there and uh, it's not working out, then you need to try Atlas Brace because they, uh, they have the best uh, brace out there. Villapoto and Weimer wear it. Follow them at Atlas Brace. They're giving braces away every month top quality neck brace company, and they bring you our next guest. He is former world champion, national champion, supercross, lights champion, now the color commentator on NBCSports.com. Grant Langston, what's going on? How you doing, boys? Good. Just me, JT, Kiefer, arguing about bike setup and <laughs> racers and you know all that, all that stuff. I don't, I don't expect you to side with me as a, as a former racer, by the way. So um, I caught the very tail end of it, um, and I think both you and JT had a good point. <laughs> yeah. Well, damn it, that yeah. doesn't help us. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, I know they sound like a diplomatic answer, but um, JT's right in saying, it, you know, it goes, it goes both ways, you know, with, with, with what's getting put in the bike. Also, it, it lies on the rider's shoulders to give good feedback back. You know, you can't come in and say, it sucks, you know, or where is it, where is it not good? Where, mm -hmm. Is there any positive out of it? And like you said, there's some guys that just have that ability to throw a leg of a bike and they can adjust their style to adapt to a bike. Yeah. yeah. See that not too? always. Yeah, not, <laughs> not always. No, exactly. Hey, uh, uh, I know you're on the phone, so this is going to seem like, you know, we're blowing you here, but uh, uh, great job on the outdoors. I think you're doing well, man. You're doing a... A real, real good job uh, doing the outdoors. How are you enjoying it? Um, I, I do enjoy it. Um, I enjoy it very much. And, and, and uh, from the bottom of my heart, I, I say thank you because uh, I think you know you've, you've done it yourself. Um, always having information and, and things to talk about and trying not to make mistakes and stumble and, you, you know, yeah. fitting in time frames. It, it, it's a lot more stressful than... <laughs> Then you realize until you get in there. And, um, you know, I've always had a lot of respect for Jeff Emig, but um, knowing what he's had to deal with for so many years, I think he did a, a, a great job. And I'm 
truly flattered at the comments I've had from people because uh, I really do not have a lot of um, confidence in myself in the sense when I watch myself back on TV, I hate my voice and all I notice <laughs> is my mistakes and then I'm like, ah, oh, that didn't come out the way I wanted it to. Um, I didn't get a chance to elaborate on that because somebody crashed and you know I got cut off. You know, just things like that. So I get self-conscious about it. So the only thing that makes me able to sleep at night, I think, is is the fact that I've, I've had, a, in my opinion, an overwhelming amount of positive feedback. Um, mm -hmm. Of course, you can't please everyone. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously. I really, right. really, really have been totally, absolutely flattered by, you know, how many people have said they enjoy it. Because uh, I, I, I'm just glad because I feel it's, it's me in, in the booth. My adrenaline gets going. Um, my hands start shaking. My palms get sweaty before the gate drops. And I <laughs> get a little bit caught up in the moment sometimes. I, I, I caught myself yelling at a lapper at Glen <laughs> Helen. But I, but I think it was just like in my head, I was thinking like a racer, like when the leaders were coming up, it was more like a, dude, get out of the way. Like just, just you know, almost like a warning type thing, not specifically yelling at him directly. So... Uh, I look back sometimes, I'm like, oh, that didn't sound good, or what the hell was I thinking there? But <laughs> right. it's, it's spur of the moment. You've got to have, you know, something to say. It's live. There's no do-overs. But I, I, enjoy, I enjoy talking about it and, and trying mm -hmm. to just, um, you know, relay a, a story yeah. to the people watching, you know, why I love the sport and why I think it's the coolest thing out there, because I truly do love it. And I think for me, the next best thing is, is being in the booth, being able to talk about it. Yeah, no, it's been good, man. And you know what? Like, uh, I find myself learning some things from you. Like, as as a as a former world and national champion, I find myself like obviously I've been in the sport a long time, but not as a rider like you. And, I, and sometimes you're saying things where I'm like, "Good point, good point." As a racer, like, yeah, and and, and I I haven't always had that experience, so I think you're doing a great job. I, I think well, I think uh, I, I think just to expound on what Steve's saying, I think one of the, the best things I've noticed, and obviously the knowledge is a huge part of it, but I think you're doing a great job at, at adding your personality to the broadcast, which right. is a is a great thing. I think a lot of sport broadcasts and, and sometimes our sport is becomes very bland uh, with the commentary and the the analysis, and I find myself laughing at some of the things you're saying, and, <laughs> yeah. and it's it's much more enjoyable and entertaining than just a, just a dirt bike race. So that's uh, an added element to it that I think has been lacking. It's pretty cool, honestly. Well, thanks. You know, I know one of the cool things I, I was, I was happy about is, you know, when, when you're dealing with, you know, especially someone like NBC, um, you know, it's a pretty big corporation and, um, you know, I, they do kind of want you to really watch what you say. Cause they've even told me that, you know, I walk a fine line. They say, you know, it's good, but you've got to just, you can't cross over that line because it is, you know, there are people out there that are maybe a little more conservative or don't find my sense of humor that funny or, you know, things like that. So, you know, I, I try and keep it fun and lighthearted. And they've even said, we, we, you know, we want that. Just, uh, you know, be careful because uh, in the TV world, and I think that's what happens with people. They get a little bit scared to to say something that might be a little bit edgy or a little controversial, so they'd rather say something safe right. uh, to, to protect themselves. 
Um, whereas I, I don't know, I kind of have this attitude a little bit, and maybe maybe I should change it, but I kind of have that attitude, you know, well, if you don't like me, you know, too bad, you know. <laughs> right, right. What you see is what you get. It was, it was my friend say, you can't take the GL out of GL. So, uh, you know. You're gonna you're gonna get the good, the bad, and the ugly. But um, you know that's just me, and I, I'm glad people en- enjoy it. Um, just to have some honesty, because I do think that people want that. I, that's what I would want to hear. I want to hear right. um, what someone really has to say, not not what's politically correct, or or you know, if a guy does something that's a bonehead move, call it how it is. Um, you, well, know, you may lose a couple friends out there, but I mean, you know, Mathis, if you always are politically correct. You know, you're not going to do great stories. So sometimes you're going to rub people the wrong way when you call it how you see it. It's at the end of the day. It's, your, it's in my eyes. I got the microphone. I'm not always right, and I can only speculate. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, no, yeah. <laughs> that's it, how it goes, you know. That was my next question for you is you've been some critical of some guys, and you've, you've, you've given your opinion. And I know from, you know, different people that just don't flat out don't like me, won't talk to me, think I'm an idiot. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, but um, you're not scared of that. I like it. It's good. It's it's. I'd better to be have an opinion and be out there than just be kind of neutral and bland. So you know, good on you for doing that. Yeah, and and, and I know sometimes at the spur of the moment, it's um, you know there'll there'll be things that you you say that maybe later on you're like, well, maybe I was a little critical, or you know, maybe I jumped too soon, or, or yeah. whatever. But mm-hmm. like I said, when you're there in the moment, and like I said. My blood's kind of pumping, so and you know you, you you're getting enthusiastic, you're getting your volume up. I struggle a little bit on the weekend just because I've uh, had this cold and sinus that I'm struggling with. But um, mm-hmm. so I apologize if I sounded like a like I was struggling. But um, no, first things first is each week just trying to get a little more comfortable because I, you know I think because I'm nervous, a bit of a cover up is acting casual, but still deep down. I am nervous. I get sweaty palms. And like I said, <laughs> I start sweating myself and, you know, my voice. I'm like clearing my voice the whole time. I find myself before I go on the air. I'm like, <clears throat> <clears throat> drink some water. <laughs> and uh, so uh, each week I think it gets a little bit easier. You get a little bit more used to the people you're dealing with, um, the way the program works. And then also, too, like I said, every time I watch, I, I look at things and I'm like, I should have given up more information there. I should have explained that better. Yeah. But I think, you know, I, I hate listening and watching myself, but I do it as, like, homework. Mm-hmm. And um, I hope each week I can bring a little more to the table and try not to repeat myself. That's really hard on TV is not repeating the same things over and over. Yeah. Uh, AtlasBrace.com brings you Grant Langston on the Pulp Mech Show. Uh, check him out. We got a phone call for you, Grant, from Nathan. Anybody else want to call in? 702-586-7857. Uh, we have Langston on the phone for a little while here. Nathan, what's your question for Grant? Uh, yeah, I was just wondering, um, first of all, how you guys doing? Good. Thanks for calling, man. Thanks for listening. Good, good. Uh, turned down for what? <laughs> 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 but, uh, yeah, I just had a question. I talked to Grant a couple years couple years ago at Daytona, but it's it's been a while, so I kind of forgot. Um, I was just wondering, what exactly was your injury that you had to your eye, and is that what, like, forced you, or not forced, but, like, is that kind of what made you retire after that, or was it just time, or? 
Yeah. Um, basically, it, it really wasn't an injury. It was a, a medical condition. It was a melanoma tumor that developed at the, in, the, in my eye near the back by the optic nerve. So the eye is basically like millions of compressed uh, fibers, so it makes all those kind of layers. But basically with the tumor, the way it developed and was growing, it separated my eye. So I had to go through radiation treatment and surgery. So um, it cured the, the tumor, but um, unfortunately there was damage to the vision in the eye. I did try and come back 18 months later in 2010, but um, I tried to convince myself that I think that I thought I could still race at that level, but you know, having okay vision is just not good enough. I crashed a lot. Um, I wasn't enjoying it. I was frustrated, and I just knew that you know I gave it my best shot, but it was time to walk away at least while I had my health. How is the eye now? Um, Any better? It did improve a little bit. I think just the right eye strength. I'm left-handed, so you're always going to be like left eye dominant mm -hmm. like that. Um, so my right eye has definitely picked up some slack. And my left eye has actually improved a little bit, which is for what I had and the fact that I still have my eye and the fact that I can still see out of it is, is like puts me in like the 3 to 5% range. But the fact that I have more than half my vision puts me in like a 1% range. So it's <laughs> something very rare to begin with. And I'm very fortunate that I caught it soon enough and had it treated. So I still ride, but truthfully, it's like I've got probably 60% vision in that eye. And so it's good enough to go to local practice tracks. But, you know, when you're dealing at national level, day in, day out, rough tracks, shadows, bumps, holes, I just, I just miss a little bit of that definition. Like I just don't get to see the track well enough when you're going those speeds. Okay. So... Uh, you know, once you lose that little edge in this sport, you know, you're going to be a 10th place guy, 15th place guy. And, um, you know, for me, that was not, it was frustrating, you know, and uh, yeah. I, I didn't want to I was be just there. wondering, um, like with that, like with you experiencing like an eye problem, like, do we know how bad like Blake Baggett's eye problem is? I know obviously his is like an injury, but yeah, he be able to continue like riding at his pace for longer? Well, he just went 1-1. I think it's okay. Well, especially yeah, I mean, I think his vision was pretty good, or, or maybe if his vision wasn't good, maybe that's why he didn't see the bump. Yeah. I, when I spoke to him, he, he seemed fine. He seemed like everything was back to normal. Thanks, uh, thanks, right, Nathan. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for calling, man. All right, yeah, thank you. All right, thank you. Let's go to another Nathan. Uh, Nathan on four. What's up, Nathan? What do you got a question for uh, the great Grant Langston? First of all, I just want to echo your comments. I think he's been doing an outstanding job this year, and uh, nice, nice pressure. But my question is, you know, back in '01, we had that devastation with the, uh, the wheels coming apart. Yep. Can you talk into your phone a little louder? We can barely hear you. Speak up. Is that better? Not really. Any, oh. Anyway. But now. There you go. There anyway, you go. after that heartbreak in '01, you know, him and uh, Ryan Hughes had that battle in '03. And I felt like we kind of got zipped a little bit how the season ended with, uh, was it Troy being flooded, and then they just kind of worded him the plate. I think Grant's and, okay with uh, that. I think Grant's fine with the way that ended. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it was good, but, you know, he wasn't able to stand there on the podium, yeah. you know, and, and get all the stuff. And I just kind of wondered what his feeling was and what the celebration was like. You know, if I remember right, he kind of got a phone call at Brock Seller's house or something, if I remember. I was just kind of wondering his, you know, how that whole thing went down. Well, hey, Nathan, uh, first of all, uh, I guess I'd have to say thanks for being uh, 
dedicated motocross fan, you know all the stats right there. Um, yeah, I mean, 2003, it, it was weird. Um, I've had some uh, definitely weird ends to championships or unique ends, but getting a phone call was definitely uh, one for the history books. So um, I would truthfully have way rather have had the opportunity to cross the finish line and be at an actual race. I would have rather they raced Troy, Ohio. Um, I believe with all the confidence I had of myself that I would have gone there and won. And, um, you know, Rhino still thought that he was cheated out of an opportunity, but it was one of those things, you know, Mathis, it wasn't in anyone else's control. Mother Nature eliminated that race twice. Yeah, twice, and, right. <laughs> and it was a collective decision that I had no influence on, nor did any other teams. It was an AMA decision and promoter's decision that there wasn't going to be another race. So that did kind of suck. Um, but at the time, getting that phone call, it, it seemed surreal. Um, and But, yeah, we made the most of it. We were out of Brock Seller's house, and uh, we ended up going over to Fred Andrews' place and getting some 110s from his dealership, and we were racing around the yard in the mud, and there was a lot of alcohol consumed by people at that point. So <laughs> we had a big group. We made the most of it. But, yeah, it, it was it was weird, first of all, and, and secondly, um, I would have rather had the chance to enjoy it the right way. But, I mean, in 2005, I tied with Josh Hansen on the East Coast title so that's that's something that's never been done before i don't know if anyone's had a phone call to let them know they won um yeah <laughs> you know every 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 story i have is, is 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 unique but uh i guess that's what you have when you're done racing is your memories so yeah got some unique ones the way you won that 2007 450 title too i didn't like the way that went down either yeah i know I but know. but um figured that one out also too nathan uh jt was five points behind ryan clark for 13th going into troy Another thing that got left. Another thing that yeah. nobody remembers. Well, 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 thanks, guys, and Grant, uh, great career, and I'm looking forward to seeing you, you know, in the in the booth for a long time ago. Thank you. Thanks, thanks, Nathan. Thank you very much, Nathan. Uh, yeah, JT, you're still bitter about that too. You you probably had a points battle going to the wire too. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I was actually at uh, Nick Way's house, and I was getting ready to go to the race, and they called, and I was like, "All right, well, going home." I drove home the next day. <laughs> you're like, "Sweet." <laughs> yep. See you later. <laughs> uh, Ackerman, what's going on? Thanks for listening as usual. Hope we're having a good show for you. Uh, you want to thank Langston? Uh, yeah, I want to thank him. Actually, in 2007, when he won his title, he um, gave Matt Chapman a jersey for me. And he just wrote a really, a really nice thing on my hand. I have it framed and stuff now, and it just... It really meant a lot to me that he wrote that and then he went on to win that championship. And then it, all this stuff started happening with his eye and all that. And, um, but I just wanted to thank him for the jersey. And, well, thanks what? a lot, Chris. Great, uh, great no, I, voice. How you been? I'm doing good. Just ups and downs, yeah. You can never really uh, get away from it, but try yeah. to make the best. And, uh, wow. yeah, but you're doing a fantastic job on the outdoors. I appreciate that very much. Chris, yeah, I, and, um, Chris, I know it's tough for you, but it's got to be a little less tough when Van Halen comes on, huh? Dude, I fucking 
hate that band. So fucking much. It is so sad. Whether it's we'll keep Van Halen, Van Hagar, it all sucks. Well, we're trying to make you happy, Chris. Trying to make you forget a little bit about you know what's going on. We'll, we'll play some more Halen for you. Dude, <laughs> fucking horrible. Hey, my friend. Thank you so much. Dude, anytime, anything I can do. It's a very, it's a very nice thing. I mean, if you and I, to this day, gentlemen, still, still speaks highly of you. So, how is Chapman? Uh, Chapman still working a monster? Yeah, he's a um, four-wheel team manager. Ah, oh, there's a good guy but, right there, Matt yeah, Chapman. Yeah, so, around forever. Yeah, good guy there. Thanks, Ackerman. Hey, thanks. Chris. Thank you, guys. Take care, buddy. Uh, GL, how was uh, Arena Cross for you uh, this past year? How'd you like doing that? I enjoyed it. Um, I think last year, same thing. The TV world's a lot different. Um, mm-hmm. It's not. It's not, not. Not a matter of sitting down and uh, just talk, just talking. Actually, the easiest part sometimes is during the race because that's when you do just get to talk about the race. Everything else is kind of hard when you're fitting it all in. But uh, yeah, it kind of. Gave me a little introduction to that, and then um, obviously I enjoyed working with Robbie Floyd. He's a good guy. He's obviously commentated on me before. We've known each other, so he he really helped, and mm-hmm. we had I think a good uh, friendship and camaraderie, which because uh, people tend to look kind of like the you know the, like like you're having a conversation with someone next to you. I think is sometimes you know like when you're in the booth, it's like two guys on the couch watching a, watching something on TV, and you're just talking about it. Uh, you know, that's when it comes across the most natural. So um, that helped me out there. And then you know, I think this year went pretty good. And it also obviously opened up doors, you know, when you've got some TV experience to uh, – because, you know, TV networks are very skeptical about taking people that have no real TV experience and mm-hmm. putting them on live TV. Yeah. Because, you know, you could uh, – Who knows? Have a, little, have a little moment there and, you know, really jeopardize their reputation. So – um, you kind of have to do prove yourself a little bit. Um, yeah, you know you probably won't go back to Arena Cross next year, right, Grant? Because you kinda... um, That's what I've kind of <laughs> gathered. <laughs> you sort of had to choose. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's just come down to, and I, you can't blame them. You know, if you yeah. watch football on, you know, whether it's NBC, you know, there's there's a crew of guys, and on Fox, there's a crew of guys. Yep. And I think the same thing's happening now without sport. You know, motor, Supercross and Arena Cross are with Fox. You know, they want their talent. Mm-hmm. Well, announcers, they call it talent. Um, you know, and NBC wants their identity as well. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, if, if that opportunity is available, um, I'm sure I'd take it. But I think you're right. I don't think – I think that door is now closed. Um, but there again, I enjoyed it. Thank those guys, but it's like anything, um, you know, I want to move on to um, bigger and better projects. not saying the Arena Cross was, is, is nothing, but, you know, for me it was a stepping stone. Right. The Outdoor Nationals is a step forward from Arena Cross. I mm-hmm. think everyone would agree with that. Yeah. And it's something that I really, really wanted to do. Um, it's my favorite thing in the world is motocross. Yeah, I just want to let the people know out there that are listening – I had the chance. I was out testing uh, at Milestone with, and Grant was Brand there. Brand new two strokes, the all new two no, strokes. No, no, okay. we're four banging it. And uh, Grant rode a test bike, and he still has he still has the goods, man. He he pins it. Maybe not, won't be for thirty minutes, but 
he was on a little small bike ripping around, and yeah, he still has it. So yeah. it's cool to see him ride, and it's cool to see him being around the the industry a little bit. And he's and he's just a, an approachable dude, which which makes it that much better. So you still got it, dude. Well. Kiefer, thanks, buddy. Well, first of all, you came and offered the bike, which was cool. And I, I was actually stoked to get to ride that new uh, uh, 2014 Yamaha 250F because, you know, at that point when I rode it, it had just come off four straight motor wins. Uh-huh. So I'm like, let me ride this thing. Let me put it <laughs> and I am really impressed with, with that 250F. Um, I think they uh, they did. It may have taken them a while to come out with, uh, with the EFI, but. I think they really uh, did their due diligence and sought out some of the hiccups and came out with a kind of revolutionary bike. All right, let's take some more phone calls for uh, Grant Langston. Tyson, what's going on? Thanks for listening. Sure, guys. Hey, uh, I think we can kind of agree that Americans, for the most part, are fairly, fairly accepting of the foreign riders coming over here. But I think there has, in my opinion, there has to be a little bit of the riders trying to um, maybe somewhat uh, be a part of the culture. You look at Ken Roxon, and we've talked about how when he first came over here, you know, 15, he, he could barely speak English, and now he just sounds like he grew up in California. Whereas you have Christoph Purcell, who I remember in an interview that he did, he pretty much, they'd ask about, you know, what's your favorite this or that of American culture, and he'd say, you know, I don't, I don't do any of that or whatever. Uh, your opinion, Grant, when you came over, um, was it something that you – did you have to try to be a part of the culture to try to, you know, gain the Americans, or were you just that guy that you're just, I'm going to be who I'm going to be, and if they like me, cool. If not, so be it. Um, that's a good question. I, I think when I came over, I was, um, you know, I didn't really know anyone, and, you know, so you're kind of like that little scared puppy, and so you're a little quieter, and you stand in the background, but as you get to know people and, and everything like that, you know, I think, well, at least for me, I started opening up and probably just showing who I was. But I really felt like, you know, I may have been born in South Africa, but I felt like with um, with the way I am and my lifestyle, I, I, I think, you know, for me, I, I felt like I fitted right into America straight from the beginning. It felt very natural. I, I loved it. I've, I've always said, you know, when people said, oh, are you going to go back to South Africa when you're done racing? I said, no. I'm way too Americanized, you know, like to me, this is, this is home now, you know, I've got kids and I got my family and we've got business, you know, so I love it here. And I always have said, if you can't fit in, then fuck off, you know, and that was my, my dad saying, he, he called it FIFO, you know, and, and I agree with that, you know, fit in or get the hell out. Um, you know, if I went to go to a foreign country, I would, and I wanted to live there. I would make sure I try to learn their language and make an attempt to fit in. So I do don't I don't like the attitude of people not trying to make an effort to fit in. You know, if you come to America, you need to be a little bit Americanized. Well, let me tell you right now, JT is going to have a problem fitting in in Canada with the way that our Canadian fans are thinking about him right now. So, <laughs> JT, you you you're going, we got to clear this up. Yeah, bring it. I'm ready. <laughs> Hey, uh, I'm both barrels loaded. Tyson, uh, I was on Grant's team when he came over as a rookie. Well, actually, he came over the year before to ride, and he came to our shop looking for a, a rear wheel because he blew it up, and we're like, who is this kid? Go away. Why are you blowing up a wheel? But anyways, so the first year he comes over, and, you know, yeah, his accent's there, but, you know, he t- basically he's basically American pretty much to all of us, and 
he was telling us before Millville, I'm going to win this weekend. And we're like, oh, yeah? Yeah, I watched this, watch this on, uh, on DVD. This looks like a good track. I, I'm going to win. And we're like, yeah, okay, whatever, dude. Like, you can't really claim that before you set a wheel on the track. And I think he went 1-1 that weekend. And we're like, yeah. we're like okay, all right. All right, Actually, if you, if you ask Mitch Payton his version of that story, he was so mad because I saw the Pro Circuit team at dinner and there was already some bad blood. And I walked yeah. by and I said, you guys wasted all that gas money and, <laughs> and airplane tickets flying out here? I said, what a waste of time. I've got this handled. And they were so mad and they told Mitch and he said, whatever we do, do not let that little piece yeah. of shit beat us this weekend. <laughs> and then I just happened to just wax it. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah, no, and I remember Pingree uh, early on that year. Pingree's like, "You guys got a load of this guy? He really like he, he's pretty confident." And we're like, "Yeah, he's going pretty well though." Yeah, no, like some people, some people said I was cocky, but I think when I was younger, I didn't have a filter. So if I thought I was going to win, I would tell everyone. Yes, yes, you told and, us uh, all. <laughs> I think I backed it up most times. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks, Tyson. Yeah, see you guys. All right, thank, thank you. Uh, a couple more questions for GL, uh, and then we got to run. Marty, what's going on? Not much. How's it going, Grant? Good. Oh, thanks for listening. Good. Fuck Good. you, Steve. How are you? <laughs> nah, not much. This is Marty from Arlene. Do you remember me, Grant? Hey, what's up, Marty? Uh, not much. How are you? I uh, can't complain. Just besides being a little under the weather, <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. I got on for saying, uh, turn down for what? <laughs> hey, you know, that was, I never thought that something that just, pretty much just came out of my head out of nowhere. That was just a reaction thing. Because, uh, I don't know, I didn't expect those guys to come over the jumps completely sideways on the first lap. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. that. I know Kenny's uh, Supercross entry song was that song. And uh, so I think when I just saw him get so sideways, it just, I just blurted it out. And then, then I saw the... Everyone was writing to me about it, and the message boards were blowing up, and I thought, wow, that was one of those things I never even thought twice about. It just came yeah. out out of instinct. And, uh, well, I guess it, I'm glad everyone got a chuckle out of it. I don't even know if half the people would get, get it, but uh, apparently well, they did. It's funny that you said it because not on our show about a month ago, Entenap was on, Adam Entenap, and we were talking about that song, and I'm, I, I was very confused, and Entenap cleared it up on what it means and – what the song is about and everything else, and then and then you said that it was pretty funny. So I don't even know what the meaning is, but I like the song. Right. Thanks, Marty. Hi, no problem. Thanks. Take it easy, bud. GL, thank you for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Great job this year. Uh, too bad you got Wygant dragging you down in that booth. Um, uh, we just cool. Um, he's a great guy to have. There. He's uh, got a good, lighthearted personality as well, and. Um, He's a good, uh, as, we, as uh, I would call it, a good traffic controller. Yeah, yeah. yeah That's uh, his job. It really is. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. We'll do it again here soon, and um, good job. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you, guys. Really appreciate it. All right, boys, have a good night. Later, All right, Joe. see you later. All right, cheers. JT. Sir. He's doing a good job this year. No, he's doing a great job. He is. For sure. He's really doing so, a good job. What, um, he's killing it. Why is Emig out? You have to, they're on different networks, oh, so okay. they basically all the talent. But that doesn't different. mean Grant's going to go to Supercross then, right? No, okay. no, no, not at all. Fro had to choose, is what I heard. Yeah, Fro had to choose. Fro's they were like, "Hey, Fro, what you want to do?" Got it. So, uh, Sunshine, you there? I'm here. What up? Hey, Steve. Uh, two things. Yes. All right. Uh, statement of the question. Statement is: 
if, if, if you want to win the argument with your, uh, with, with your Moto Bros yep. about the best Supercrosser, Stuart takes RV with his contribution to Supercross society. He has brought more eyeballs to the sport than RV ever will, regardless of win or Supercross title count. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think that. I don't think that matters in our in our argument or our bench race argument about the best Supercross rider ever. Like bringing eyeballs to the sport is cool, but see, you talk about the eye test, and I agree with you on that. The the second part of that is what do you do with the sport? Think about what Jeremy McGrath did with the sport. James Stewart did the same thing with the modern era. Yep. No. Absolutely. You you got a point for sure. Okay. Nope. Nope. Okay. Now my question is. You are you are a privateer fans hero. You have turned nothing into something. You have found ten, twenty thousand fans that listen to everything that you do. Where do you find uh, questions, commentary, uh, drive? Uh, where do you find everything that you put out every week? No, wait a where, minute. Where does that come from? I hate I hate privateers. I told Blos he couldn't win. I don't I don't do anything. <laughs> well, me, I'm a top rider. Yeah, I called him JT, not a top rider. I'm clearly out. To get the privateers, I, I clearly am. This is uh, no thanks for the nice words, man. I, I don't. I mean, let's no. not let's not let's not uh, kid ourselves here. I get paid for all this stuff, so you know it's uh, doing it's doing well. It's making me a living at the sport, and people are listening, and the, the shows are all growing, and you know, so it's it's cool. Hey, I'm not swinging from your balls when I say this, but uh, you are definitely inspiration to people looking to carve themselves out of a little piece of life. So thank you. You very see much. that? I'm an inspiration. Wow. I'm an inspiration. You've got to pump the brakes a little inspiration. bit. Thanks, Dad. I'm going to hear this for months. Thank you, Dad. Pump the brakes, dude. Pump I'm an inspiration. Oh, I'm an inspiration for people to carve out, what'd you say, a path in the sport? Carve a little, carve a little piece of life out for themselves. Wow. Yes. A little piece yes. of life. Thank you. Uh, do you know how many times I'm going to hear that? Inspiration! Oh my gosh! What the hell happened? I uh, thank you. No, I appreciate it, man. All I'm trying to do is, uh, you know, bench race. Uh, JT knows uh, this is a lot of stuff that we've just talked about. You know, while we're at the while I'm a mechanic and he's a rider, and uh, it's cool, man. All of our stuff is growing. Guys like Kiefer and uh, JT and Wygan and uh, Antonap and all these guys that come in. Watson has been a big part of it. It all helps grow this stuff, you know. Hey. Steve, I, I listen to every piece that you put out. I'm riding week Wycan's old mountain bike, and I'm loving every minute of it. <laughs> Fantastic. Good to hear. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Keep the pump. Thank Sunshine you, man. from MC out. Thank you. You hear that? <laughs> little piece of life. You hear that? Maybe you bastards should appreciate me a wow. little more, including that... you over in the corner. Maybe you should appreciate me. Carving out. Uh, what Super is it? Super fan. What did he say? Little... He said, he said... F you, dude. Is what he said. <laughs> JT, I'm, I'm an inspiration. Let's get to Canada program. Let's get to the Canada thing? Yeah. I'm curious. Or is that not? No. Well, that's not the lineup. First, we're doing NFAB <laughs> question of the day. All right. We're on fab question of the day. Inspiration. Carving out an inspiration. You should write that down before you forget. I need to go back and listen. <laughs> NFAB. Dress up your Jeep, truck, or SUV with the hottest looking, hardest working accessories. <laughs> N-Fab.com. Proud sponsors of the JGR Toyota NFAB team. Uh, uh, this has a little bit to do with the JGR team. A little bit. A roundabout way. Um, 
you want a discount, email use a email on the pulpamax.com. I'll get you a deal at NFAB, and we thank those guys for coming on. If you like this kind of shit, like the last caller, <laughs> Thursdays, noon, Fly Racing Moto 60 show presented by NFAB. Uh, usually it's me and JT. Uh, I had Michael Byrne on last week. I've got Wygan on. I've had Emig. I've had Langston. Or I haven't had Langston yet, but I will. And uh, So check that out. All right, NFAB <coughs> question of the day. It's a simple one. Will Davey Millsaps race at Muddy Creek? <laughs> he is supposed to come back at Muddy Creek. We saw the press releases. He's been dealing with a foot injury. JT, does he race Muddy Creek? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no, too. I'm going to say no just because the past couple of weeks I've been at pretty much all the tracks. Everybody rides on the designated days. Everyone's supposed to go to the tracks. Yep. And he hasn't been there. And he's been in California because I follow him on Twitter. Right. I, was, I heard that. He's I heard that the Rockstar team was hinting around to Ryan Sipes that maybe he could fill in the rest of the year. Yeah, the, I was surprised by Sipes. Sipes did a good job. You think? For I mean, just I mean, for not riding. I mean, I'm not saying he did bad, but that's kind of what I thought he would do. I don't know. Mm-hmm. JT, uh, what do you think of Sipes? Is, I mean, that's kind of what he does. First moto was good. He moved forward uh, to 11th mm-hmm. or 10th or 11th or whatever he got. Yep, um, and he actually rode really, really well. The second moto, he got a good start and kind of moved backwards. So I don't think he's – I think he's in really good shape for GNCC, but motocross is a different kind of training. So did you he, kind of see that rust. Did he ride with a big tank? No, I don't think he did. But he uh, had, I don't think so. He had it on the day before. The clear tank. Yeah, the clear tank. Yeah, I yeah. saw that. Uh, Chris, you've been on hold a while. What's going on, man? Chris. Hey, how you doing? Hey, what's how up? You doing? What's up? What, what, uh, what, do you gotta, what do you gotta ask? What's happening? Well, um, one, I had one for a um, chat a while back. It was about, uh, it was about, as far as the 2015 Kawasaki's, we've seen all the other bikes, but we haven't seen them. What's up with them? I can tell you. What? Uh, tell, tell, tell you will please. not see them. It's in... a big bike and doesn't turn. <laughs> Besides that. <laughs> piece, piece of shit. Nope, didn't say that. Didn't say it. Um, it'll be released in July to the public. Okay. So. Okay, and um, it was another one for Grant. Um, how did he get started? Far as uh, far as being an announcer, like the color analyst. Uh, I I think he's. I mean, he's always been a really good talker, Chris. He's been a very good interview, uh, long winded even, and uh, always likes talking to the media. I would guess that uh, for, he started in the arena cross job, and I know he did some outdoor national stuff like uh, at the track, live at the track. So just you know, basically contacted the arena cross guys needed somebody and. Put it together. But is there a way that I could? Is there a way that I could contact? Some, is there? Um, do I need to contact somebody for me to get started? Where he started? It kind of helps to be a former world and national champion, Chris. Like I'm not trying. To, I'm not trying to bust your, burst your bubble. But they're looking for a guy who's been in the trenches, you know, and uh, and done that to to get to be the color guy. Let's, so okay. let's test you right now. Let's do it. Let's test Chris. All right. <laughs> Say so, first moto's going off. Start's about to go down. You know, go for it. Do they do they know that the start's going off, or is it like Weijin Southwick, two thousand eleven? Never forget. Hashtag never forget. So far, right. no, you, you haven't passed yet, Chris. Sorry. All right. So it's for, so it's for before the first moto is about to go down. So you want me to start now? First yeah. moto's go down. Starts just the gate just dropped. All right. 
Everybody's coming to the first turn. James Stewart gets the whole shot. And here he comes. Yeah, Chad Reed is right behind him. He's making um, a lot of ground on him, even though it's the first um, lap. Um, yeah, we got to see because he was doing pretty good in the uh, first moto qualifying time. He came out in second, and um, those Donald tires are looking up good out there. We just got to see through the whole moto. And, um, yeah. Oh, and there goes Ryan Dungeon. He makes a uh, mistake. He falls here the first lap. Yeah, we got to see how much ground he makes up uh, during this moto. Uh, points of cruciator during the um, fifth round of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Series in Tennessee. Hmm. All right, I, I'm going to give you a solid C-. I give him a C+. I give him a C+. Yeah. yeah I was I'm going to go with a B. I mean, I think he's under the gun a little bit here. Yeah. Put him on the spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, good job. I, I like how you threw the Dunlop tires in the Lucas Oil Pro Nationals and all that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, thanks, Chris. Good, good job. job. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Did pretty well. <laughs> Hey, we're going to take our commercial break of the night. We come back. Nick Way is going to come on. But before then, JT is going to have it out with the Canadian. Put it this way. The subject line of this email is JT equals douchebag. Wow. Okay? It's really upset. That's the subject line. And then this guy on the phone is also upset at JT over the Canadian. Oh, we're going to have him on the line? No, uh, voicemail. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm rubbing my hands together over here. I know you can't see. Okay. We're going to take a commercial break of the night. JT will address his Canadian moto critics. Nick Way is going to be up. This guy right here. We're going to maybe have the Noof on. You know the Noof? Oh, heck yeah. Okay, so we'll probably try to get the Noof on for yeah. a quick Canadian moto update. Much, much more on the Pulp MX Show presented by BTOsports.com. Stick around. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code Pulp MX when placing your order at BTOsports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Check, check. Mic check. Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying riders, racers, and tuners with the industry's best suspension products, period. Paul Theed has taught most of his competition the ins and outs of suspension. Why does he reveal his secrets? The more you know, the more you'll choose Racetech. The creators of the do-it-yourself gold valve kit, a revalve in a box. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Theed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. Racetech Gold Valves provide a plush feel with drastically improved bottoming resistance, increased traction, control, and consistency. Racetech's high-performance springs are high-performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates. Use the Pulp MX code. 
to save 20% at Racetech.com. Racetech. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From nerve steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB nerve steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. What makes an Atlas brace unlike anything else? It could be that the unique design sits around your spine and sternum. It might be the carefully engineered flexibility, or because of the adaptive response to natural body movement, or it's that they are easily adjustable in both height and length, or maybe it's because they're available for people of any age, size, and height. Perhaps it's because they are the choice of champions like Jake Weimer and Ryan Villapoto. But maybe it's simply because when you ride, you like to dress for the occasion. Whatever the reason is, there's Atlas, and then there's everything else. For 2014, X-Brand has taken a definitive step forward. With our new Volcano, Phantom, and Limited line, our style now mirrors our unmatched performance in terms of comfort and clarity in all conditions. We've added to our crop of top athletes including Mafia Moto Cruise Enforcer, Nick Way. Also, Crossland Racing's top Jimmy Albertson. Why spend more for a name when you can save money, look great, and enjoy elite optical performance? We offer a complete line of laminates, lenses, nose guards, and zip-offs, so head to your dealer today and demand X-Brand. You can also order direct at EKSBrand.com, and Pulp MX Show listeners can enter Pulp Show 14 to save 30% today. Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connection's proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at W www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PulpMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2013. 
2013, Tech One Designs is back and better than ever with a new and improved website, new products, prices, and more. At Tech One Designs, we are now offering helmet wraps, GoPro wraps, smartphone wraps, and neck brace decal kits. Either pick from one of our present designs and add your colors, logos, name, and more, or design your own. You dream it, we'll make it. As a devoted supporter of the Pulp MX show and its listeners, we want to show our support by offering a 20% discount on your next order. So go to techonedesigns.com now and enter the discount code PULPMX20 at checkout to save money today. In 1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000 square foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where, proudly, everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF and winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us, so thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track. bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Lessie in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners a 15% discount off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement for your bike. Listeners, it's time we talk about your underwear. Free Gun Underwear. Based down the road from Pulp Studios, Free Gun is the underwear for racers. Free Gun is worn by Michael Lisi, Ashley Fiolek, Albertson, Blows, and a host of other action sports athletes. Why Free Gun? It's made of 92% polyester and 8% elastine, which means unlike your old school Homer Simpson cotton underwear, Free Gun wicks away any moisture to stay dry throughout the day. Comfort. From cross-training to racing, Free Gun becomes part of your program the first time you put them on. And style. Construction, prints, and a wide band to let you show your true colors. If you ride, if you train, if you sweat, upgrade to Free Gun. Don't be a homer. Wear Free Gun underwear. Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you, enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. 
We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 7075T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know know these bars bars can take the abuse you'll give them. them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Jake at VortexRacing.com with the promo code PULP2014 or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. Officially, never coming back. Uh, Yeah, you got to mix it up. That was good stuff. I need to really vet this music before we 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 get it on. That's a smooth beat right there. JT, what the hell? What what the hell just happened? I don't know. I put my phone on on, uh, all the way volume down, and that's when I heard that song. (laughs) JT, you have to know that song, though. I've heard it before. I just really wish that I hadn't. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X-Brand Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, 
Vortex Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Free Gun Underwear, Works Connection, Acherby's FMF Racing, Tech One Designs, 810 Solutions, W Wheels, Black Ops Moto, Mafia Moto Crew, 20% off, Mafia Moto Crew, Pulp Crew, type in the word Pulp Crew, saves you money, Optrix and Guts Racing, all on board with us, check out Sponsor Deals on PulpMXShow.com to save with all of our sponsors, and uh, all right, JT, you ready for this? Do the damn thing. Okay, so it sort of started because we were talking about the Canadian fans and media taking probably a little too much delight in Fasciati tracking Michael Lessi down last weekend. And you were saying that you just weren't a fan of some of that. Uh, I just would – I think I would like more objectivity. That's all. So this guy, Brad, says Jason Jason – Thomas, douche. You douche. Spelt wrong, by the way. Yeah. Nothing. It's pretty much part for the course in this email, by the way. Not like, look, if you're gonna write an email, a scathing email, I get it. It's cool. You gotta spell stuff right. If you don't spell right and you're very upset and calling people names, it loses. I feel a little bit of. That's a... because you you an editor and you like to. I'm not an editor. Well, I'm far from that. You okay? But journalist. But you type a lot, so of course it's gonna bother you. Brad said, "Well, he's just he's just fluent in the English language. I would say it's more the case." <laughs> Brad says, "Jason Thomas comments pissed off some of us Canadians. First off, Michael Lessy racing in Canada is great. Them being in Canada brings more interest to the series, and Josh Hill is a great addition." Jason Thomas, let the record stand. Official results: Colton one one, Mike six two. Those are official results. Read them and weep. I read several articles on the race, and they all mention Alessi was first to crush the finish line. Never seen any hiding of the facts like Jason was leading the audience to believe. Uh, Jason, we were more talking about the second moto, but now why? Well, did- this was, this, keep in mind, this was way before any articles were actually out. This was you know on, Monday night Monday after night. the race. Yeah, right. The race was Sunday, I believe, last. Not a Saturday race. It was a Sunday race. Yeah, uh, maybe. I don't know. I'm not positive on it that. Was. No, it uh, was. Mike got talked five positions for cutting the track. Not a little. He missed two corners, a straight, and a whoop section. Give a little credit to Colton, JT. He wrote awesome. He closed in on Alessi in the first moto and finished three seconds behind. Second moto, Mike shot out to a whole shot and pulled a six-second lead. Then slowly, Colton started shaving it down like the first moto. Half a second a lap. Yes, our Canadians were cheering. This nobody, by my U.S. standards, this nobody by U.S. standards was running down Mike fucking Alessi, one of the best motocross riders in the world. He caught Mike and won the moto. Mike on the podium was gracious and said Colt rode awesome, and his setup was a little off in the second moto. Then I hear he had bike issues. Maybe, anyways, Colton does have speed. By the way, Josh Hill was awesome to the fans and looked like he was having fun. Uh, I don't know how Colton goes so fast. Uh, you don't hear anything about him besides the Canadian Nationals. Mathis, I'm disappointed in you for not sticking up for us Canadians. We are picking on Mike up here. Okay, some assholes egged Alessi's trailer. Not cool. Some stupid kids probably. You guys sounded like hypocrites as you played countless sound drops of Tony Alessi last Monday. That is my Canadian opinion, and you guys usually make pulp shows interesting for us motoheads. Uh, so we got that. We got Brad upset. We also have uh, this caller that left a voicemail. Um, Devin, you got it there? Hello, this message is uh, directed for um, Jason Thomas, mostly. And 
uh, and his comments about Michael Essie in Canada and Kamloops. Um, speak for most of us Canadians that um, everyone's very excited to have Michael Essie come to the States, um, top-notch rider. Um, it may come with some, some controversy. Well, guess what? Round two and controversy with Michael Essie. Surprise, surprise. Um, some of the comments you guys made were um, when you weren't even there. I was there. Um, I don't know your exact rules in the States, but in Canada, you just can't cut off two straight stretches, a uh, set of whoops, and two corners. Um, if you do that in Canada, you get dock position. And I'm pretty sure Michael Essie knew um, that was a wrong move. Um, also, um, I don't know if he had bike problems in the second mode. By the way, this is the Canadian. This is a Canadian being outraged. This, <laughs> this is as this good is, as it gets. This is, this is as bad as Canadians <laughs> get right here. So, anyways, moto or not, but from our perspective, watching it. Um, he shot off to a good lead, and then Colton, about a half a second a lap, started catching him, um, which was not much different than the first moto, actually. Colton came from a ways back and ended up being about three or four seconds behind him at the checkered flags. Um, Michael Essie is a great rider, um, and as you guys know, trouble seems to follow. So I didn't like uh, Jason's comments about uh, biased Canadians. Um, it sounds like actually they are quite happy in Canada, um, Alassie's. All right, JT. Hello, this is oh, JT. Hello. Uh, yeah, it's just silly. Um, biased media wasn't... I, I really... I just... When I was listening to the webcast, he's right, I wasn't there. Um, I was at an American National. Uh, I was listening to the webcast, though, and whenever I heard, uh, whenever, you know, um, Colton passed Mike, for whatever reason, you know, Mike, Mike said he had a bike problem. I didn't say he had a bike problem. Mike said he had a bike problem. Um, I heard people cheering on the webcast, and I was kind of like, eh, that's not really that professional. You know, I, whatever. I, I'm sure they didn't ask for that to happen, but it is what it okay, is. Okay, wait a minute. Did you hear the announcers cheering or the, or the crowd? I don't know. I heard cheering into the microphone. I can't tell you who was cheering. Okay, because the crowd cheering, that's cool. Whatever. No, I, they're in a booth. They're in, a, they're in the tower. They're, they're in a booth. There's no booths in Canadian moto places. Okay, well, regardless, there were people in the room wherever there were, the announcing was going on cheering. Okay, all right. So I don't know who it was. I, it probably wasn't the announcer's fault, whoever. Uh, and it really... I really don't care that much. I just was kind of like, eh, that's really not probably that, you know, the best way to go about it. Um, so, yeah, the guy the guy emailing saying he now he heard Michael Essie had a bike problem. Well, Michael Essie did a podcast right after the race saying he had a bike problem. I, that's his words, not well, mine. I, I think, uh, like I said, we talked about this earlier. I don't know if you're on the line, JT, but Mike's lap times dropped by five or six seconds. You can say a lot of things about Michael Essie. Uh, one of the things you cannot say is that he's not in shape. And so... If you're telling me that Mike Colton just ran down a tired Mike Alessi, I'm not buying that. I'm not. Well, he and, and to start the moto, Mike ran away 
to a six-second lead as well. It's well, not like he was just slow. Yeah. And, you know, I, uh, I, so I, whatever I, happened, Colton good, won the race. Yeah, Great good, job. Good job by Colton, for sure. Yep. Uh, I watched the, the Wasp cam of Michael Essie cutting the track. <laughs> he did come to a complete stop and wait, so it wasn't like he just, you know, no. shot across the track and was like, ah, I got you suckers, I'm out of here. <laughs> you know, that's not, that's not what happened. He did cut the track. I, I'm not saying that was right, or it's obviously he didn't mean to. He overjumped the finish line, couldn't stop, went across. He probably, he should have, he, you know, I won't even say probably, he should have turned around and went back to the way. He didn't do that. Yes, he He, he did stop tried. and wait. He probably should have waited longer. I'll give you that, too. Uh, but, you know, I, the guys are harping on the fact that they think it's okay in America to, to do that as well. It's obviously not. Um, do I think that five positions was a bit harsh for what he did? Yeah, maybe. I, maybe so. I don't think that he would have lost five positions, uh, you know, by going back or whatever. So, um, yeah, I, I just uh, I, I feel like I was a little bit vindicated this weekend when Mike kind of laid the wood to everyone a bit. He got uh, caught in the gate, and he got caught in the gate in the second moto, I guess, and then came from. Yeah, the, the caller told us earlier. Dustin told us earlier he came from. He was uh, last to eighth after the first lap. Mike hitting the yeah. gate. Wow, shocker. Mike trying to guess <laughs> yeah. the Mike trying to guess. Well, he won the, he won the first moto by ten seconds. He won the second moto by around the same after coming from last. So yeah, I listen, okay. I like Colton, I've raced Colton a ton. I like Canada, I've raced in Canada, I have nothing I, I just it it just rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. You know, the stuff with the motorhome and his and his race semi and all all that stuff obviously played a role into that too, and I know that's you can't you can't blame you know the masses for the acts of a few idiots. So I certainly wasn't anything like that. I, I don't really understand the outrage um, you, by Canadian fans, but okay. You didn't like one of the tweets this weekend that said Colton's having a great race. Yeah, that that was a little. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of the, along <laughs> the same line. I'm sure I'll get emails and you know whatever more voicemails about it. Um, uh, I must be the weird one. I don't give a shit. Who wins? What country? I must be a bad Canadian or a bad American. I've almost been in America longer than Canada at this point. I don't care the nationality. I don't care. I was, I mean, I'm cheering for Canada, the motocross the nations, right. a little bit, but then I'm also like, look at us, just blow it right there. Like, well, that's what you're supposed to do at motocross the nations for your yeah, country. Yeah, but at a local race, like, I don't care. Right. I could care less. If Colton wins and beats Mike, awesome. If Mike wins, great. Whatever. You know? I don't know. It just uh, JT. We got a Canadian though who agrees with you, Derek. Hey, you agree with JT on a lot of this stuff? Uh, well, I don't completely agree, but I was right there <laughs> when Alessi cut the track. Yeah, and uh, it it totally was. He overjumped the finish line and kind of got a little loose and couldn't make the corner. Mm-hmm. And he stopped and he like he waited for the guys to catch up. And I honestly think he joined the track with about the exact same gap as he had. Which I mean, American Nationals safest place to enter without gaining a advantage, right? I think he should have maybe held up for another two bike lengths and kind of gave those guys something because he did cut off quite a bit of track. Honestly, I think he was overpunished for what uh, was what o- it was. Overpunished, yeah, more than yeah. yeah. Well, Jason, and yeah. Uh, as for the bike problems in the second moto, he he tried like hell when Colt got by him. Yeah. And I think he just knew there was no chance. Colt started putting some lines together that were unreal. And uh, I think he just said, I'm going to cruise her in for a second. 
it didn't look like bike problems from the side of the track. So. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, and that's I, I am very well. Very well, could have been. Very well, could have been. I have no, no idea. No, it was I his mean, words, like, not mine. So you know, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, no. I, wasn't I got you. Yeah, I, I kind of. I'm just uh, Derek. I'm. I believe. I believe Mike had shock problems just because. Man, he sure drops sometimes. You know what I mean. So that's all. Well, but, but it was one of those things. Like if you would have watched when Colt got by him, he started pulling away. Yeah. And I honestly think Alessi just said, you know, I can't catch that guy, so I'm going to take a good solid second for points. Right. And that's what it looked like. You could see he wasn't pushing it any way at all. Do you feel like JT? So, do you feel like JT has a point about no cheering in the announcing booth, or, or that being a little? I didn't hear it, but I assume that's probably like Galdi or somebody like that, and. It's not professional, I don't think. You know, if Langston was cheering when uh, Stewart got by Dungy or something like that on the TV show, we'd say that that's kind of a little biased, right? Right, right. Okay. All right, thanks, man. Thanks for calling. Yep. All right, thanks. Let's talk to, let's talk to another guy about what's going on up there in Canada. Uh, he's, he made another, yet another comeback. 84th comeback to racing. Uh, mm. The Noof, Brian Lockhart. There you go. Yo, what's up, guys? How are you? We're just talking Canadian Moto on the Pulp Show. I know. I've been listening. I've been listening all night. It's been good. JT's get under fire from some Canadians. I know. <laughs> I can take Dude, it. That, it's vo- fine. That, that voicemail was painful to listen to, man. I was like, <laughs> you should try reading it. <laughs> no, no. There's, a, there's an email that's maybe worse. Uh, oh. Here. Um, what do you think, Noof, about all, uh, like this sort of stuff? Obviously, you're racing. Congratulations, by the way. Uh, three nationals come back between ten and fifteen, I think, in every moto. Um, pretty good, right? Pretty happy. Yeah, it's been. Uh, yeah, it went okay. Pretty much where I kind of thought I'd fit in, but uh, I kind of went to Calgary thinking I could get in the top ten after uh, Kamloops being pretty good for me. But uh, man, I wasn't even close. So <laughs> that's the end of uh, that's the end of the the national tour for this year. The comeback is over. <laughs> yeah. Um. What do you feel like? Some how, what's the mood with Ca- with Canadian racers? Obviously, you're racing against Mike and Colton and these guys. Uh, the fans, how do you, they got their semi egg? Then and, and but other people are telling us the line the line for autographs is super long. How, how's the mood up there? It's it's kind of weird to be honest with you. It's like yeah, all the racers every weekend so far. There's been some sort of some sort of drama. So at the first round. Maybe not just Michael Lessie drama, but whole okay. Moto Concept drama. I mean, um, the whole Vince Freeze thing with him being top thirty, and all the team managers were pissed that he couldn't ride, that he shouldn't be able to ride the MX2 class. So that that was the first round, and then Mike kind of cutting the track a little bit at the first round. Supposedly nobody got it on camera. Oh, the first round then, too. Uh, yeah, the first round. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I heard about that. Right. Okay. Anyways, nobody saw typical normal stuff. I mean, there's only one or two uh, referees walking around the yeah. track or whatever. But uh, anyways, then yeah, the second round, the whole cutting the track thing, and then the whole egging, <laughs> egging thing in the rig. It just really sucks because, you know, I think it's great that they're up here, but uh, everybody hates them. But yet, you know, at the same time, everybody loves that they're there and yeah. they do bring a whole new level of professionalism, you know, with their rig. They have the nicest setup and everything, right? So, so uh, and Jeremy and Freeze got into it this weekend? Yeah, big time. I actually kind of witnessed that whole thing because uh, I was, uh, I was pit it kind of right in between, um, kind of right beside them. So I saw the whole thing. I was getting ready to go out for practice and, uh, 
yeah, all of a sudden, you know, Jeremy's yelling, and then all of a sudden Tyler got involved and was uh, yelling at Mike Genova and saying, there's a reason why you guys are the most hated team in motocross. Oh, it, was, it, was, uh, it, it, was, it was pretty epic, man. And, like, I, I almost, I, I kind of feel bad for some reason. Like, I do feel bad because they're not really going out there to look for it, I guess, but it just it's seems just... to follow them around. JT, I'm shocked that Freeze is involved in this sort of stuff. It is very uh, out of character. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all, it all stemmed because uh, Jeremy's pissed at Vince because Vince cleaned his clock in the like, first lap at Nanaimo. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, Jeremy doesn't want to let it go. And, uh, yeah, they get into it in practice, and supposedly Jeremy cut him off, and Vince tried to kick him. And I, I didn't see that incident. <laughs> right, I just right. saw the whole yelling and, right. and everybody getting all wound up. So, yeah, that was the, that was the excitement. And then Mike, obviously – Hitting the gate, man. He wasn't even close to timing that gate in the second moto. I saw sure. again, JT. JT was, uh, again, JT. Can you believe this? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's one of the most ridiculous things. It happened at, at Anaheim, and I was yelling at Michael Byrne, who was his riding coach. What are you teaching this guy over there? <laughs> because you've got the most proficient starter in the history of motocross, and he's trying to jump the gate. Uh, I would. I witnessed it at uh, Bercy all weekend, three nights in a row. Uh, JT, you witnessed it in Germany. He, oh yeah, he, he he was doing it in Germany like it was nobody's business. He seems to have a count and he dumps his clutch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just I'm not I'm not even kidding you. He was I was three I was on the very inside gate and he was three or four over for me and I caught it out of the corner of my eye and he was at least a second and a half off. Like he was <laughs> before anybody even like the gate still didn't drop for another second and a half to two seconds. Uh, that's how bad. That's how far off he was. So, <clears throat> yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty crazy. Oh man, yeah. So it's just one of those things. And then, so the kid who egged their semi, what happened to him? He was he's an up and coming B rider or something, or or a pro rider. Yeah, unfortunately, um, yeah, he is kind of. Uh, he did Monster Cup this year or well, last year, I guess, on, yeah. in the Super Mini. Kind of the next Canadian. Canadian kid, quote unquote, but uh, basically all that happened from what I gathered, I didn't get too involved in the situation, but uh, basically he went to Calgary, he made an uh, apology to all the CMRC people and a personal apology to every member of the Moto Concepts team, which rightfully so that he, he should have, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's it's, it's pretty embarrassing. I mean, I was embarrassed when I heard it. I mean, I mean... The, the thing that pisses me off is that he egged it just because he probably thought it was cool. Like, right. they never ever did anything to him. It was yeah. just like, oh, you know, F Michael Lessie, F Moto Concepts. Like, you, you have no, no reason to do that. Yeah, it was Jeremy egging it. I can understand. He's very upset about Freeze. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> Jeremy and his long hair just throwing rags, you know? Yeah. Um, well, I just – what about the cheering? But, in, in, JT's upset a little bit. Not upset. He feels like the cheering – I'm not upset at all. I don't yeah, really yeah, care. No, exactly. But, I, should, I used the wrong word because I, you're definitely – you have bigger things to be upset about <laughs> in life than, than this. Um, but he's listening to the webcast. He hears some cheering by the announcers or people in the booth. Over yeah, court. that's not that's not cool. I mean, the, the one – like this whole Alessi thing coming up here, it's been awesome. I mean, the yeah. series – Every weekend, you know, it's been there's been you know good hype and everything around around it. And I mean, I was in that moto in Camloops when supposedly Colton tracked him down and passed him. But uh, from what I heard, um, you know, even when I was getting lapped, um, the fans were going crazy. We don't get that up here. People were yeah, hanging yeah. over the fences, and 
you know, they were they were going nuts. We don't get that up here. I mean, you know what it's like. Everyone's mellow yeah. and yeah. and and no no excitement. So I mean that aspect of it is cool, but people you know hating on them that part sucks. And I'm with JT on that. You know you. You shouldn't cheer for anybody that's having an issue or something like that. But, well, I've, I've um, definitely seen some tweets and some media stuff that I felt was out of line. Where I'm like, you know, like I read one interview where they were talking to Colt and the, the guy asking the question was like, isn't it good that, you know, that you, you see this big American superstar and you come up and beat him? And even guys like Bobby Canari, who's, who's basically half Canadian. Uh, no, he's not. <laughs> no, he's not. Bobby Canari is not half Canadian. Bobby Canari is total American. And I would guarantee you he loves America, especially Bobby. Yeah, He's exactly. as redneck as they come. Yeah. So, like, don't try to think that, you know, I don't like the media asking that question. I just don't like that. Like, you know, it's not good to beat the American rider that comes up. And, and Bobby Canari is not half Canadian, you know? So I don't no, know. exactly. Yeah. I, I know. I, I agree. I agree totally. And it's like everybody, it, it seems, and it, it's a little bit weird, but everyone kind of has a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, like, around the pits, like, you know. Towards those guys, and I mean, they're just up here racing and, and whatever. Yeah, they have their own issues, and, and that is that is what it is. But uh, I mean, it's great, man. It's making for great racing. I mean, I will say this: Mike did, you know, he was on a different level this weekend. He won yeah. straight up. He was going really fast. So whether he had a bike issue at Camlas, regardless, I, I don't know. But yeah. good on Colton. I mean, Colton, him and Colton are in such a different league. I well, mean, I was you go going to say online that. and look yeah. at the lap times. It's crazy. Yeah, like you don't see any of these dudes touching these two guys, huh? The rest of the way, there's no chance. Yeah. How far no is chance. how far is Teddy and those guys back from the? In the first moto, Kiefer, I kid you not, I got lapped just after the halfway point, no and way. Um, uh, Mike went by me. Then the next lap, Colton, and then I never got lapped like the rest of the race, like 55 seconds, I think, <laughs> back to third. Right. And, and I saw he lapped up to like eighth or something. Yeah, seventh or eighth. Uh, I mean, he yeah. he's just on a different. Him and Colton both, I mean, are just so much better. And I think in the I think the first moto, Teddy got beat by like 40, 40 45 seconds, and then Tyler Medaglia got third in the second moto, which is an awesome ride for him. I'm surprised um, they're that much better though. Fi- I'm surprised beat fifty five seconds. So. I'm surprised they're that much better. The Canadian tracks don't get that rough and gnarly. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. JT, are you are you shocked by this? No, I expected those two to be the best guys. I mean, uh, but by fifty-five you know, Colton, seconds, Colton by, has been dominant up there when he's healthy and one hundred percent. There's no other way to put it. By fifty-five seconds, though. Um. No, I mean, if you look at if you look at what Michael Lessie typically does to like Bobby or somebody like that in America, yeah, uh, it's it's pretty much what you'd expect. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. All we need, Noof, is Jeff. Is Jeff coming up? Is there any? Is there any eight hundred one sightings? There has been no uh, no rumors of that yet, but it wouldn't surprise me before the end of the year. And, uh, I don't ahead. think he's coming. It'd be awesome. He always adds excitement. <laughs> How's things at uh, at uh, Matrix Atlas Braces Canada? Yeah, everything's uh, everything's good. We've been uh, been busy. Things are good with Atlas. Obviously, we have. Colton, uh, Colton wearing Atlas brace this year, so that's uh, that's always good for us. So we're always pulling for him. But uh, yeah, things are things are solid. It was a pretty slow day at the office because I rode yesterday <laughs> and I was back in the office. I drove all night after doing two thirty-five minute motos and uh, got back at about five a.m. this morning. And oh, you were probably you were probably very useful today. Uh, I was. I, I, they should have just sent me home, man. I was useless. All I did was sit and read interviews all day. <laughs> 
I look forward to uh, your next retirement celebration. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll get you on. We'll have the mic. You'll cry and everything. Yeah, well, we'll do it right this time. We'll make sure it's a real big deal, and then, uh, <laughs> then we'll come back in a year or so. How's the after party's been? Well, to be honest with you, man, I, I'm bummed because I didn't make it. I had to come home last night, but uh, from what I heard, you guys all remember Bart Stevenson? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was uh, the first guy. When I got to the track on Saturday, I was standing in the sign-up lineup with uh, Josh Hill, and Bartman comes out of nowhere and is like, dude, this is going to be the best after-party Calgary's ever seen. <laughs> I've had way more time to organize it. we got free drink tickets. We got this. Everyone's got to go. It was it was super funny. And then, uh, of course, Bart messages me this morning telling me he's disappointed in me and I've changed and I didn't make it. And it was the most <laughs> epic after party ever. So uh, I heard it was a good one, but unfortunately I didn't make it. Uh, what, JT, wasn't that your teammate right around that time? I was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Bart, right. The Stevenson The Blackfoot. Honda days, right? Right, Stevenson. Yeah, he had kind of like a little, uh, like, Blackfoot had, like, obviously the full deal with me and, and Blair when he was healthy and Dougie and, and whatever. But then they had, like, a like a B-team kind of thing, too, which was, like, Lance Rickards and Bart Stevenson and a couple guys. So he was yeah. on that deal. Yeah. Didn't, and Bart won a moto or won a national. And, uh, yeah, he won in 90, 98 Antler Lake second 125 moto. Oh, there we go. Epic. There you go. So <laughs> – yeah, I'm coming this weekend. I'm not going to see you, though. No, I'm not. Uh, definitely not going to Regina. Too far. The comeback is over. Mosquitoes, dude. And last year, I, I don't. My results weren't good enough for anybody to call me up to fill in. I know you everyone's were. Everyone's healthy, so you were counting on a fill-in ride. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants a guy running around in 14th place for a fill-in ride. You know what? Sat- How do you feel about uh, filling in for Barsha? <laughs> well, hey, you know, make for a good story at least. Um, New beginning. You know what's funny, Noof, is you were beating some guys that take racing like as a full time job. <laughs> That's so fucked up. Like you really were. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I was, I was pumped with with my results. Like, don't get me wrong, I got eleventh over. I'm still, I'm eleventh in points. I'm only three points out of out of tenth, right? So <laughs> right, I mean, right. I mean, I, I came into the series. I, I'm actually getting in better shape as it goes on. But I mean, I'm I'm like fifteen pounds overweight, and my belly hangs out over my my pants and. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I don't practice during the week. I just race on the weekends and stuff. So, I mean, it, it, it's fun for me to go out there, but, man, it's hell at about 20 minutes out there. It really makes it no fun. <laughs> Julian killed like it, it huh? Uh, Julian killed it this weekend. Oh, Julian and Hill got into it, too? I, I missed that whole that whole deal, but, man, I was I couldn't believe Julian Cerny is, well, he's 42 years old, and he got 11th in the first uh, first moto. I was That pissed me off because I like to win the old guy award every weekend, right? So, <laughs> right. Um, I got him in the second moto, but uh, good ride for him. But, yeah, I heard him and Hill, like I heard Hill was going to try to fight him and everything, but I, I missed that whole deal. It was in practice or, or after the first <laughs> moto. Uh, JT, 42-year-old rider, gets 11th. New f- doesn't ride all week. He's getting 13th and 14th. I knew it's going to get better. By the time News 42, he'll be back in the top five. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. I'm it was a quiz seven or eight more times, I'm but getting, you will be there. I'm getting more along the lines of JT. Like, maybe you should think about heading up. Like Me? Yeah, this seems... Oh, I'll, be, I'll be burned at the stake. <laughs> well, if you... I'll be stoned JT, in, in the public square if I go to Canada. Will Will you have a towel waving Michael Essie on? No. Okay. All right. Um... All right, Noof, thanks for coming on the show. I know it was a last-minute thing. I appreciate your perspective. Good job on the comeback.
we were at, like I said to you, uh, at the opening round of Glen Helen, we were talking about your results for two or three minutes on our little pre-race podcast. So oh, I love, I love that. Always, uh, always love the love the support. So that's always good. One last thing I wanted to talk about yeah. was, uh, you guys were talking about the MX2 class, Vince Freeze, Politelli. You guys were surprised that that Freeze was winning. This I night. am Politelli. Politelli was the best guy this weekend for sure. Uh-huh. Um, how he makes that bike work, dude. The the guy weighs two hundred and eight pounds with his gear on. No oh, shit. And uh, why is he, he put weight? Is he put weight on? Only a matter of time just... before his bike blew up this weekend. He over revs the crap out of that thing, and uh, unfortunately, he dug himself a deep hole after this weekend. So. Has he put weight on after his leg break, or is he just big, just bigger, just a big, bigger? Well, dude? he's always been big. I yeah. mean, he's super tall, but I think he's put on a few. Uh, few pounds over the winter but man right. he was riding really good this weekend and uh he had uh he had freeze covered in that second moto he, he came from like fourth or fifth but yeah he over revs that thing i mean it was only a matter of time he he'll have more mechanicals before the end and, of the year and i can G- guarantee you that if he keeps riding the way he is and Kiefer was talking about he's surprised that jeremy's off to a slow start yeah he's been he's been struggling um complaining a little bit about bike setup it was weird because in kamloops so he he just kind of turned it on. He was off in practice and then ended up third overall. But uh, he'll get better as the East goes on. I think uh, just struggling late uh, late to the series and obviously, uh, you know, just kind of letting little things bother him. But when the stars are aligned for Jeremy, he's on. So so who who wins the MX2 title at Walton? Who's holding the plate? Well, right now I would say the two best and most – well, there's three guys. I mean, Freeze obviously got his one bad motor. He had a DNF. But uh, Benoit's – Super, super solid, and Jesse Wentland is very impressive too. He just like he's kind of quiet out there, but uh, he's he's there yeah. at the end of the moto. So I'd say between those three guys, but if I was putting my money down, uh, I'll go Benoit. You know, X Brand goggles swept the two classes this weekend. I heard that. Yeah, how's how's your goggle brand doing? Good. You guys didn't sweep the, I, the two classes like we did. No, no, we didn't sweep, but uh, yeah, good enough to get me 14th on the weekend. So I guess it's all right. <laughs> 14th probably paid more than the AMA did, probably, too, actually. Oh. Well, <laughs> I don't know about that, man. It was uh, For me to go race Calgary National was 1000 bucks. That's what it cost. So that's what it cost me out of my pocket, 1000 bucks. So you, to race. your 14, 13, or whatever whatever you got didn't make you 1000 bucks. No, I made uh, $360. <laughs> but I, but, but I had to, it's $100 sign-in, so take 100 bucks off that. And thankfully, Galdi... Galdi lent me his transponder because I don't own one, so I saved on that. But uh, and I had to pay to get in the gate. So uh, yeah, it was definitely a losing weekend. I don't understand how Mark Stallybrass could charge riders to be scored. Like, thanks for entering. We appreciate. We are now. We don't score you for free. You have to pay to be scored. How does that happen? Oh my god! Dude, somebody's got to make money. I don't understand that. Yes, we're going to hold a race. We're holding a race. Welcome to our show. We'll do everything. We're not scoring you for free. Oh no! Yeah, I remember that. You have to rent them or buy them or something. Unbelievable! Like yeah. Unbe- you got to you, you you rent them, but you only get a certain portion back, so it still costs you, dude. <laughs> I, I think it's like a hundred bucks, and you get like seventy five percent of it back. So you get yeah, you get seventy five bucks back. And wow. Twenty five goes to them. So unbelievable. Hey, but it's fully charged, though, when you get it, so that's a good thing. You don't have to charge it. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Noof. Cool. Okay, right. boys. Have a good night. Later. See ya. Yeah. All right. Well, that will transition. Well, JT, you're pissing off Canadians still, so some angry tweets. 
People are not... They're still not liking what you're having to say about these Canadian races. Okay. I'm, I'm perfectly okay with it. Just like you are okay with the things you say and the people reaction, I, I feel... Yeah, no, I'm fine with it. I'm okay. Uh, Nick Way, welcome to the show. Oh, hey. MafiaMotoCrew.com. Pulp Crew saves you 20%. Yeah, yeah. Got some new stuff coming out. Stoked on it. And, uh, yeah. Is it, I got it on the website soon. Is your birthday today? Yesterday? No, JT's your birthday today? No, it's the day after yours. When's whose, uh, bir- whose birthday is up when? That, which is that? I don't, I'm losing track of days here. You're just tomorrow, right? My birthday's Wednesday. Oh. Or, yeah, when, yeah well, mine is Thursday. Yeah. So Nick Way and Chris Kiefer share a birthday. Yep. Oh, oh yeah? Well, we were at I, we, I was in my Paris last week, man. Yeah, saw Nick. Nick was actually motoring oh, yeah. down. Nick was doing motos. Huh? On his uh, was that the bike that got jacked? Yeah, that was the stolen recovered. <laughs> That's a good story. Told, listen, listen to last week's show, people, for that. Uh, let's go right to the phones here. Tyler, you've been on hold for a while. You want to talk about the O2 designations? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, actually, this is Tyler Brunt. He used to race. He used to give me goggles back in the day when I used to pronounce Yeah, hey, Tyler. What's up, man? How are you? <laughs> pretty good, man. Pretty good. Yeah, I was uh, curious about the Talzin, too. Uh, it makes sense. I remember they uh, got something happened where they couldn't have them there in California. Yeah, yeah. What was the, what was the reason behind that? Uh, the, I, I don't understand how the FIM ever – it was uh, Malcolm McCassie Sr., and it was uh, – where was the track going to be? I don't even know. Comp Park. Like yeah. an Indian casino, like an Indian resort maybe? Yeah, but where was it, Jake? It's going to be a Comp Park. Is that Comp oh, Edge? Cool. No. Uh, no. Yeah, it's Comp Park. Park. For practicing, there was no way they could have a, potentially even have a race there, but it was, it was pretty cool. Okay, I don't remember Comp Park at all. I don't remember that. It's where, it's where Nick scores ACL. Oh, is that where? No. No, you're no, right. We were at MX Compound that time. MX Compound is oh, where yeah, you're right, you're right. MX Sorry. Compound is where the guy t- filmed the pornos up on the hill. Really? Yeah. Oh, and Hemet. I'm, sure I'm pretty sure he grew weed out of there, too. Probably. Yeah, that place was Okay, sick. so, Tyler, they gave it to Comp Park. I don't know why. Obviously, there was somebody greased with some money, or I don't know. But apparently, from people, I was a mechanic back then, so I don't really know the whole story. But apparently, somebody, somebody greased some money. Somebody greased somebody <laughs> to make that. Somebody was, greased some money. Was there ever? Know. Was there ever Long like a? Long story faci- short, dude got greased with money. Was there ever a facility built at all? Like anything happened? Did anything happen? And nobody. Oh no. no, no yeah. Yeah. I heard people got staph infections at that place when they crashed because really? of the cow shit. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure they came right. in a few overseas races before we got to the track was getting built when we got there. Yeah, it was weird, Tyler. Oh, yeah. It was a weird deal. I don't, I don't really know. And then, of course, we had the World Cup then at Glen Helen. Yeah, I remember that. Hey, Wait, we'll I think they were at the cycle just up the hill on some weirdos, some 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 crazy yes. foreign nation. Uh, a, a team Checkle rider used my cylinder uh, to race, and he said it had tons of bottom. Must be real. It wasn't your cylinder, but you did some grinding on. No, it. yeah, I did my motor. I did my grinding on the cylinder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guy said it had tons of bottom, Kiefer. Nice. So basically, I can tune a two-stroke for Supercross. All you can day. port. Yep. Nice. Yep. Uh, hey, can I uh, ask one more question? Like yeah. I on the phone. Go ahead, man. Yeah. Uh, whatever happened to the uh, the U- that U.S. Smokeless Tobacco Privateer Award they used to have back in uh, 2000, the mid 2000s? I know. When I raced Supercross in 2008 in the 450 class, I got 
I finished in the top ten there or something and got like a, a bonus from there. I'm sure Jason got a few a few years he raced Supercross. He got uh, some money from that too. Whatever happened to that privateer award challenge they had? You know what I'm saying? Everybody will smoke with tobacco. All these mechanics. I don't know. That was like a match made in heaven. <laughs> Riders get a little bit of money. Mechanics get a little bit of chew- chewing tobacco. Everybody wins, right? Too bad Devin wasn't a mechanic back then. That's the way I see it. Um, I don't know. what. Oh, the privateer money, it went away. The smokeless tobacco just pulled pulled off, didn't it? Yeah, they just pulled out. <clears throat> okay, oh. and then, but then. Either way, private, privateer money is a thing of the past. It's all smoke and mirrors. But <laughs> what? Well, smokeless and mirrors. Smokeless and mirrors. Carpenter won that year, and he got like 20 grand, I think. It was pretty good money. Yeah, they, they, they put all that money, apparently, into the LCQ. Tyler, they oh. they couldn't. They were having problems deciding on who was a privateer and who wasn't, and all these people were upset and this and that. So Feld said, "Screw it." They took that money; it was seven thousand seven hundred dollars per race, and they put it. Oh into, man, they couldn't put that. The lights pay out, man. Come on now. No, no lights pay out. Still the same as eighty five. Still the same as nineteen eighty five. So. Uh, um, all right, man. Well, thanks. Thanks for answering my questions, guys. Uh, have a good show. Thank you, man. Thanks for listening. Appreciate. It. Hope everything's well. Yep, see you, boy. All right. Tyler Bright, everybody. Former, Tyler Bright. Former privateer. Why were you so nice to him? You're a dick to everybody else. Hey, Steven, what's up? You got a question? Yeah. Um, I just want to talk about kind of like what you guys were saying earlier about the, the bike setup and stuff and how Carmichael kind of win on every like on anything. Um, they say on the broadcast that, you know, like I see the same thing in, in Roxon, too. You know, he doesn't really change anything. Um, he never really complains about his setup or anything like that. Um, and then you have like someone like Stewart or Dunge who, when their bike's not perfect, you know they don't feel like they could go as fast or they don't feel like they could win or whatever. I mean, they're all phenomenal riders, and like you were saying, like Stewart's arguably the the best out there. What is it about the two, like RC Roxon versus Stu Dunge when their bike's not good, they can't you know perform at the same level? Can I hit you with some little bit of truth right here? Everybody's not everybody's not stoked with their bike at some point, but some of those guys are like more established and like they feel pretty comfortable with their sponsorship and whatnot, and they start being a little bit more vocal about it when they're, you know, like <laughs> maybe some of their, you know, uncomfortable setup is lingered on longer than which they feel it, you know, it should. They feel like they feel like they need to get a little bit of motivation out of the team, so they start being a little bit more vocal about it. But Rocker's there's not, not one guy out there. There's but... not one dude out there. Is not like at some point, like man, I would like to be a little bit better here or there maybe the bike can help me but is it like a, a mental thing like what like if you just had to pick a thing like between the, the like the four guys like what what would you say the main difference is i mean yeah they, they might be as vocal about it but like i mean they, they still seem to be able to to go faster even when their bike's not as good well i think we saw i think we saw Roxon struggle at times in Supercross this year. Um, he, you know, he didn't throw the bike under the bus or anything. But I heard behind the scenes a little bit that he wasn't real excited with sometimes with some settings. So uh, I think it real. I think it really comes back to some guys are willing to talk about it and put it out there, and some guys, well, you know, they're they're a little bit more vocal about it behind closed doors. But honestly, too, for guys like Stewart or even Chad, that they're like the only guy on their team, it's a bit tougher because you don't have, you know, someone else who's 
racing yeah. every week under the same conditions. They may have like some guys that do some testing that help them out. Yeah, Keith. They don't have a guy. They don't have a guy under the under the tent that's racing the same conditions and going through the same thing that has like some information in which that could help them. And even if there's not the information that could help them, those guys may be like doing better than them or similar. And they're like, you know what? Then maybe the bike's pretty good. It gets you know some of these guys get confidence out of other guys coming onto the you know the same bike. Cool. Hey, Nick, I got a question for you. Are you coming down uh, during the fall for that uh, Tucker Rocky Day at, at Durantown? I don't know. I haven't heard anything about it yet. I, I knew that those guys went there last year. I heard you guys had a good time. Okay. Yeah, my buddy Chad uh, is trying to put it on. I, I, he, he had mentioned your name. I didn't know if you were coming down or not. So. Nick, Nick's, got, Nick's got a lot of time. He, he'll go down. He loves it. I'll tell you what, the Western Power Sports one we have in November is epic. <laughs> there we go. Boom. November. <laughs> Nobody even knew there was one of those. Oh, yeah. I was there. <laughs> All those dealers, they knew. They knew. Thanks, Steven. Thanks All for right. calling. Uh, Nick, uh, I got a phone call the other day from uh, the Australian guy from Manjimo. You're welcome. I feel, I, feel like I, I feel like I'm owed some maybe a little bit. Of, I'm kind of your agent on this deal. Let's be real. Manjimo 2015 is on track. Did they call JT yet? We got some stuff in the works. I don't think uh, you've, already, you've already talked to him. No, but it's there's some stuff going on behind the scenes. I don't feel like I, no. I, I don't. It's always something brewing. I don't. You know. Yeah. I don't. I don't think I want JT there. I'm not happy right now. This could be this could be the best event of all time if we all go. And especially if you race Mathis. Oh man. No, it's on track right now. This guy said I'm dialed. The only thing is, I may have to miss a U.S. national. You know? Yeah, whatever. Whatever. You got to race yourself, dude. Kind of like Jody Weisel. He go to the races too, but you know what? He's like REM. <laughs> I'm not going to REM. I'm going to Australia. Oh my god! So I'm saying. I need show up money though. I need a mechanic. I need a bike. Going to REM is pretty much like going out of the country. <laughs> Good point. Um, yeah, it's on track, bro. Sand specialist. I'm good in the sand. You just call yourself a specialist. I think it's good too. It'll give you something to like train for, right? You know? Absolutely, a goal. Get that it'll carrot. Give you, it'll give you a goal. Yep. No, I like. You'll be down to fighting weight by like next spring. I've never been to Australia. It'd be kind of sweet to go. Talking about at Christmas time? No, I can't have that cookie. Kidding right. me? I got management month coming up. Right. Right. Be fun if we who can do, go. Who, who do we need to have a race that's like your rival? Me. <laughs> we got. We got. We got. We got to get somebody there that's like you know going to be someone that you really are motivated to beat. JT will put me into a fence and say. How's that for a top rider, brah? <laughs> You're gonna land on me on a, a huge tabletop. I, that kid shouldn't have been he, out there. He, yeah, he is though. Like I, I tried taking him out a few times. He's pretty offensive. He gets on the offensive when he knows like someone's trying to take him out. It's like he gets really big elbows and whatnot. And, oh, JT? You know, ah, dude. He's... Let's say throws. Let's say throws his weight around. Dude, oh, this, I'm talking about you, Steve. Me? When I, went, I went for blatant takeouts on you before, but when? You're not having it. I do not remember that. I do not remember us riding. I mean, obviously you were you were going super slow to try to take me out, but I don't remember ever that. I, I do not. Do you remember when I blitzed the whoops at the press day? Yeah. With my hat. You got potential. With my hat on backwards. You got potential. Yeah, it was good times. Um. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, Nick. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm still thinking about raising Red Bud. Been practicing. Things are coming around. <laughs> two clicks away. Two clicks. Mafia- two clicks out of committing. We'll see. <laughs> Red Bud and uh, – did you say Millville or no? 
No, I don't know. I'm, I'm not. There's oh. nothing for sure, bro. Okay. I'm gonna have to get back and maybe next 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 Monday I might have a for sure answer for you. Are you racing Supercross next year? Oh yeah, it's on. Oh okay. All right, so we're breaking news. All right, fifteen. We didn't we didn't know if it would be your last race or not. We weren't sure. Nicole is pumped. She <laughs> is amped. <laughs> why, why do you say that, JT? She doesn't uh, as much as I do. Let's be real. Wow, it's bringing yeah. it's making an income though. It is. I think she probably is looking forward to a day where she just has a you know husband and normal life. Though so. it's Nick Way we're talking about. Will he ever be normal? <laughs> no, he's on but, something here. <laughs> well, I mean, if you need, if you, I, I know you're tight with MSR, but maybe you know, maybe JT fly. I just saying, throwing it out there. Yeah, you know? I mean, I am kind of on the open market. He's on the open market, JT. Ah, uh, he ain't moving to Boise. He's a Tucker guy. He's branded. Brandon. I'm talking about I'm not moving to Boise. I'm talking about I'm racing. Cool. <laughs> you need some gear. Get your offer in quick. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll send it over in the morning. Get your offer in quick. Same thing with you, dude. Something just like you, Mathis. You're about to raise management up. Everybody trying to get the, you know, their gear on you. Yeah, you no. move product. LBZ's already been in touch. You know what I mean? Stiffy? Yeah, Stiffy's been Stiffy. in touch. JT, what do you got? Fernet does have his LBZ's from his house fire. It's one of the only things that stayed. Yeah, really, right? <laughs> so I mean, it is, it is, it is a possibility. Oh man, Mike Russell is still around too. The LBZ guy, I just saw it ran into that dude. He, he had skin too, right? Or he still has? Skin? No, that's Alborda. That was Alborda. Oh, is Alborda still Come around? On, I remember going to watch some filming be done with Alborda with. Uh... <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Donald Upton. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, those are the good old days. So you were live? You watched right yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. He, he invited us to come down. We watched the whole deal. That's creepy. It was, it, as a man <laughs> going If you knew to, anything about El Borda, it is creepy, yeah. from what I understand. It, it, it's it, it's it not what... It's a little creepy. It's ne- creepy it, stuff probably happened. It ruined you after you go to that, so... Can you tell me how the Al Borda Michael Alessi sponsorship deal came around a few years back? Yeah, I don't know how to explain that. I don't either. I know how to explain Michael Brandis and skin, but oh, not yeah, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never got that. I never got that tie-in. You sponsored Alessi? Oh, yeah. He was in ads and everything. Yeah, no way. Clothing, right? Yeah, clothing. Skin, yeah. Skin, skin clothing. Wow. Um, thanks, thanks, Nick, for coming on. Appreciate it. Manjib at 2015. It's on. So. You're welcome. I already got dudes calling you. I'm a pretty good agent. <laughs> you are a good agent. You're welcome. <laughs> thanks, buddy. All right. I'm looking forward to it, JT. Start doing some push-ups. We've got the German series. I'm going to be all over the internet just watching it. I think Germany's out, but I think Manjimup is in. You're welcome, too. I brought that up, too. You're welcome. <laughs> Germany's out, bro? I think so. What happened? Too much fly work? Uh, no, I've got another trip planned and just uh, some things. I, yeah, things aren't coming together. It doesn't pay enough. I just got, it do, I got enough. too much other stuff to do. It doesn't pay enough to, to cancel the cruise with some chick. <laughs> no, I'm going to Italy for a few weeks and then more across the nation and then Russia and all kinds of stuff. So. It's not going to happen. I thought, it was coming, I thought for sure it was coming back, but it's not. The assault is not what, coming back. What's going on Yeah, I can't, I can't get a bike as early as I was planning on, so that's playing into it too. So. Just, uh, I got bikes like, like lots of them. Bring it in. <laughs> What was the bike choice? Well, I, need, I need to put them together. What? I figure I figure Matthew can put it for sale bike together. That's safe enough for me. 
Thanks. Thanks. Countess, let me ride that 90. Yeah. No no worries. Yeah, right. they're coming along. It's coming together. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. A couple got, more weeks. Got my, uh, got my radiators in. I ordered yeah. some radiators off eBay. They're all ready to go on. I put, put the hoses on. Uh, just, I hear this every Monday. It's just a couple more weeks. It's a couple more weeks, and I will be at Milestone with Chicken and Warty. No way. Yes. Are you serious? Yes. We're doing a Racer X story oh. on it. I probably shouldn't even talk about this publicly. But sick. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Chicken's going to I got get, an 04 if you want to borrow it. Chicken's going to see that the 90 did have a perimeter frame. It's going to be quite a shock to him. He keeps saying that a couple the, more weeks thinking it held him back. <laughs> he always keeps saying that in ninety his bike was good because it didn't have the perimeter frame, and I've told him it does, and he denies it. And I'm gonna have to show it to him. Here, chicken. Here, this is what you almost won the Supercross <laughs> series on. But he's ba- he's busy airbrushing skulls and flames. So buying flannel. Yeah, buying flannel. Okay, Nick. Driving RC Mafia, cars at the tower track. MafiaMotoCrew.com. Pulp Crew saves you twenty percent. Make it happen, people. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Thanks. Later, Nick. All right, guys. See ya. See ya. All right, JT, we're going to let you go too, bro. It's late where you are. Thank you for coming on the show. Uh, hopefully the Canadians don't come and uh, burn you uh, at the stake. And I'm pretty close to Canada. You are. Yeah, not far. I could have, I could have uh, people en-, en route right now. Yep, absolutely. Uh, thanks for coming on, bud. Appreciate it. See you guys. Later, JT. All right. Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. What do we got going on? I don't know. What should we do? Voicemails. All right. See you later. Voicemail. 7025. Hey, can we skip our third commercial break? Yes, we can. I'll allow it. Do you it. think our sponsors will drop us? Fire us? No, because we're killing it. <laughs> are you dude, kidding me? Keeps <laughs> the shit. This kid over here. I, I got to get a definition, dude. I don't know what it means. Some dude doesn't like next, it. Next so. time here, I need a definition next time. Will you please do your comedy act for us at, at some right. point? I can Devin do does open mic people here in Vegas somewhere. And somewhere. No, I don't know where. To, I mean, somewhere in Vegas. Yeah, somewhere. And uh, um, he's trying to be a comedian. Right. So I we feel. Him, I told him he could do his act. I, just, I don't really want any the N-word or anything you know, super offensive. Right. I don't okay. know how offensive you get. R-rated. I, I get pretty offensive. Yeah, do but, one minute stand-up. Make us laugh. See if it's legit. Let's watch the chat rooms light up. Twitter blows up. Bitches just come in. (laughs) Bitches will be here. (laughs) They'll be here. They'll be pounding on the door. So, will you do it at some point? I mean, I could do, like, a couple jokes every now and again. I could do some right now if you want me to. It seems that's what you're, like, leaning towards. Last time you did jokes, people claimed you ripped them off from Louis C.K. No. 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 That's not what happened. What happened was is you and JT got into a stupid airline f- argument, yep. and I brought up one of Louis C.K.'s points, and the next day a fan was not happy. But you claimed that you didn't say it was Louis C.K.'s thing. You, you, you made it Well, what am I supposed to say Like at the end of it? Just be like, oh, by the way, one of the things I had mentioned, Louis C.K. No, also you just put said, a dash, Louis C.K. Well, no, I was, I'm, not, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not siding here. I, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I mean, I, don't, I guess you say, hey, I heard Louis C.K. say this about an airline. I don't know. Okay. All I don't right. know how that works in your world. All right. Well, sorry. Make right. me a balloon, clown. Yeah, straight up. <laughs> uh, okay, so give us a couple jokes. Uh, okay. Give us a couple, like, come with, you know, maybe uh, not, don't. All right, all right, all right, shut up. On stage next is Devin Gibbs. <laughs> all right. Stage four, stage four. All right. Uh, hey, what's going on, guys? How you guys doing tonight? Shit. Good, good, we're good. Good, we're good. Hey, yeah, yeah. Woo. <laughs> 
Shit, man. I just uh, I just got back from Texas, um, which is a lie. But I just came back from Texas, and I didn't know what Texas was all about, you know, my entire life. All I knew was everything was bigger in Texas, which I found out was true because the women there are much bigger there than anywhere else. Texas was the first place I did get to have titty sex with a woman. I, this is fucking – it's weird for me to say it on the radio. <laughs> it's weird for me to say it on radio, but – Texas, well, you, wait, Texas, you, say, you say it into a mic in a comedy club. Yeah, there's people I'm looking at. Well, Texas was the first place yeah. I got to titty fuck a girl. Okay, and which is awesome, right, guys? But you know, like ever, like I said, everything's burger in Texas. It was her back titties. So, oh. no, <laughs> ew, yeah. hey, I'll get the nachos, waiter. I'll get the nachos. Uh, that's actually all right. Not yeah. bad. That's, that's not bad. There's her back titties. The back titties. Yeah. Back titties. Hashtag back titties. Back Hashtag titties. Back Texas. BTT. Okay. What else you got? Uh, I just moved in with a girl. Um, she fucked up my bathroom, guys. I don't know what it, I don't know how it is. You know, it is my first experience with moving in with a woman, but she fucked up my bathroom. I remember my sink used to be white, and now it's the color of my girlfriend's fake face because her makeup's everywhere, and she got brushes all over. The, I don't even know, a douche. I didn't even know a douche was a real thing. I just thought it was something you called a guy that cut you off in traffic, <laughs> and then I started thinking about it like. You guys ever seen the flavors and scents of the like mountain wildflower vinegar? Like I, I don't know about that stuff. If it was up to me personally, I'd want like steak flavored. But <laughs> I'm poor, so I'd have to get like ramen noodle, you know, shrimp packet, beef. So, uh, that's 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 the, I like that. You it's were going bad. towards that. Drive. That was a good. I one. like the I like the back titty one better. I like the douche better. Okay, fuck right. it. Not bad. I like the douche. Not bad. As long as you guys like Who it. Who these questions? Um. I'll give I'll, let's give a grade. B. C. Okay. C plus. Right. I give the same as what I gave uh Chris, the play by play guy. <laughs> yeah, of course Chris was gonna watch out why I got Chris is coming. Uh seven oh two five eight six seven eight five seven. Call anytime. These are the best of the best from this week of voicemails. Hello, Steve. This is James up in Canada. Uh Jesus. Just having a great time here. Just enjoyed the, uh, the pulp show from today, and enjoyed an awesome weekend of racing at Walton uh, Walton Raceway in Walton, Ontario, Canada. Uh, hopefully, see you up at the Pro National this summer. I know you're making it to the, the city that rides it with fun with uh, Regina there, or sorry, Regina, Saskatchewan. But hopefully, you can make it to Walton as well, and uh, have a good night. Put this on the show next week, and uh, have a good one, boys. Peace. Steve, what's up, man? Hey, this is Jeff up in Utah. I love your show. I uh, look forward to it every week. I drive a ton for work, so listen to it while I'm driving. Uh, that said, pulled up this morning on the podcast app and saw Tony Berluti in studio. Needless to say, I'm pretty pretty excited to listen to this one. should be entertaining. Uh, I had one other thought. Uh, it's a couple weeks gone by, but... Glenn Helen, you guys were talking about how you can't, how they can't um, rip the track up on the steep hills because no heavy machinery can get up there. What's the likelihood that they could have some type of a rail system that drags a, a piece of machinery up the hill? You know, rails on both sides of the hill, drags it up, smooths it out. I don't know if that would be cost prohibitive or, or what. But anyway, just wanted to get your thoughts on it. Again, love the show. Hope you guys are having a good night. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think about that dragging? Story? They can drag the hills. I don't know who said that. I think Ping did. No. Okay. The the they can grade the up and down hills. I don't know if it's. Well, I'll take that back. It's been ripped before. I've raced there, and it, the hills have been ripped. 
I just don't think they're getting on very top of the plateaus where the like Mount St. Helens is and Showy Hill because all that stuff's been ripped before. I just think on top of Mount St. Helens it's such a short little corner. They don't rip that. They just kind of uh, you know use a, a a front end loader or something just to grade it around. But that's it. But yeah, they can rip it. Your mom can rip it. Easy. All right. Legion's word of the day: platypus. Not a bad word. Hello, um, hello. Um, this is Mark Tolter, the marketing manager for Transworld MX, and we were w- wondering if you had Adam's controls cell number because we are very interested in a photo shoot for 2015 years. Um, if you could please give me a call back at this number as soon as possible, that'd be great. Is that real? Let's call that guy. I don't know how the I don't have the number. I, I deleted it. But is Mark Poulter is that a real guy? Uh, not for Transworld, not that I know of. No. Marketing manager. You if said? anything, Don knows all those guys' numbers. Anyway. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. So I don't like. But if it's a joke, like, where's the joke? Like, it seemed really serious. Uh, he probably thought Transworld that was funny. MX calling me for Cincerello's number. I don't know. Maybe he was serious and was like a, a fan that wanted his number and using Transworld as a alias. Maybe. I don't know. It was really weird. I decided to put it in there because I couldn't figure it out. I didn't know if it was serious, a joke. I didn't know Mark who the guy Poulter. was. Mark Poulter. Yeah. Oh. I have to ask Dom. All right. Hey, good show the last few weeks. Thanks. Haven't called in lately. Just finished up listening to the Lakewood review. Yep. And whoever makes your drops, you laid a perfect one during that show. You guys are talking about Top Jimmy and whether it's just riding around and needing to finish or not. And Steve comes out with, I like a guy who finishes. Obviously, taken out of context makes it absolutely amazing. Regardless, keep up the good work. KTM Mike here. The sound drops with Tony Alessio are priceless, but, man, I'm missing me some Mark Pellegrino. Isn't that what Kyle Regal's dad is? Sure, throw some of them bitches out there. Out there again. I'll be listening. I know everything. Blah, blah, blah. Mark Pellegrino was epic. When was the last time you had him on? Oh, a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. His first call, though, to the show. It's funny. I mean, he's yelling and screaming, and Kenny and I put him on hold, and we come back, and he's still yelling and screaming. <laughs> it's awesome. Mark's a good guy, though. I've got to know him a little bit. Paul, what's up, dudes? Hey, that would be hilarious uh, if you guys interviewed that dude who was throwing Nick Way's bike from Joe, or you could somehow get a hold of him. Ask him what he thought of uh, the throttle response or suspension or, you know, ask him what he thought of the bike. But uh, what way did you do to uh, put some uh, changes on that thing? All right. Let's find out what prison he's in because he was caught and then call him and then ask him about how the throttle response. Yeah, that was very... uh, Where's the lame drop? I don't really know what to do. Yeah, to that. Lame. Lame. I don't know, dude. You put it in the voicemails. I did. Hey, Steve, I just got back from High Point, and, man, i got to tell you, boy, this sport is awesome. It is just amazing. You know, a couple weeks ago, everybody was saying it looked like uh, Martin or Webb were almost a sure bet to win that title. And, man, at High Point, Blake Baggett just laid it down, and those guys had nothing for him. And then uh, how about Stewart? You know, you yourself were saying you don't see how he's going to make up 20 seconds on the KTM guys of Roxon and Dungey. And holy crap, James just, you know, he said his bike felt awesome, and I don't know if it's enough to give him the confidence that that guy needs to push it, but holy crap. Stewart was on another level. Those guys could not keep up with him, and uh, hats off to Drake and Art. He hung with him for a little bit. But, man, 
I mean, it's just amazing. Everybody thinks, you know, early on, oh, these guys are the title favorites. And in a few weeks, look at how the momentum can shift. And now Stewie's looking strong, and Blake Baggett's coming on. It's just an unbelievable sport. You never know what's going to happen. Beautiful weather at Mount Morris. It was awesome. Love the Paul show, man. You guys rock. See ya. Uh, besides James, as far as form on a dirt bike, Trey Kennard has the, the, the perfect body positioning all the time. You watch his elbows. Elbows are always even and bent and his back. I, I don't know. I was watching him over the weekend. I was like, man, that guy is really, really cool to watch ride. I know everything. There you go. He uh, He's best scrubber, too. He might be the best scrubber out there. It's Him really and Roxon, yeah. Like, yeah. They're saying on the on yeah. the on the broadcast like, "Oh, James and Roxon are the best." But I'm like thinking, dude, Trey can yeah. throw it down. Trey's pretty good, absolutely. Is that it? Yeah, uh, one more. Okay. Hey, Papa Max, this is Gibby from Georgia. Um, I just had a few things. First of all, Trey Kennard, man, what a great weekend! It's been so long, I almost forgot how fast he was. So super excited for Trey. Um, great guy. Um, Second of all, I don't know if you watched the broadcast yet, but Grant Langston sure tended to hijack we just play by play there, especially in the second moto of the two fifties. Boy, he was just taking over. Anyway, it was great. Uh, Langston's been doing a good job. And also Steve, um, I'm on your side. Your wife should come home. I could care less if she's mm-hmm. come home. out with friends. I've been married almost twenty five years. Mm-hmm. She needs to come home at night. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, thanks for the great show. Uh, thanks. Bye. What's this about? F you, dude. Heather. <laughs> so, Pookie had some friends in town from uh, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. We live in Vegas. Yes. They're all staying on the Strip. Uh, her, good friends of hers. She's gone, she's gone there a few times, visited them. Uh-huh. They came to Vegas here, and she stayed in their hotel room for four nights. Okay. Didn't come home. And? Did she call you? Well, yeah, we talked. I mean, I was gone to the race, Lakewood. Right. So she was gone Thursday night and then Sunday night when I got back. So two out of my, two nights that I was home, I slept alone. The other two nights I was, in, I was in Lakewood, she was gone totally. Dogs alone. Dogs lonely. She was feeding them, apparently. But basically partying with her friends and having a good time. A couple shows, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I brought it up on the show last week. I was not happy. Still not happy about this. Why? You don't feel like a, it's weird to be 20 minutes away from home and not come home? She was partying. What's the point? Yeah, but... She was with her friends. Yeah, but... I mean, come home. She did. She came home, she fed the dogs, and she left. Kiefer. Uh, I don't know, man. She's with friends that she doesn't get to see <laughs> I'm not that asking often. you. I'm not asking uh, you. Dude, Honestly, dude, I would be You're pissed, wrong. dude. You'd be pissed. I'd be pissed. And so if would this voicemail If you were 20 minutes guy. away and you didn't want to come home and, spend, and sleep with yes. me, I'd be bummed out. Yes. Why? Call me lame, whatever. I like sleeping with my wife. Yes. I understand that, but she's with friends that she doesn't see on a regular basis. That's fine. Basis. Go eat breakfast. Wake up in the morning and yeah, eat some breakfast. Exactly. It's Vegas. Come home. It doesn't matter. They you're, live in Vegas. <laughs> you're you're in Victorville and you're up in a Barstow partying away. <laughs> I would not be in Barstow <laughs> partying away. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah. That's kind of, it's just not, maybe not so pissy. It's just weird. Like It's totally weird. Yeah. Totally weird. Pookie has no problem with this. Really? Okay, she, but see, here's the thing. What if you didn't live in Vegas? Would it matter? 
No, wherever I live. I don't care. Right. It I don't care matter. if I live in Winnipeg, back in Winnipeg, and she's downtown Winnipeg partying <laughs> with her friends. I don't care. And if it was maybe one day, hey, baby, I'm going to stay here one night because, you know, what I'm drinking. Whatever. Okay, cool. See ya. If it happens again, I'm like, yo. Four nights. Well, you can't count the other two because you weren't here. But my dogs were. Well, and not yeah. my friends. I mean my real dogs. Yeah, my dog. <laughs> <laughs> yo, dog. Uh, I don't see anything wrong with really? it. Really? No. A, yeah. God- She's with friends that she doesn't get to see on Dude, a regular basis. These goddamn so. independent women, Kiefer. And the thing is, this we is the problem is. we love our wives so much, we want to be around them as much as we can, and they just want to break away. Thank you. Thank you. We're not breaking away, though. Sometimes That's they the just got to get rid of you and your shit for four fucking it, days because you guys uh, won't shut up for a minute. It's, <laughs> you ever uh, think about that for a quick second? It's th- so would it have been better if she had been like, okay, you can come out for the two days that Steve's gone and then leave and then come back following weekend when he's gone again no 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 spend all day with them <laughs> uh do whatever you gotta do come home right and then get up in the morning hang out get up in the morning and meet him back at the hotel and do whatever even if Listen. you got even if you got to roll home at two in the morning hey i'm home and come into bed and then wake up and then i'm bouncing out again. yeah, Listen, yeah your, your husband is alone sleeping alone Dude. But you were sleeping with the dogs. You had three dogs here. Dude, you weren't alone. Don't act all hard. I'm not. I feel, I feel like there was a moment in Pookie's mind, though, those couple nights where she thought, yeah, maybe I should go home. Fuck it. Another shot. <laughs> Bring yeah, it over. I, I absolutely agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, Just, that's, it's totally weird, right? I can't even sleep okay, good well, when she's not home. Uh, Berluti thought it was fine. Devin thinks it's fine. Uh, some callers thought it was fine. Yeah. Pookie's coming upstairs right now. I'd be scared. I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm, into it. I'm glad... Kiefer, that you're with me, and you're with this caller. Yeah, I'm, I'm not in. No, Berlu- you know, Baluti kind of sided with me. Are you talking about me being gone? <laughs> I got your back. Shit. We had it's a we had a voicemail right now. We had a voicemail. What is wrong with you? We had a voicemail. I had to bring it up. <laughs> we had a voicemail. The guy said he's been married. That 20- guy's going down. He's <laughs> <laughs> been married 25 years, and said it's really strange. I would be sad. You're ridiculous. F you, dude. Kiefer. I would be sad. Come put the headset on. Pookie, come, don't. Pu- come put your headset on, bro. Here. Don't just come up and wah, yell. Wah, wah. <laughs> uh, Kiefer, ridiculous. Kiefer is with me. He's with me. Here, here's, here's, my, here's my thing, Pook, is if she's 20 minutes away, like, I don't, why can't you just come home after you're done? It's not 20 minutes away. It's a lifetime away. <laughs> <laughs> it's the strip. Devin said that you thought about it, and then you said, ah, fuck it, another shot. No, it was 16 girls. They all came from Omaha to see me. Oh, yeah, I really, cannot really. put them up here. Yeah, Vegas had nothing to do with so it. So we came got to hotel. See you. That's, that's I'm fine. I'm not going to come home every... Okay, you guys, see you later. No, I'm not doing that. Sometimes a man <laughs> wants to come home and have his woman. Yeah. Well, Is she's this? home now. Yeah. Yeah, but... I'm home plenty. Stop siding with her. I... <sighs> well, I, I see, get her. She par- see, I don't party. She'll go party. I just don't do it. I don't party. I have like a girls' weekend once a year. Come home, like, <laughs> and then like I'm gone. I'm gone. Dogs, alone, wondering. Dogs, not, where's not mommy, human. daddy? Real dogs. <laughs> yeah, well, real I dogs. Mean, yeah, where's mommy, daddy? Left. Is this the end? Are we? <laughs> do I have to eat the small one to survive? And I guarantee you, out of those two days, which is four meals, I bet you one got skipped. Oh, they did not. I bet you one got skipped. <laughs> I, I bet you one one meal got skipped, and poor little Hogan no. was hungry. I don't think those dogs are going hungry, bro. Rocky's fine. Rocky's fine. I'm just saying, bro. He's with me. What did the voicemail guy say? The voicemail guy said he's been married for 25 years, and it's super weird. 
If wow. it was, I think where okay where <laughs> what's the time limit to come home? How far away does she have to be for order to come home? A plane flight. It's four o'clock in the morning. By the time we came home, two of the nights, I'm not going to come home at four o'clock in the morning. Well, what, what time? You, what time do you wake up? I'm also not going to leave early you, so that I can come home. You remember the Chris Rock thing? Nothing good happens after <laughs> two. Yeah, I didn't get any money out of the ATM. Doesn't matter. Nothing good happens. It's just super weird, bro. Berluti sided with me. Like you're go- you're 20 minutes away and you're like hey, fuck it. Hey, but you can look at it as like your man loves you. He just wants you near you. You know. He, he's ridiculous. If I leave the house during the day he, while he's working, he gets all upset about it. I do not get upset. He just wants me to be like my I think presence me around. Close, he doesn't dude. want to talk to me. He doesn't want to do anything with me. He just wants me to be here. <laughs> I want to like kind of like an action figure. <laughs> so I, I, I want to own her. I want to own her, and but just you know. Right. I have the same like your show, Mathis. I'll be working. I go just sit here down here next to me. I want to go upstairs. No, just hang out with me down here. Just chill. Yeah. Don't yeah. talk. Don't give me any of your thoughts. Oh my God. <laughs> Don't tell me about your day. Just fucking hang out. Right. It's just okay, Boopy. Heather's just saying that because it's girl power, Spice Girls thing, where you guys are bros. Right, but it's not just twenty minutes away. I wasn't just up the street. It's twenty. What it's hotel? Stri- Flamingo. All it's right. the Strip. It's twenty-five minutes away. It's a lifetime away. It's. <laughs> It's a whole other world. Very far away. Yeah. Well, hey, did you hear Devin's stand up act? No. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, you fucked up. Uh-huh. Back, back titties. And douche. Uh-huh. And, and uh, beef flavored douche. Tube steak be, uh, douche. <laughs> Tube, Tube steak douche. Whatever, man. You guys fucked it up. But oh, we yeah. did? It, oh. it was ramen noodle. We botched it? Sorry, bro. <laughs> ramen noodle. Ramen noodle. So, That's good. Uh, Heather. I'm mm. sure on the way home, Kiefer let me know when she's like, that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> let me know if she says she's that. She's tripping. I would, maybe I would, I would call you come home. I would never do that. That bitch. <laughs> I would always come home to you, Kiefer. Shtick. Uh, I'm on your side. We baby. love, our, we love our wives. That's it. Plain and simple. Devin's on your side. and I think it's the dog is on your side. Cinnamon's Did on your side. Did you give him a pill? Yes. He doesn't Cinnamon, like you. Cinnamon, yeah. No, do you think he's in pain or do you think he's just. No, I just. No. Huh. He so misses you, though. I think. He's really So he didn't have a remote mic to go take down there. You can put it down to <laughs> What do you think, Cinnamon? <laughs> All right, bro. Well, uh, are you planning any other trips? Are you coming home every night? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, man. I'll be here. All right. I'm not allowed to leave, apparently. You're on lockdown. lockdown. I'm a prisoner. Just bullshit. I'm going to get an ankle bracelet for you. <laughs> oh, boy. Get a shock collar for her. Yeah. Yeah, shock collar. You can't go. You can only go so far. Oh, another thing. She's driving down to the strip to go hang out in the car that I pay for. Oh. <laughs> what yeah. car am I supposed to take? One that you pay for yourself. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Where I'm taking my headphones. Hey, it's getting deep in here. She had a Louis Vuitton that I probably paid for Ooh. while she was down not sleeping with me. <laughs> not sleeping. <laughs> All right. She was sleeping with 16 other women. Right. Ooh. Wah, wah, wah. Wait, that's good, not good point, Heather. I saw no video or photos to... You know, selfies. No underwater yeah. selfies. No none of that. Well, shit. maybe she's saving those for later. She needs an optrix. When yeah. she wants to go out again, she'll just slide a few over and say, "This is what goes on." Yeah. And then I'll be like, "Cool." Right. Bye. Right. Don't come. As home long as that me. shit's going on, it's 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 legit. <laughs> well, I hope you feel guilty, and I no, wish I the, the caller on the line sides, <laughs> sides with me and Kiefer. So, all right. Amber right. Ludi. Yeah. Oh, Amber Ludi. Yeah. Thanks, Boogie. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> She's mad. No, she's mad. Does this ever like? Does this show ever really affect like your guys' personal life, where everyone leaves and you're like, you know what, that was bullshit. <laughs> no, but I told her that. I, I told her I wasn't yeah, happy and all yeah. that. She's just. But honestly, she does not care. I she wouldn't just care. Do- either. 
Pookie does what Pookie wants. That's the rule in the house. Hey, I, it's Pookie's world, and you just live in I it. I know. I could put up all the like all hey, the resistance. You want to know how I know you really don't care that much? You're still here. Happy wife, yeah. happy life. Yeah, no, I know. She's busted that out a few times too. Yeah, P.O.P. Oh wait, I turned you off. I turned. Okay, there. Damn, what? you turned me off. For? Sorry, bro. P.O.P. Power of puss. Wow, wow, things just got weird. Straight up. Okay, uh, that's it. That's it. Uh, Chad Reed, Grant Langston, uh, Ryan the Noof, Lockhart, Nick Way, Nick Way, and, uh, and Jeremy Albrecht. Way back when. Say Chad Reed. Yes, 20. and of course Chris Kiefer. Twenty seconds. Twenty seconds, Chris. Twenty seconds, Kiefer. Uh, use the code PulpMX to save yourself money at BTOSports.com. Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X-Brand Goggles. X-Brand, did I mention going 1-1 in Canada? Uh, five, six times. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Atlas Neck Braces, Villapoto Weimarware at Vortex Racing. Of course, we're giving away three pairs of tickets to Muddy Creek. Contest at PulpMXShow.com, courtesy of Vortex Racing. Uh, free gun underwear. You got free gun underwear? No, I don't do that. Does Heather do that? Uh, no, she does Calvin's or something like that. I don't okay. know what she does. Uh, Works Connection, of course, great great company. At Cherubies, FMF Racing, Tech One Designs, 810 Solutions, W Wheels, Black Ops Moto, Mafia Moto Crew, Optrix, and Guts Racing all on board with us tonight. Devin, thank you. Always a pleasure. Heather, Good thank job, you Devin. for coming on. Thanks thank you for, you for de- defending uh, Pookie. That's awesome. No problem. Uh, last time ever for here for you guys. Right. Last time ever. Fuck right. it. Um, there was something else I was... Oh, your song. Between your song... Oh, stop. And Heather defending Pookie. That was the first bad one I've had. Oh, I'm not happy with the first bad one I've, I've had. Not happy with the key first tonight. Hasn't he complained about one of your other songs, too? No, he, he hasn't. That was he the complains first about one. 95% of the songs. Uh, no show next week, folks. So uh, we'll see you after we get back from there, uh, from wherever we are. Uh, thank you for listening. Sponsored deals. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks to all of our guys. Kiefer, thank you. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, it's awesome. Don't tweet, don't tweet Mathis next week about a show because he just told you. Yep. See everybody soon. Thank you. Bye. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.